bow, chicka, bow, wow, bow, bow. I have no intro music because Rob keeps forgetting to send it to me. But hi, welcome to For We Are Many. Hey, let's That's just like air rock it. Hang on. Where'd you go, John? Got your camera oh. off and shit. Uh, um, I was trying to send you those links. I guess we'll just wait for somebody from the chat to join. I think Nathan's coming. I'm sure he can figure out how to pull it up or something. Uh, okay. Now, hopefully. <laughs> um, if, if not, I'll have to double duty and use my phone screen because it's on my phone. It's just not on my laptop. But let's give everybody a minute to join in. Sorry that we're late. Shit happens. It's the fucking struggle of the juggle today, but we made it. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Been, been a long, hectic day, but here we are. Yep. And uh, got a few things to talk about today. From the fucking Minneapolis murder squad fucking killing another innocent black man, Amir Locke. To uh, update on the situation going on over in Ukraine, as well as what's going on in Iran. Um, and who knows what else might come to mind during this whole process. Um, <laughs> three hours, let's do it. N- no, no, we're not <laughs> doing a three hour tour tonight. I don't have the energy for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I had to try for James. You know, he loves those three hour episodes. <laughs> I know he does, but uh, he's not here yet. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you don't oh, know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's easy to go for a three hour tour if, you know, there's four or five of us in here to discuss stuff. But pretty much everybody else on staff is working tonight at their other jobs that you know put food on the table and shit so you know for now it's it's just us um that'll be cool if nate is able to hop in here too um and since nobody else is uh joined on the live stream yet i'm gonna hop into facebook and share this around to uh groups and stuff I'm trying to find my vape right now. I don't know where I put it. I had my... I swear, y'all, I lose this thing all the time. It's like I've got so many pockets, and I don't know if it's my jacket, my pants, probably in the bathroom. It was right under the seat, right where I was sitting. Oh, my God. Shit, bro. I lost my vape a couple weeks ago at the bar, (laughs) and um, I'm still sad about it, so... You know, there's that. <laughs> the worst feeling ever. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't remember when it was. It was like a couple months ago, but I freaking, I guess I opened the door and it had fell out on the side by the door. And I'm guessing I left it at the gas station. But it's like, dude, when you lose it, it's like, well, today's going to suck. <laughs> right. It's like, son of a bitch. Like, damn it, man. Um, <laughs> okay. I had a brain shark there. I forgot. This is probably not um, streaming to Facebook right now because of 
the issues that they've been giving us. Yeah. So, but we should be live on YouTube. So I'm going to hop in there and grab the stream link to share it onto Facebook. There we are. Okay. And. Here you go, some coffee. That's what you need right there. Yeah, I didn't even have an opportunity to do the whole coffee thing. Refill that before (laughs) starting here. So, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. Here we go. All right, Femtifa. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, if you want to send you those links in the chat. What's that? I'm having trouble sending it to you on here. Oh, the links the for links. the Iran update. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of material I need. That's probably that, hey, Iran is probably going to take him. A hot minute, probably about 30 minutes because there's a lot of stuff to unpack with that. Like, I mean, right now, what we got going on is pretty much okay. So, the U.S. wants to overthrow the current leader, I can't remember his name right now. And about two years ago, with Iran racing to develop its own nuclear weapons, um, the United States sent a drone over to Iran and blew up General Soleimani. Mm-hmm. This is about two years ago. I want to say it was two years ago when President Trump was in office. And Iran, the Iranian leader is in a position, the president, he's in a position to where he has to retaliate. You know what I mean? And we keep sending drones over there. We had a drone shot down about, how long was it, Trish? Like, Three or four years ago. Sounds about say, right. Yeah. yeah so. And and everybody got all their Merc and Panda murder people in response. Is that what what incident yeah. you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. 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 And why? Because America. Yeah. And that and you know, it's funny, we've got this uh uh idiotic idea that drones are these peaceful image collecting birds you know they're just peaceful like think of those little birds we're just looking to see what you got right when in reality stuff like this happens general Soleimani gets blown up by a guy somewhere sitting behind a computer you know what i mean yeah and we're putting pressure on them i mean who's really at risk of going extinct here iran or the united states Who's the real fucking terrorist and bully? Us. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it takes a lot of fucking audacity for the U.S. government to be like, now, wait a minute. I know we have nuclear shit every fucking where here, as well as uh, in a bunch of colonizer bases around the fucking world, pointed at all of you, but how fucking dare you try to develop yeah. nuclear... And especially when... The biggest part of their nuclear program is for power, not for weapons. 
in yeah. Iran. What what they're trying to develop is some nuclear power to provide electricity. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, <laughs> as the world, as the so-called first world develops, everybody's in a race to develop nuclear energy. And what Iran's supposed to be, what burning that natural gas or coal. Is that what they're supposed to do? Aren't they part of the Paris Climate Agreement? I thought they were. I'm not sure if they are or not. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'd have but to it seems like them. we're forcing Iran and all these deals, all these nuclear deals, these peace accords and all, all of this stuff. And then we're turning around and flying UAVs and they're spying on them and blowing up their generals. And then we wonder why they're pissed off at us. huh? Right. We'd be pretty damn pissed off if somebody say blew up one of our top generals hell yeah the whole country would be riled up and ready to attack they'd be begging for war when's the next war i want the war tomorrow that's what this is all about right and it's all it's fucking hypocritical hypocritical as fuck and that's something that these cunts in the U.S. government don't fucking understand about every time they point that finger, they got three more pointing back at themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's... Like, uh, for us, but it's not okay for you. Yeah. That's hey, a you- douchebag perspective to take. But that's the douchebag perspective that this fucked up, illegitimate-ass fucking government has taken from day one. Yep. And... You know, they, they, the, the capitalists have a funny way of wording things. They, you know, development, like uh, Michael Parenti says. I, I'm going to quote Parenti here. Uh, uh, they call it development. They call it sustainment. They call it friendly relations, as Michael Parenti puts it. And the American government puts it. That's where they word this stuff. But what's it about? It's about setting up these shell companies and all these oil companies to go in there and cut down all the lumber and get all the oil and get it sent back here for uh, pennies on the dollar, buying it by the load, by the shipload, and these ships are wrecking, and oil's getting dumped in Somalia and all over the country, or excuse me, all over the globe, I'm sorry, and the country too, Um, with all the fracking and everything going on. It's ridiculous. I was driving through, uh, I want to say it was like a year or two ago, I was driving through Pesos out in Texas, and it was almost like the oil was like a, some kind of fog, like you were driving through a fog. And then you realize, you look on your window, that's not fog, that's oil in the air. And that's fucking crazy to me. That was my, that was one of my light bulb moments. Like, this air is fucking motor oil. And it's like, when are we going to wake the fuck up and realize, like, we are killing this planet? And we are going to fucking die. Like, if I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound crazy right now, but it's just like the. You're not. Like, we just keep cutting down trees and burning and burning and burning. And our air is filled with all this fucking poison and all this methane and uh, carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide. And where's all the oxygen going? Because I tell people, uh, are defending these fucking rocket launches going on. Well, guess what? When they're on their space yachts and uh, this other Earth on the other side of the globe, there ain't going to be a fucking ship coming back for you. We're going to be stuck here on this fucking poisonous, deadly planet with no life whatsoever except for us 
and nothing to eat. Man, well, as Tyson said, if these billionaire motherfuckers now, it, clearly this is ad-libbing, not direct quote, but if these wealthy-ass billionaire motherfuckers can go and find another fucking planet that they can terraform into another Earth, then they can fix this fucking Earth. you damn right. Just, they have just, no, I'm no sorry, it just we're hoarding all that fucking money. That that money should be getting fucking seized in order mm -hmm. to fucking be put to use to fix all the fucking damage that they're doing besides yep. actually paying the people who are producing that fucking wealth their fucking actual fair share of, you know, those yeah. profit margins that are truly just unpaid wages. But, you know, there's so many things that need to be fixed here and where the fuck do we begin? Because we need to put an end to the fracking. We need to put an end to the lithium mining. We need to put an end to the oil drilling. We need to put an end to the coal mining. These mm -hmm. things are unacceptable. There's no fucking excuse for such extreme exploitation of the planet yes. for energy that can be created in other fucking ways. And yep. this is that we have talked about time and time and time again that rather than cutting down forests we can use hemp for hempcrete for building materials that are far stronger and far more sustainable than a wood frame house or wood frame any yeah. other type of fucking building instead of burning fucking fossil fuels we can burn hemp oil yeah instead of having fucking lithium batteries we need to actually start mass producing hemp batteries because guess what they're at minimum as powerful if not more powerful of capacity than a fucking lithium battery already oh, yeah. proven that one plant alone can replace multiple fucking industries that are destroying the planet and in the process the hemp plants will clean the soil put nutrients back into it you know <laughs> instead of fucking continuing down this fucking path of self-defeat we need to fucking take a different direction here and start utilizing things that we actually know to be cleaner sources for energy and for building materials, etc. And stop this fuckery we're doing. We've known about this for decades. Okay. Yeah. People have been protesting this shit since like the sixties, if not mm -hmm. earlier. Oh yeah. And we even knew then in the scientific community that, we were already at that point approaching the point of no return. And at this point, mm -hmm. I'm fucking exactly. sick of being either capitalists or people who think they're capitalists but actually don't have any capital um, who just are <laughs> fucking having some Stockholm Syndrome and supporting the shit still being like, well, I mean, if we're at the point of no return, we might as well keep going because it's profitable for my family. Yeah. I'm sick of motherfuckers being like, well, I mean, this this works for me. So, like, fuck the billions of other people on this planet and the planet itself. Yeah. And that's and when so you gotta, that's when you gotta say, hey, look here, dumbass. Uh, this shit keeps going for another 
say, hell, I don't know, uh, 20, 40, 50 years tops, maybe, the planet's not going to be fucking sustainable anymore. And we're not going to be able to live. We're going to have to build fucking societies under the water to fucking survive, bro. And people don't understand that. Like, we are, our planet's heating up. Like, it's about to catch on fire and the fucking sea is about to fucking dry out. And we're not going to have any creeks and rivers and these water sources are going to be gone and we're going to be fighting each other to death for water and food. The thing is, even if they're not dried up, they're fucking poisoned. Just getting to that. All that poison are putting in the ground with all, all the oil too. Like I said, hell it's in the air. It's in the air. That, that is insane to me. Yeah. I never like grasped the concept until like I was saying, I was driving through the fog and I realized this isn't air. This is motor oil, vaporized motor oil in the air. That's what a refinery is. That's what a refinery does. And it's like, just think about what are all the cars doing to this planet? Right. It's straight up fucking disgusting, dude. I mean, that shit is so bad as far as how much of it kicks into the air that like, okay, given my living situation, I'm a traveler in a fucking motor home. So I make use of laundromats a lot. Yeah. And every time I have been in an area where there's oil refineries, they literally have separate washers and signs up saying, don't put your fucking oil rig working clothes in our regular washers. Here's these handful of washers and dryers over here that you can use for, you know, your work clothes from working on the oil rig. That's how yeah. fucking nasty the shit is. is it, it gets into the air and it just clings to every fucking thing in, in its presence. It sticks to your clothes. It sticks to your skin. Dude, I need to look and see, like, what are the fucking cancer rates amongst people who work in oil rigs and refineries? Because you seen my, how you much fucking... Dude, oh, sorry. Well, your sorry, car ain't going to die from it, but, you know, these people who are working there, they think they're just fucking, you know, they got a good job and, you know, they can pay their bills and put food on the table. But what the fuck are they doing to their bodies? You know, we already know that yeah. if you're in lithium mining or coal mining and stuff, we've seen the fucking cancers that come from that. I, I'm curious oh, yeah. now um, of how m- much skin cancer, especially... Um, as well as lung and whatnot is, is prevalent amongst people who work in the oil industry, because we're talking about having your fucking entire body coated in hydrocarbons at all fucking times to the point that your sweat smells like it. It's a disgusting, dirty industry and it's fucking poison. And something I want to talk about is how do they wash those clothes? Fresh water coming out of the reeks or excuse me, the creeks, the rivers, the lakes, you know, that's where all that water is going is to cleaning those clothes and the beef industry over agriculture. I mean, we're, we're running out of water. We've got a problem. Like we're getting low on water. Like we're having, we're about to have a whole different set of problems if we keep on doing what we're doing, you know? Yup. It's destructive known it for so fucking long and it disgusts me 
that this shit has still been allowed to fucking continue and it hasn't gotten any better. No, instead of fucking curbing our fucking usage of fossil fuels, we've gone and done shit like fucking stealing other people's fucking oil fields over fucking seas so that we can, you know, ramp shit up even more. And it's like, God fucking damn it. When are we going to learn? Is it going to take a fucking Mad Max world happening for people to go, oh, fuck, we fucked up? You there? Am I losing you? I lost your audio. Um, I can't hear anything you're saying, bro. Check and see if your mic is muted. If you need to um, leave the studio and re-enter and I'll pop you back in and see if that fixes it. All right. Sorry, folks. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um, okay. I see you, John. All right. And I still can't hear you, bro. I I don't know what the fucking deal is, but you're okay. Sorry. Give me a minute. He's going to pop back in. And there he is. All right, let's try this again. Your mic's got to be muted because, okay, like on, on my screen, I can see your volume bar and it should be lighting up with everything that you're saying. It should go green and raise the bars up and it's not doing so. So it's not picking up your audio at all. And hi, Natalie. I just saw Natalie's in the comments. And okay, it's picking up some sound. There we go. Yeah. It gave me some static feedback at first, but uh, there we go. So you were saying. Hey, on, I still have trouble with it. Now I'm hearing you double. The hell is wrong with this thing? How's that? Much better. I can hear you now. All right. Um, I've gotten this shared out to a bunch of groups and not just now finally onto our page. Um, so, yeah, anybody who's who's just now seeing the link. Sorry for that. Um, Facebook has been shadow banning us and like literally cutting the fucking stream from Facebook anyways when we stream to it. So we've been streaming straight to YouTube and uh, just sharing the YouTube link onto Facebook and um, into the groups and stuff. So my apologies. That takes us a minute to, you know, get that stuff uploaded on there.
Um, but we haven't gotten too far. We, we got a little bit of a late start here anyways. And, uh, we were just discussing, um, well, to begin with the stuff with Iran and it kind of led us into a, a rant on, on global exploitation of oil-based resources and stuff. But, you know, um, John, can you give me a mic test so I can see what's test, up? Test, test. All right. I can fucking hear you now. Right All on. Right. Um, Sweet. <laughs> so you had had some other sources that you were wanting to um, pull up and discuss with everyone as far as the situation in Iran. I mean, you know, we've been able to do a little recap overview of the fuckery that's gone on between the U.S. government and Iran in the last, you know, few years. But. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Tricia. Um I was going to send some videos over. I guess we can just wait till later, uh, try to pull those up if you want. I've got them in the group chat, but I can't figure out how to send them to you. Um, well, do you but, know how to use the screen share option right here in Restream? Mm, the row of buttons that's underneath this window we're in, in the center, there's one that has a computer screen with an upward pointing arrow. If you I don't click have that. that I'm on the phone. That's probably why. It should still show it in, in your phone's browser, though. It doesn't have that little button of like a... Oh, hey, Natalie. Screen. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... Uh, it's all good. No, yeah, I don't have it. It's all right. Uh, I, I pretty much know what... Um, I'll get everybody called up. I'm pretty well versed on it and everything, so... Going back to what I was saying about the Iranian situation is we've basically been at a proxy war. We've been aligned with Saudi Arabia in a proxy war against Iran. Okay. And we're supporting the Saudi Arabian government who is fighting the Shia forces in Yemen. And we're giving them all these missiles. Well, two years ago, uh, with probably with Mossad influence, Donald Trump decided to blow up General Soleimani in a, with a U.S. drone. And essentially, Iran has to retaliate now. And we're quickly trying to rush and get a nuclear deal done. And nuclear deal has been going on for a long time, but it's really heated up in like the last two months or so. And uh, so, yeah, the situation's pretty tense in Vienna right now. Everybody's trying to get this nuclear deal pushed through to avoid conflicts in the Middle East, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty nerve-wracking. I mean, I think about it all the time. It's like, wow, here we are flying drones and spying and blowing up Iranian generals, and then we wonder why Iran hates us. Why do they hate us? Why do they hate us? You know? Um, <laughs> maybe because our government fucking terrorizes them. Also, yeah. I just noticed that the title on this says 3rd of February, and I'm going to edit that right now because today's the 8th. Uh, excuse the brain chart here. Um, <laughs> I just fucking saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking great, dude. 
Dirt, dirt, dirt alert, alert. Yeah, you're right, Natalie. Yeah, we are the terrorists. I mean, literally going around pirating the world for our resources and our shell companies and our Exxon companies. Mm-hmm. We are the terrorists. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of, it's well, kind of funny. Not how we using us, but the illegitimate government that we are forced to fucking tolerate. Um, yeah. Hi, James. Welcome. Hey, James. Yes, hey, crap. We don't fucking know what's up with the messed up notifications either. We're kind of winging it right now. Because um, as I was saying a little while ago, lately when we stream directly to Facebook, it's cutting our stream anyways and shadow banning us. So instead of doing that, we're streaming um, just onto YouTube and the other platforms and then sharing the YouTube link onto Facebook. So it, it takes us a minute to get that shared around. Um, but uh, thank you, Natalie, for sharing that around to some groups too. I just saw your comment there. Um, thank you yeah, both thank for, you guys for tuning in. Thank yeah. you guys. And Thank Natalie, you for being actually, hardcore and dedicated and, and digging to see where the fuck we're at tonight. Um, and sorry for the late start. That's on me. I've had the struggle of the juggle going on today. Um, hey, can you pull Natalie's comment up? Not us, the government. Because I want to talk about that for a minute. You know, um, let me see if I can figure... I, I know... I know there's a way to pop it up on there, but I got to figure it out because learning curve. I'm still learning my way around actually doing hosting on this software. I'm sorry, I, didn't I mind me constantly fidgeting moving around here. I got a fucking pinched nerve that's on fire right now. Um, I'm the same way. My shoulders tore out. That's why mine's like it is. It's throwing it out over the years. There uh, we go. Yeah. No, I figured it out. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, we are the government. If you think about it, we are the machine. And what I mean by that is the the capacity for a government to do damage to the environment and to hostile neighbors is really based on the participation of us, right? Imagine right. if one day the American people stood up and said, no, we're not doing that. We're not invading this third world country for a and well, the thing you know is, I mean? so, in order to actually, like that, Natalie, you know. in order to actually be able to force that, though, would take a full-blown fucking revolution in mm -hmm. overthrowing this illegitimate government because they don't listen to us when it comes to even voting. Why the fuck they they don't give a shit what we have to say? We've been fucking screaming for years about. Fuck you using our tax dollars for perpetual, endless fucking resource wars instead yeah. of for any fucking thing that benefits the people. They don't fucking care. They're like, suck our dicks. It's profitable for us. Hmm. Yeah, the notifications have been messed up, James. Uh is nowadays these fascist corporations 
Yeah, February 3rd, yeah. Yeah, sorry, James. I didn't catch that until after we'd already gone live. So I, I fixed it here, but I don't know if it updated that on on y'all's end. I don't I don't fucking know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> don't know. Who knows? Don't know. But it's not February third. It is February eighth. <laughs> All, right. All right. What do we what else do we have to talk about? Ukraine? Yes. Yes, okay, indeed. So, uh, do you want to do the honors this time? Get everybody up to speed on Ukraine. Oh, Oyave. Well, Oyave. um, yeah. So, I, I, I'm looking here for an update. Um, Nathan had said yesterday that uh, now Biden's dumbass has a total of twelve thousand troops that have been sent over to various. Uh, areas of the region surrounding Ukraine, um, which is fucking stupid because, okay, first of all, who starts a ground war with Russia at all? At all? Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the middle of fucking winter. Okay. Second, yeah. Russia has like 130,000 troops on that border right now. Because of the fuckery coming from the hey, United States and friends. What the fuck do they think that 12,000 troops is even going to do except get unalived going up against 130,000? Are you fucking kidding me? You know, um, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, and, oh, I just saw you blooped out into the ether. Welcome back. Welcome yeah, back. I was having some troubles with the internet. Yeah, I figured as much. I I was looking at the other other tab here, um, and and didn't realize until you weren't saying anything that <laughs> you'd blipped out there again. It happens. Um, I'm about to give me some more coffee real quick, y'all. But uh, all right. Um. But French President Emmanuel Macron uh, met up with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow on Monday. Uh, they're trying to find some common ground on Ukraine and NATO. Uh, like I said, the U.S. Uh, has been moving forces to Eastern Europe to support the NATO allies. Uh, and Russia deployed even more troops. Um so Macron went there to try to demand a de-escalation um, before he moved on travel to Kiev. Um, God, they spent yeah. more than five hours just locked in conversation there. Uh, Macron said that he and Putin were able to find points of convergence over the crisis. And it was, quote, up to us to agree jointly concrete and specific measures to stabilize the situation and de-escalate tensions. Uh, but that there is still time to preserve peace, he said. Um, Putin uh, had some, you know, clearly expected um, critical words for NATO and Ukraine and suggested that further steps were possible on a diplomatic front. Um, 
But he said, and I quote, a number of his proposals and ideas about which it is too early to speak, I consider quite possible in order to lay a foundation for our further steps. But he added that they would speak again after Macron goes to Kiev, which he, he went there today. Um, so I don't know when they're going to get back together for more conversation, but probably sometime this week, I would anticipate anyway. Um, but Putin accused Ukraine of violating the rights of its Russian-speaking population. And this is another moment of, he's not wrong. Because guess who has been in power in Ukraine for a long time? The fascists. Fascists. Okay? Yeah. And Ukrainians are ethnically Russian. Okay, they, they've always been a part of Russia until recent decades. So, you know, this this is not surprising that the people there are probably all for wanting to rejoin Russia and get the fuck rid of this fascist ass fucking like neo-Nazi type government that they have running their shit that they don't fucking want. Um, Putin also said that Ukraine's government is quote, ignoring all possibilities for a peaceful resolution of the situation in Donbas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, that's, he was referring to the separatist region in Ukraine's east. Um, Putin has assembled 70% of their military personnel and weapons uh, that it would need for a full-scale invasion of Ukraine based on latest U.S. intelligence estimates. But, you know, that's even questionable because we've already seen, you know, the CIA at all fucking, you know, pick out false shit. But... Uh, they're right. saying they they so far have at least 70% of what they would need, you know, assembled for the invasion. But oh. uh, officials say that they still don't know whether Russia's leader has decided to launch an attack or not. The Kremlin has repeatedly denied that it is planning an incursion, but has argued that NATO support for Ukraine constitutes a growing threat to Russia. And again, not wrong. Um yep. You know, uh, Macron praised Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's Sangfroid on Monday, saying that he has shown self-restraint in the face of growing Russian military activity on its borders. Well, yeah. if you're a fucking fascist, guess what? <laughs> you kind of deserve to have, you know, the Russian military on your fucking borders because... Let's just take a moment to remind y'all who really won World War II and defeated the Nazis because it wasn't the U.S. It was Russia. It was the Red Army that spanked yep. their asses. And they still don't have any fucking tolerance for Nazis in power, especially in land that is technically part of Russia. Yep. So, you said um, But Macron pretty much wanted to suck Zelensky's dick, you know. <laughs> And he's like, oh, well, Zelensky's the president of a country on whose borders there are 120,000 Russian troops. And I would say that would make one worry. I don't give a fuck. Maybe maybe uh, Zelensky should be worried because he's a fucking fascist who doesn't yep. deserve to be in power. Fuck you, exactly. Zelensky. Um, fuck you, Zelensky. 
<laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of funny because these talks between Putin and Macron came at the same time as Joe Biden was meeting with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz in Washington on Monday. Um, Ukraine was at the top of the agenda, um, clearly. Uh, Biden said that the two leaders, quote, developed a strong package of sanctions that clearly demonstrate international resolve and impose swift and severe consequences if Russia violates Ukraine's sovereignty, warning that it cannot be business as usual if Russia invades. That's kind of the whole point, because business as usual there right now is fucking fascism, and Russia likes to spank fascists once once Mm -hmm. again. That. Um, but I'd love to know how Biden thinks that economic sanctions are going to fucking actually do anything for fucks. Yeah. You're kidding me? Like, uh, yeah, like the entire former red block has faced sanctions from the U.S. for decades, and this is pretty much their response to it. Of hmm, fuck you, United. Yeah. So, and rightfully so, because what gives the United States any right to operate their militaries outside of the Western Hemisphere? I have a hard time, like, wrapping my head around that. Like, why are we over there? Like, I don't give a shit about, I don't give a shit about Korea. I don't give a fuck about Ukraine or Russia or Israel or Palestine or any other country that isn't this one. Because we don't have no fucking business being in all these foreign places dying for this stupid bullshit. And this is about Biden's son uh, selling that oil that he's been stealing from Russia. They've been stealing like 30% of Russian oil. And it's ridiculous, man. I mean, hell, I'd get pissed off too if you was selling my shit that you was stealing from me. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it's really about. And the thing is, like, I give a fuck. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't give a fuck about what's happening there. But I give a fuck about the people. Yeah. Not their governments. Their governments and all the areas you just fucking listed are just as fucked and illegitimate as they are here. Because, okay, look, Israel is a fake fucking state. That's actually Palestine. And the Israeli government is a fucking colonizer, fascist fucking government. Um, what's going on in Ukraine, colonized fucking, you know, fascist ass fucking government. What's going on here, colonized fascist fucking government that can all fuck off. My concern is for the people there who, who deserve better than to be subjected to this fucking bullshit. Exactly. And, you know, something I've noticed is when we're out here fighting all these resources wars, Oh, let me fix my camera. Sorry about that. Uh, it's it ain't the it ain't the rich sons dying. It ain't it ain't the uh, the rich daughters dying. It ain't the upper class. It ain't the real estate agents. It ain't the insurance salesmen or the Wall Street brokers. It's poor fuckers like us that don't have any opportunity. We ain't getting no free college. We ain't getting shit. It's like you want to be somebody. You join the army. Then you then you can go. You join the army, then you can go to college. Then you can become a something and live a happy life, you know? And it's all bullshit. It's all, it's just, 
and then you go to the army and you're just doing uh monotonous labor for i don't know 12 hours a day right and literally forced to be part of something that basically constitutes governments not minding their own fucking business and staying in their own fucking lane yep hey and, oh speaking on iran oh you, you go ahead though sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh it's all good go for it man um so speaking on the iranian situation um where i was going with that is that what the, that's what this is really all about uh the cia in 1984 89 i get my numbers mixed up i'm fucking horrible with numbers i cannot remember a date to save my fucking life uh Okay, but <laughs> in the what was it 1980s? Um, uh, the U.S. overthrew the democratically elected president. Well, the Muslim people realized what was happening, and they're like, "Hey, all these people, all these foreigners are coming into our country and fucking with our elections. That shit ain't gonna fucking go." And they had a revolution, just like the revolution that. Uh, it's still going on in Egypt right now. And that one's been going on for um, 11 years now. And they've been through, uh, this is their third third government now. They're on their third government. They're about to go to a fourth. So, yeah. It's bad over there. But that's what this is really all about. I mean, it's not giving governments their autonomy. Well, the thing is, the U.S. likes to pretend as if it's going and doing these coups because, oh, these these are bad governments that we need to take out of power. But notice that uh, every fucking one of them, typically, that they go in and fucking overthrow with these fucking underhanded, excuse me, coups. I got hiccups. Um, oh, hey, Wade. How you doing, buddy? But, uh... <laughs> Every, every one of them just about has been either a socialist or communist government. Um, you don't see the United States going and undermining and overthrowing fascist governments. And it's like, hold the fucking train. Because if you were actually trying to look out for the people there and protect them from harm, you'd be going after the fascist ones. Yeah. Not the fucking ones that are by the people and for the people. They want to pretend like what what's going on here is by the people and for the people, but those of us who are here know it's not. Oh, speaking of oh hey, hey buddy, uh, no uh, speaking of that, uh, I was actually uh, watching uh, Michael Parenti earlier. I was going back and uh, watching some of his films, and he talked about something important. Uh, is that uh, U.S. coups more like flocker pigeons here, right? Uh, <laughs> no. Nah, uh, I can't even remember what I was talking about now. I done lost my train of thought. Um, Sorry, I fucked you up popping that one on there. I just love Wade's sense of humor and had to had to share that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> no. Uh, and that's what it's all about is we got to set up. Um, yeah, what Michael Perini was talking about is, okay, fascism in Ukraine, right? right. You know, when you're a Jew living in russia you get to speak yiddish you get to say you're a jew that's your nationality you get to enjoy being a jew and then you come to ukraine 
you don't get to say Russian or Jewish. It's just Ukrainian. And that's the one box that you can check. Right. That's one thing that a lot of people don't fucking realize is at least in Russia, it's totally fucking legal to practice whatever fucking religion you wish. Yep. They just opened a mosque up uh, a day or two ago. They just opened up a big mosque right in Moscow. Right on. Yeah, it's actually really pretty. I looked at it, I'm like, dang, they spent some money on this one. I mean, it's beautiful. Like, really. (laughs) They've got a lot of beautiful buildings in Moscow, though. I was watching a documentary on them, and they got all those old, I I don't know what they're called. They've got, like, the little spin top look on them. Uh, And that actually goes back to ancient architecture. It's quite beautiful. And you can actually yeah. see the, the Middle Eastern influence in the architecture there. That's because Russia was originally settled by people who were moving north and northeast from the Middle East. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know. It's like Russia, you know, we have like this like straw man image of what a Russian is. But Russia is like one of the most diverse, I would almost call it a continent on Earth. Russia is, I could almost say Russia should be its own continent because they have 17 time zones, so many different religions and nationalities and races and groups. And uh, I can't remember who said the quote or how the quote goes exactly, but Russia is a mystery inside of a paradox, you know, or something like something to that effect. I mean, that's how, like, big and mystical and uh, it's, Russia is. It's, it's, it's so a really vast. awesome place. Yeah. It's so vast. And there's so many different peoples there from all over. Um, you know, another one of the ancient influences there was um, Nordic people who had moved there. Fucking Vikings were amongst some of the original settlers of Russia, yeah. too. You know, there's, there's all these really cool influences depending on what part of Russia you're in. And it's fucking beautiful. It's one of the places that I would love to be able to travel to one day. I'd love to explore Moscow, especially, you know? Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. (laughs) But, uh, Oh, James said, doesn't America have freedom of religion? Uh, yes, we do now, but the people that we're electing, (laughs) do not feel that way. They think, okay, this is it kind of ties into the assimilation, forced assimilation, like I was talking about in the Ukraine, is that's what we're trying to do here in America, is, oh, you're not Mexican, you're not Latino, you're not African, and you're not Native. You're an American. And that right. that's your new race. That's your, exactly, whitewashing. That's what they're talking about, systemic racism right there. Is to say you can't have your own language. You're going to speak English. You're going to come here and live like an American, and you're going to speak what Americans speak. And uh, what's funny is other countries don't do that. Oh, sorry, you go. Ahead. Sorry, I'm the one interrupting, but I just want to say, for fuck's sake, it wasn't until I believe the 1970s that indigenous tribes here even got the right back to practice their own religions. And even be able to perform ceremonial dance. They were literally barred from dancing because white fucking settlers from Europe were coming over here and telling them 
oh, you're savage. We've got to fucking, you know, take the savage out of you. We're going to fucking kidnap your children, take them to a fucking Catholic school and beat the fucking, you know, native out of them and make them fucking live white. And if they don't fucking abide by it, we're just going to fucking kill them. And now we're finding fucking thousands of dead children on all these fucking, um, school sites and this reminds me too because i saw this today literally okay the road right fucking behind me fuck you phoenix for having a road named indian school you might as well call it genocide way that motherfucker mm-hmm. should be renamed indigenous resistance avenue yep exactly like, it's, it's so fucking ingrained to have every fucking thing get whitewashed that that's acceptable exactly people don't blink a lash at it me it fucking stopped me dead in my tracks and pissed me off to see the street sign yeah that shit pissed me off too uh you think should i talk about the uh the whole religion thing or should i hold off on that if you want to go for it, because you know this this has opened a fucking wide open door. Because yes, Wade, you are fucking correct. Of sure, religious freedom, so long as it's a flavor of fucking Christianity. Because yeah. as you see, people of any other fucking religion still get fucking shit on here and really don't have any representation at all. Like um, when it comes to legislation and shit, which is why I I do love what the church of Satan has done with, you know, punching back when we've got motherfuckers, Christo fascists trying to fucking push their fucking beliefs into legislation. And, you know, they, they push back all the way down to, Oh, if you're going to have a nativity scene on fucking publicly owned land in front of this courthouse, guess what? We're putting up a Bethlehem Yep. It's that kind of punching back that needs to fucking happen because otherwise all we're left with is motherfuckers who want to ignore the whole separation of church and state and try yep. to enshrine their fucking beliefs into law. And it's one thing, okay, having a religion is like having a dick. It's fine to have one, but the moment you shove it in my face, we got a fucking problem. Um, mm-hmm. This shit of people still to this day trying to fucking push legislation that is based in nothing but their fucking beliefs is problematic. Right now we're dealing with shit like, um, the, I believe it was in Oklahoma, uh, that I saw an article the other day saying that now teachers can be sued for ten thousand fucking dollars if they teach something that goes against somebody's religious beliefs, and it's like, oh, so you mean science? Yeah, science fucking negates most religious dogma of like, yeah, that's not real. Here's what is real. Um, so yeah, you know exactly. If if somebody's got a problem with you teaching their third grader about dinosaurs, they can fucking sue you now because they think dinosaurs are um, a fake fucking thing kicked forth by the devil. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here! Get the motherfuck out of here, motherfuckers! That's insane. I now leave it to you to go on your rant because you well, started. I'm- before we hit live and it's a good one so bring it to the fucking table bro right on right on i mean uh yeah exactly james how many religious loopholes do they have and oh uh, what are you saying what israel not to be confused with israel <laughs> right right this yeah. is 
real. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. it is real. There, there, there we have some issues to deal with <laughs> for fucking sure. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's, uh, you know, uh, so many people perceive as like being borderline anti-Semitic, <laughs> but I'll just put this one out there. I'm part Jewish, but just because I'm Jewish doesn't mean I'm Zionist. That I am not. And the yeah. state of Israel is fucking illegitimate. It is fucking illegitimate. That area is called Palestine. Yeah. That country right there. Yeah. You know, the country that was there before uh, Israel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the land was stolen. And, yeah. um, you know. It's still going on. It, it's way. problematic because, yeah. okay, look, the, the people of Palestine, their military joined with, you know, the, the allied forces and helped to free Jews and Romani from the death camps in Germany. And they were like, look, come home with us. You have a home where you will be safe with family because even those of us that aren't, um, you know, of Jewish religion, guess what? We're still your cousins because, you know, most Palestinian Arabs have more fucking Jewish DNA than these fucking white dudes who are fucking Jewish converts that are actually colonizers that are running that government. That's mm -hmm. where the problem lies is, is this government was put in the hands of, of colonizers. It wasn't put in the hands yes. Of the people who fucking already lived there, or even the returning people who are actually ethnic Jews who were originally from there, you know, and and James, America is not called Native America because America is actually the name of a fucking European who got attributed with discovery of this continent before Columbus got... Yeah attributed with discovery and you can't fucking discover a place that's already inhabited this is turtle fucking island absolutely absolutely this place already had a name before the colonizers showed up and brought all the slaves and captured all the indians and sold them off on the slave market and killed them and raped them and genocided them and slaughtered the buffalo that was us that wasn't yep. Okay, I wasn't Canada, which Canada did their fair share of it. Just like the Spanish. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And we sit here and we talk about religion, which is what I was going to earlier. We talk about um, God's destiny and Allah's destiny and worshiping the religion true. When it's funny thing is y'all ain't even worshiping. You're twisting your own religious text for your beliefs to fit your agendas to fit your profits and now we are um here we are where it's like we're not even worshiping god anymore we're worshiping these machines that are destroying the earth and the way i see it as a god fearing man is we need to sacrifice all these machines to god because we've been worshiping these machines for too long and these machines is what's going to kill us you know it's what's going to kill the planet it, it already is with all the cars and everything we drive. Right. Yeah, Columbus was a douchebag. <laughs> yes, you're right. And and I know, James, I'm preaching to the fucking choir. And yep, you're right. That shit fires me up every fucking time. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Free Palestine. But, That's what yeah. I'm talking about. 
Mm-hmm. It's Palestine. God damn it. And, uh, you know, what's funny is uh, we, we was talking about people like pieces of shit like Ben Shapiro the other day in the chat. And he's a fucking genocide denier. Because the shit that's going on in Palestine is a fucking genocide. Like, I mean, you just look at apartments, like amazing apartments that we've invested in, by the way, American taxpayers. Huge, immaculate hotels and buildings and all this shit. And look at all the equipment we've sent to Israel. They used it to wipe out the Palestinians. Look at Gaza. Somebody, please wake up. Like, it, it's bad. It's bad over there. Uh, it's it's so fucking sad because dude the the zionists there's there's a fucking issue there when it comes to them being totally fucking okay with genocide of palestinian people that are our fucking cousins this this is family this is family motherfuckers you know and they're like oh it's okay hey nazis did it to us we can do it to our cousins too no it's not fucking okay not okay and thank you wade yes america is yeah. a name from uh amerigo vespucci colonizer mm. fucking colonizer this place has a name it's turtle island yep this is turtle fucking island always has been always will be canada the united states and mexico are illegitimate governments that do not have any formal credentials to exist. They are the illegitimate government of this country. They are the ones destroying this country and they're the ones destroying the world. They're responsible for all the oil wars, all the resource wars that have been going on. And what what was we talking about earlier? Uh, I was trying to dabble in something else too uh, on the comments. And yes, the pollution, yeah, that's what this is. The pro our, our industrial military complex is the number one polluter in the world. We, yep. when I say we, I mean our military is killing the planet. Yep. The United States Navy is the one dumping all these plastic water bottles and shit into the ocean. All they do is they open up the trash compartment and pushes it out into the fucking sea. That's us, not anybody else. There's entire fucking islands of trash floating around in the fucking ocean, killing off the yeah. wildlife suffocating out the natural flora that grows in the water fucking what the fuck and motherfuckers want to worry about their own personal carbon footprint well guess what you could live as green as fucking possible and it's not going to make a goddamn bit of difference if this fucking military and our corporations too don't forget them if they are fucking continued allow or continue to be allowed to do this shit because they fucking kick more fucking harmful, toxic trash shit into the environment every fucking yeah. day than you or I do in a lifetime. Yes. And the, uh, yeah, U.S., not us. Yeah. Uh, well, going on that again. Um, and yet, yeah, Wade, I believe so. Uh, hey, I'm trying to read it. Spanish. Thing. Yeah. Yes. It's damn right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, so we get we we think about that for a minute, and we think about what it means. Uh, again, I'm kind of um, I kind of quoting Perini here a little bit, but we think about Ford, General Motors, and a lot of these companies 
what are they doing in all these foreign countries? They're getting the resources. They're getting the labor. They're stealing everything there. They're electing these fascist dictatorships to sell us this stuff, to give us their resources, to give us their labor so we can exploit the shit out of these people and essentially destroy their fucking country. And then people realize what's going on and they start fighting it and they come together under the red banner. And that's what all these civil wars around the world is going on about. It's about exploitation. It's about resources. It ain't about nothing else. Don't let the news get you fooled. It's all about how much shit can we get? How rich can we get? You know what? My Lamborghini's getting pretty old. Time for a new one. Time for a Rolls Royce or a Maserati. You know. I only have yachts in the Caribbean and the Mediterranean. I need a yacht in the Indian Ocean, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of fucking yachts, oh my God, did you see oh. the fucking monstrosity that Jeff Bezos just bought? It to This motherfucker has the audacity that he is right now demanding that a historic bridge be taken down says well i'll pay for it he's demanding that it be taken down so that he can get his yacht through out to the ocean and back because the mast on his fucking like 400 and something fucking foot long fucking ship is too tall to pass through at the bridge and i think that everybody needs to give him the collective fuck you fuck you Mm. guy Fuck you, you Fuck fucking self entitled fucking prick. I hope your fucking spaceship blows up in outer space, cocksucker. I hate you, Jeff Bezos, so fucking much. And you too, Elon Musk. I hope you fucking blow up in the fucking atmosphere. That's where that's what ought to fucking happen. I'm sorry. Thank you, James. Yes, the sea dildo. He's got a space dildo. Now he's got a sea dildo. And he can go fuck himself with them both at the same time. And, yeah, going back to what I was ranting about earlier, you know, a lot of these dreamers, they like to sit here and live in this uh, sad reality of Star Trek and Star Wars and thinking that we're going to go to fucking this other Earth and outer space. And build these fucking great space colonies like we are on Mars. And we're all going to have space yachts and space boats and space rockets. Guess what? It's a fucking dream. Because it depends on mining the shit out of this planet for resources and every other planet that we colonize. And guess what? The shit ain't going to work. And there ain't going to be a fucking ship that's coming to rescue us. God's not coming to rescue you. God is not here. We are here. And... Yeah. We got to fucking save our planet. We got to fucking come together and fucking stop this shit. Right. Absolutely. The real star of the show has arrived. Sarah Jane felt like joining. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Your dog's so freaking cute, man. Thank you. She is adorable. Where's the husky at? Well, I mean, she's half husky. But her mom is back here laying down behind her. <laughs> Come here. She's Come here, dog. Ending my attention here. Uh, Wade not, says, not 
you, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I clicked wrong one. Uh, I meant to click that one. A hey, good uh, point, though. Yeah, so I just, yeah. Lavoca is slang, slang for male for... pubic Go appendage. <laughs> but it literally means main mast of sailing vessel. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was trying to read it. The comments keep jumping around on me. Oh, I didn't think to look on the screen, dirt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so Jeff Bezos' fucking sea cock now has its own fucking cock, too. Um, <laughs> probably the first time he's ever been told that his cock wouldn't fit. Um, <laughs> can't believe the audacity of that son of a bitch to demand that a fucking historic bridge be taken down just to get his boat through. Like, nobody gives a fuck. I guess you shouldn't have gotten it. Or maybe you should have fucking checked on that before, you know, having it built inland. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that I, I'm hoping they're going to stand up to him and say, no, we ain't let you do that shit. I hope everybody goes out into the fucking streets and fights that shit. Because you know what that is? It's a fuck you is what that is. That's, hey, I've been exporting you, and look how rich I've got off of making y'all cocksuckers do the work for me. Look at that, huh? Just how fucking important he finds himself to be versus literal history. Like, that bridge had already been um, damaged before, and, you know, the people in the town came together to, like, rebuild it. Like, that it's it's got historical value that Jeff yeah. Bezos doesn't. Oh yeah, and that that's just uh, another demonstration of wealth. It's just it's just wow. Look at me. I'm gonna have this historic bridge taken down so I can fit my massive yacht through here and sell everybody how great capitalism is. Oh, it's great for you, ain't it, Jeff Bezos? Huh? With your fucking spaceships and your mega yachts. While we're uh, filing for fucking food stamps and going without food and dental care and health care. But yeah, enjoy your fucking yacht, douchebag. I hope it fucking wrecks. And I hope you fucking get eaten by a shark. (laughs) Get eaten by a shark, yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, Bezos. Piece of shit. Such a fucking prick. Such a prick. Him and Elon Musk, that, that fucking scumbag, he is... Uh, speaking of which, speaking of Elon Musk for a minute, where's our Tesla trucks? Where's these big fucking semi-trucks that have been uh, c- coming soon for five years? Where's this Hyperloop's bullshit? It's dangerous. This planetary space travel shit? It's bullshit. These solar panels that he's been selling for these houses don't work, and they don't look like they were fucking promoted. Elon Musk, you're a con artist and a swindler. And uh, I'm going to enjoy watching you go bankrupt and lose everything and go to fucking jail for being a piece of shit. Fuck you too, Elon Musk. (laughs) Yes, in their wealth, Natalie. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Fuck yes. They're not entitled to it. You know who's entitled to that wealth? All the people who work for them who produced that fucking wealth. Yeah, exactly. And um, how is that money being spent? It's not being spent on us. It seems to me like it's being spent at Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and uh, all these 
plane companies like Boeing and uh, whatnot, you know, seems like we're investing more in the industrial war complex than we are our starving homeless people right here in this country. Right. right. That's a problem. That's because uh, this fucking exploitative system known as capitalism does not give a flying fuck about poor people at all. Yeah. It, it's like, we're going to absolutely refuse to pay you enough to not be poor, but then we're going to tell you that because you're poor, you have no value. Yeah. Oh, and you know, good job on hitting 99% efficiency and only going to the restroom for two minutes out of the day. Well, guess what? You don't get a raise. You know, you're just, you know, it just sucks to be you. You know, you're poor and you're meant to be poor. And, you know, the system isn't fair, but hopefully one day you'll have a really breakthrough idea and become a billionaire like me. So you can ex exploit the shit out of all these fucking people. Isn't that great? Don't you love capitalism? You know? The killer part is, is the people who do have breakthrough ideas, they're not the ones even making the money. The ones making the money is investors who go, okay, we want to buy your idea and fuck you over on it. We'll give you a pittance yeah. for it um, and call ourselves fucking, you know, job creators and, you know, seed investors and all this other shit. And then they either take those things that they've bought the patent on and shut them down because it's a threat to their already existing industry or they take them and exploit them. Like, look at what Elon Musk has done with the good work of Nikola Tesla that was supposed to be free to everyone. That's what mm -hmm. Tesla wanted to do with, with what he had discovered when it comes to energy production and, and you know, conserving. It, he wanted to share that. He wanted to have free electricity for everyone carried through the fucking air itself. And he could have done it. But the industrialists of the time came to him pretending to want to invest in making that happen and instead bought his patents and shut it down because they were oil industry people and they wanted mm -hmm. no competition, especially not from somebody who wanted to create it simply for the good of the people. Yeah. And these oil companies can't survive with clean, with clean energy. They ain't going to be... They're going to be out of work. And you know what? Too fucking bad. It's bad for the planet. Too fucking bad. It's being spent tearing up the earth in over-exploited countries to vampire, vampirize more resources. Yep. Damn right. Blood-sucking capitalist parasites go on country to country invading for fucking resources. Guess what? We've used up this country. Let's go uh, install some democracy somewhere else. That's that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. Installing democracies. That's our. That's the phrase we love to use. <laughs> and he's like, dude, this this is what they mean by you know that that old term of phrase of like sugarcoating a pile of shit. <laughs> yep. Like we know it's a pile of shit, but we're gonna call it something else. To yeah. just run past you, like, see, we're we're making this sound like a good thing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck you. It's still a piece of shit. Sprinkling glitter on it doesn't make it any less a piece of shit. Ah. Wade says yellow parenti rage. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, definitely watch that one. And then there's another video I need to hang on. Maybe I can pull it up. Well, I don't want to lose the page because my connection's acting funny. But um, anti-Sovietism in the media. Hey, buddy. How you doing, Nathan? Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Communism in Western media. Yeah, that's what it was called. I was trying to think of it. Um, Get off me. What was you saying now? Before I interrupted you? <laughs> I don't fucking remember now. <laughs> I was just telling my dog to get off me because it's too hot. I've I've got a 50-pound furry blanket all up against my right side. I love her dearly and I do love her snuggles, but holy shit. Pressure on my leg that's making my pinched nerve hurt and it's extra heat. So, uh. Oh. <laughs> Poor puppy just wants to love on you. <laughs> yes, she does. She just wants her snuggles. Yeah, now she's doing this shit like rub my belly. <laughs> Every time. Um uh yes, Natalie, I believe you're correct that Tesla died in poverty. Um Yeah. yeah. Revolutionary dude. Yeah, he really you was. Know, so- I've been thinking about something, Tricia, right? I think Tesla was on to something. He said you should always do everything in threes. You know, like if you're going to drive around the building, go around it three times, you know, stuff like that. You know, do everything in threes. Denominations of three, right? So, well, I've been thinking about that. And I've also been thinking about, like, time, how governments can use time to manipulate us. And how they can, uh, for example, like the military and like myself personally, I go off a 24 hour time and it's crazy because eventually like your body will change and like you're confused when you're in public if you're running off the military time. And that's why they do that. They can create two separate worlds using two different times. And that's just a small subliminal example of, you know, how we're able to. For example, they can use that to turn a document. In, uh, see, that's an official document now. They use a different date. They use a different time. They different everything. See, that becomes a government document. And you start seeing the world differently. You know what I mean? Whereas, for example, like, it's 2055. Do you know what time it is over here? Well, it's 855. But see, most people don't know I'd that. have to sit there and do math. Like, 20 minus 12 is 8. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, because it doesn't just immediately, you know, like what? Yeah, but because you see how he's saying it's 2055, like, no, it's 2022. Um, <laughs> that's how that comes across is like it's a year number. But but yeah, that uh, definitely causes confusion. Um, exactly. And you know what? Wade brought up an excellent point here. Yeah, I was just about to say something about that. I was just reading that. That Tesla destroyed his contracts with Westinghouse because J.P. Morgan was breaking Westinghouse. And Tesla gave up being paid to create things to make a better world. Yeah. He was a true comrade. He really was. He really was. He was a fucking genius and understood things that nobody had any fucking comprehension of yet at the time. And... To see his work get fucking exploited so that a 
fucking blood diamond cocksucker like Elon Musk can take his fucking blood diamond money from apartheid South Africa and use it to fucking steal Tesla's name and his work after his fucking death and exploit it for such massive fucking profits. That makes me want to kick Elon in the dick. Oh, it makes me want, oh, I swear to God, I'm telling you, it's, you know, I was listening to an Elon Musk documentary about him leaving. He left South Africa, came to Canada, and then came to the United States. And it's funny because he mentions, oh, well, we left so we didn't have to join the army because we don't like their policies. Oh, what policies is that you don't like? Huh? Is it uh, the un- unbecoming of the apartheid state in South Africa? Is it the is it when people start hunting down rich cocksuckers like you who exploit right. cheap African labor and right. blood and human life for these fucking mining for these diamonds? And you hmm. So is that what you mean when you say you don't like the policies there? Hmm. Probably. Probably because uh, during apartheid, it was completely fucking normal for their military to just be able to hunt down and murder the indigenous there. Mm-hmm. Of like, exactly. oh, you're in the way. We wanted you to move so we could fucking exploit this piece of land. And you haven't moved to this fucking apartheid ghetto that we set up for you and told your fucking ass to go to. So now we're just going to kill you. That's how shit worked there. Yeah. And, you know, people talk about um, the the race war in South Africa. And I'm saying, hmm, it's, this seems more or less a story about colonizer get the fuck out of my country than it does race war. How about all the Europeans just get the fuck out and go back to where you come from? That's what you like to tell the Mexican people here and the African-American people here in this country. Well, guess what? South Africa is saying the same thing. Get the fuck out, you know, and they should, they should go back to Britain where they came from or Australia or New Zealand because the system of apartheid is not working for South Africa anymore. It's not working. The exploit, you know, workers are standing up. No more exploitation. You know, and well, the problem is there's still too much of the residuals from you know the apartheid state, uh, too much of it's still fucking carrying over in how people are treated. There's still racial segregation, there's still um, a lot of oppression happening, there's still clearly the exploitation of the people as far as their labor as well as the environment, and it's all fucked. It's all fucked. Yeah. And, you know, people are getting fed up with it. I mean, that, that that's the other side of that story. You know, we've all heard the story of... Uh, oh, hey, Rob, by the way. Uh, no problem, buddy. We got you. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we're kind of seeing the same thing happen in South Africa that we're seeing happening all around the first world is the people that are being fucked over and oppressed by the first world are standing up and saying no more, you know. Can you hear me okay? 
Yeah, I'm listening. I was just also reading through the comments to see if there's anything else I needed to pop up on screen. Because if you, you know, it, there's so many comments in a short amount of time that I missed some of them. How are we but, looking all the time? We're good. We've been going an hour and 20 minutes or so. Oh, wow. I don't know about you. I still got energy. You still got energy. <laughs> yeah, I just need to. Um, I'm trying to get you on some material so I can take a break. I need to be right back. But uh, well, hey, um, in that case, I can bring up the stuff here about Amir Locke. Right, um, for anyone who doesn't know, he is the most recent victim of the Minneapolis Murder Squad, aka their pigs. Um. This shit right here was fucking insane. It was another no-knock warrant where the the fucking pigs just busted in the apartment in the middle of the fucking night. Um, he was sleeping on the couch. They kicked the couch. And when they did so, um, you know, like it, it moved the blanket that he was covered up with. And they saw that he had a gun on the couch with him. Wasn't being pointed at them or any fucking thing, but they just decided to start firing away and fill the man with lead and killed him. This. Oh my God. That's yeah. horrible. What, what time, what time did it happen? Um, I don't recall. I'm, I'm looking here right now in the other window, trying to find an update. On it, but you know, the killer part is this no knock warrant didn't even have Amir's name on it, it wasn't for him. So, uh, what apartment were they supposed to be going to? Because he wasn't the target, but yet they fucking murdered him in his fucking sleep. Like, he barely had enough fucking brief moment to wake up, he didn't even know who it was that was in his fucking apartment and killing him, you know. And his gun was fucking legal, according to his family. Oh, wow. He was a week away from moving. He was going to be moving down to, I, I think it was Texas I saw referenced the other day that his family had said, like, he, he was going to be moving the fuck out of the fucking murder cities. You might know him as the Twin Cities. I call them the fucking murder cities anymore because that seems to be the only fucking news that comes out of Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, is, gee, more fucking pigs slaughtering innocent black men. And it's kind of fucked because last year they even had a bill on the books for vote to eradicate their entire police force and replace it with um, like an actual fucking community safety network run by and for the actual people who live there. Not like motherfuckers coming in from the fucking suburbs and being like, yeah, we'd like to police these folks. And Oh, sorry, Nate. Give me just a second. Loop, loop. And I'm trying to scroll here to where I can click the button and let you in. There we go. And John is still with <laughs> us. He just turned off for a moment. Um, oh, yeah. Gotcha. Coffee break, guys. <laughs> oh, I see you've got your camera off, too. So, um, I how that goes. <laughs> yep. I was expecting your face to pop up in the window, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 
Yes, Natalie, he was a licensed gun owner. Like, that gun was completely legal. He was fully within his fucking rights to have that on him. Um, And yes, in a total of nine seconds from when the police entered, he was killed. That's all it took. They didn't he know what the fuck He wasn't was a felon. Really he... Right. He, uh, he's he's pretty... just an innocent dude. Minding his business, sleeping. No knocks are nothing more than hit jobs for the state. That's the truth of it. Oh, hey, Nathan. Yo, what up, brother? What are you doing? I'm getting my coffee ready. You know how I am. I'm an old soul, <laughs> man. Gotta have my coffee. Me all day. I think this will be cup number nine. I'm on cup number five. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I've only had a one, lot of coffee. Day, but granted, it was it, it was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't know if I want to refill it because I don't want to be up till fucking five or six in the morning. <laughs> Just like, no, that's that, that's okay. Sorry, I'm back, guys. Oh my god. My ADHD makes me pass out from it, so this yes, James. They need to completely end the no knock shit. And this yes. this is a killer thing that, you know, it's fucking too little, too fucking late. Because okay, this incident here already violated the laws that were put in place because of the cops murdering Brianna. Um, in her sleep, same fucking way. But now, mm-hmm. since, since they did it again, they're like, oh, I guess we should put a moratorium on no-knock warrants. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what Brianna's Law was supposed to fucking do? You know, yep. you're a little fucking late to the game. And, um, you know what, I, I'm going to see if I can find it. My uncle sent me the video of this the other day that there was a press conference happening with the um, temporary police chief there and I think it was the mayor and this fucking stupid bitch their temporary police chief was up there trying to completely whitewash the situation once again um, and trying to make excuses for what the pigs fucking did going in there fucking murdering him and she got called out by another member of the community who is actually on a fucking um, board there. She's a co-chair for a board that's supposed to be in existence for police accountability. And she called them the fuck out and it was golden. She was like, don't whitewash this shit and do not waste my goddamn time having me come in here as co-chair pretending like, you know, you you want members of the community to come here and actually give us the accountability that we're fucking calling for. But when it comes to shit like this, I'm either not even notified and invited, or you want me to sit the fuck in the back silent. She laid out for him. Like motherfuckers, you are fucking tokenizing me, you know, and she's fucking wrong. You know, she's completely fucking right. So give me a second. Let me see if I can find it's in message. Don't have on the computer. And uh, yes, James, she sounded like a racist douchebag. Um, it's fucking blonde hair, blue eyed, white chick. For, you know, um, yep. give me a moment here. I don't uh, know. 
let me see if I can send this. I'm just going to copy the link and email it to myself real quick so I can pull it up on the computer and actually screen share this because I don't know if the audio will come through from my phone. Um, so Are you still with us, Nathan? Or Nate? Well, Sorry. You still with us, buddy? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, yeah, he just uh, Oh, have it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but what was you saying, Trisha? I'm sorry. Um, uh, muttering mostly. I'm, I'm over here emailing the YouTube link to myself so I can actually pull it up on the computer and screen share this fucking video of her calling them out because she went on the most epic rant and put these motherfuckers in their place and I'm here for it. It was beautiful. Um, Fuck yeah. That's a rare thing. Especially <laughs> right now. Just a second. I don't know if this is going to try to play an ad or anything first. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. Nice. Right. Let me do the screen share. Oh, sweet. We got screen share working. Hey, we're back out of the dark ages. Uh, do, 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 do. I couldn't get it figured out on mine. There we go. I think that's the right tab. Yep, that's, that's pigged in full view. Yeah, this is their temporary uh, fucking chief of pig. Shit, I forgot to hit share audio. I fucked up. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I couldn't hear it. Um, I got to redo that. I had a dingus moment. Okay, share system audio. Learning curve. Felt that. <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh. It would help if I do that too. That that barrel is emerging from the blanket. It looked to me as if that, that gun, uh, Can y'all hear that? And certainly, when the county attorney's office barely that case, they will be we restart? examining all of those factors. Uh, and I am I'm absolutely yes. positive they will take a look at that at the officers. Yeah. So if you look at that still image, um, even though you don't see all of the officers. The involved officer was just outside the frame in the direction that that barrel is emerging from the blanket. But it looked to me as if that, that gun uh, in Mr. Lott's hand was pointed toward the floor. And certainly when the county attorney's office reviews that case, they will be carefully examining all of those factors. Uh, and I am I'm absolutely positive they will take a look at that. Um, of course, we all know these events happen very rapidly. And as there's a gun emerging in your direction, you're forced to make a split-second decision um, about when it's when it's a threat. Well, Chief, Chief Huffman, no, hold on, hold on. Chief Huffman, no, no, not. Okay, I'm not a threat. I don't have a gun. Okay, don't treat me like I'm a threat. This is what I would call the anatomy of a cover-up. This is unacceptable. I'm sorry. It is. When I agreed to work with you on the work group. We talked about the importance of transparency and accountability. And here, what we are seeing is business as usual. And you know this, Amelia. You know this, Jacob. I don't know how you guys slept that night. I couldn't sleep that night. Tears 
from a mother's perspective, thinking about what happened. I saw the picture of Amir, he looks like a boy. My son is 17 years old. He has slept on his friend's couches for sleepovers. So we cannot sit here and whitewash this and pretend that it's okay. You knew that I was not gonna stand for police violence and a push for accountability, yet you asked me to be a part of the work group. And I knew what I thought I was signed up for. This isn't what I signed up for. Hey, can you pause it for a sec? Uh, did, did you notice the body language? 
in that officer in that officer the way she was standing the way she was hunched over the podium like as if she didn't have a right to be speaking like did y'all pay attention to that little stuff it's those little messages they're sending you know what i mean like right. that, like as if she was frustrated and fed up and that that lady didn't have a right to speak you know it's the subliminal messages like that you know? right and well that's part of what she was calling out of like y'all expect me to fucking just sit in the back and be silent fuck no that's not what i'm here for you know because Damn right. she she joined that that task group there um to be able to help actually hold the fucking police accountable and she's not going to sit by fucking silent while miss fucking piggy there fucking tries to defend her fellow pigs in fucking committing another fucking murder like oh well we have to make split second decisions bitch what bitch what no it's unacceptable and and yeah she completely tried to fucking just you can see that in her body language as you said she was trying to make it look like Oh, here we go. I've got to listen to what you have to say. Like, yeah, you do, bitch, because you shouldn't be there with a fucking sheriff's badge on your fucking chest. You apparently don't yeah. deserve the fucking position. And I, I'm pretty sure that the city of Minneapolis doesn't need just another fucking white asshole yeah. in charge of shit. Man. Hit it right and on the head that time. James, James nailed it here. Yep, no knock colored guys shooting ass later. They really need to end all no knock warrants and racist cops. Goddamn fucking right. You're damn right. You're damn right. It's it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. And we're not talking about it enough, you know. Because I mean, um, you know, like talking about, I think we talked, you guys have talked about Detroit in the past, and I seem to remember Detroit doing pretty good at one point in time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why, why is, why are they not doing good? Why is Minneapolis not doing good? You know what I mean? Because they're being fucking overrun and murdered by fucking racist ass pigs. And sorry, I didn't notice that you'd gotten. Booted out into the ether, Nathan. Welcome back. I, oh, I just welcome back. Oh, and did he disappear again? He disappeared Probably. again. Mine Shit. was acting up when I first joined too. Sorry, Nate. Try it again. I'm I'm back on this window. And hi, Chuck. Um, I sent you the link if you oh, want yeah. to actually pop in the studio with us. Um, that's my friend Chuck that just popped up in the comments. He's a Panther from Minneapolis. Um, so I, I would love to hear your take on this fuckery right here of, of, of Amir being just straight up fucking murdered in his fucking sleep. This is just yeah. unacceptable. I'm going to end the screen share there because I really don't give two fucks about what that dude had to fucking say afterwards. Um, at Can least had enough fucking sense that he was like, okay, yeah, she's right. We need some accountability here. But, yeah. um, you know, otherwise was mostly drivel. Um, it's just fucking insane 
that this one police force just keeps murdering so many fucking people and getting the fuck away with it. It angers me to my fucking core. And this right here is why we say all cops are bastards. And it's why we're calling for abolishing the police. And yes, Chuck, I I remember you are from LA, but you've lived in Minneapolis for at least the whole time we've known each other. Um, But yeah, whenever you're ready, if you want to hop in the studio, you're welcome to. If you'd like to stay right there in the comments and say your piece, I'll pop it up on the screen. Um, This just this is another fucking atrocity that. How the fuck is that cop shop not burning right now? Also, they literally uh, they haven't had to come down for any of it really. Like they haven't answered to one the reporters. That's first and foremost. They haven't they haven't answered to the community at all. None of it. And we've already got people on the right that are trying to sit there and say, "Oh well, was it justified? Was he a yeah. criminal?" It's like, well, if he was, then he's already he's already paid for his crimes, obviously, or he wouldn't be convicted, right? Yeah. Well, he so, wasn't a criminal, what, though. He'd done nothing wrong, exactly. and it wasn't even his name on the warrant. Exactly. You know? Exactly. This is literally just an innocent young man. I think he was 22 or 23. I mean, he, you know, he'd well, done he nothing had a gun wrong. In his house? Yeah. <laughs> A legally so, owned and licensed one. Yeah. Literally, um, yeah. Like, it, it was legal. He wasn't a felon. And it was licensed to him. So, yeah, absolutely. If somebody enters my house, breaks in in the middle of the night, and and I'm asleep with a piece next to me, guess what I'm grabbing? Yeah. Right. The castle right. doctrine that should... my door in the middle of the night, guess what? They're going to fucking be staring down the barrel of a gun. And yeah. I don't give a fuck who it is. And especially, no knock, motherfucker. Uh-uh. Right. No, no. You're not even letting a motherfucker know who you are. Uh, for fuck's sake, when it's the middle of the fucking night, no lights are cut on. You can't fucking see who the fuck's coming in. And when they're dressed all in riot gear, which is black on black. Exactly what they had, you yeah. You can't see any identifying fucking anything on their uniform. Nothing. It's just... No. Oh shit, there's an intruder. There's multiple intruders. Right. If anybody would be justified in shooting in that moment, it would be a mirror being justified in shooting them the fucking pigs coming through his mm-hmm. door. If he exactly. was white, they'd be using the castle doctrine to save him right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a Damn problem right. too. That's another thing that comes back to what we talk about of the systemic fucking racism that is an inherent problem in in how this shit is run here. Because if you're white, you get to claim castle doctrine. But if you got any fucking kind of pigment at all, then it's, well, wait a minute. What were you doing wrong? What were you doing there? Even if it's your own fucking home. Even if it's your own home. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. Even if it was your own home. That's, That's crazy. At the same time, they 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 sit there and and try to find any little thing that they can to to you know ba- basically point to the fact that like oh, but they were a bad person, 
so it's okay in order to justify it they do this shit constantly you know yeah kenosha saw the same kind of thing jason blake saw the same kind of thing george floyd saw the same kind of thing you know hey what up yeah. that alone is racist hey what's up man you guys can hear me how you yeah, doing no, brother? You good? uh thank okay, you for messaging because i hadn't it, it didn't ding at me like it's supposed to to let me know you hopped <laughs> in the studio yeah Welcome i was trying to see <laughs> all righty great yeah i was gonna give you my piece so i was in saint paul today and i've been trying to figure out what's going on and they just arrested the brother today it's you know minneapolis is trying to call themselves making it right and i i've been doing a lot of lives about this man and i've been making it very clear to people we had an election in november where we could vote to defund the police and i explained to people i said we defund the police we are not only trying to decrease the budget. We're not telling people ban the police force. That's what a lot of people think it meant. It's saying that instead of putting three cops in the cars like they do here in St. Paul and in, in, uh, Minneapolis, put two cops in there or maybe one cop and one social worker. You know, it's like when yeah. I call for a paramedic, right? I got a neighbor that always has a paramedic come to their house because she's uh, on hospice, right? And every time you see the paramedic, you see the police and the police knocks on the door and if they don't hear an answer. They can bang in your door. So the no knock warrant wasn't the only thing that we voted for or voted was supposed to vote against here. They were supposed mm -hmm. to vote it against the defund the police project. And we was going to use that money for the schools. It, it like I was explaining to a lot of people here. We have a lot of people that don't know about the racial tendencies of the Minneapolis Police Department. And I told, like I was trying to tell a couple of our other comrades, I was like, in order to change the system of what we live in, we have to convince more people to join law. We need more lawyers and we need more judges and policemen. And if we, and, and you know, a lot of this stuff has to be changed from the inside. Right. So now we had a brother that got killed here and, I, and they've closed up the entire city. You can't go downtown St. Paul or uh, Minneapolis. The governor's already made it clear. I got the uh, National Guard on standby. Now, this is the same yeah. city that wrote me a $300 ticket for wanting to feed the homeless in Minneapolis and said that I didn't have a license and that it was COVID this, that, and the other. Mind you, South Minneapolis has a big homeless population that the news don't ever show people, but we have a really bad homeless problem here. Right now, the weather's been warm, but we've been losing homeless people, at least over here in St. Paul, like about five a night. And it's really yeah. getting hard to keep up with it. Yeah. And like I said, the city isn't doing anything about this stuff. And I told people this and I was like, you know, I tried to go to schools and have seminars and I would ask, hey, can I come in? I'm a chairman of the original Black Panther Party. And they would say, no, we don't want you to come in here and incite violence. Uh, I tried to become a youth outreach worker through Minneapolis on Facebook. Right. And they looked at my application and called me and said, hey, Mr. Porter. We don't think that you fit the qualifications to be an outreach worker. And I said, why not? I'm 24 years old. I'm black. I know what it's like to be poor and feel like everybody's against you. I said, I think a lot of these kids would love to have somebody like me in their corner. I said, that's why they don't understand. Right. The, they don't understand how racist society is. So now people are getting mad at me because they see the post that I make on Facebook. Like, I can't believe Minnesota. I was like, this is the best I can do for black people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because I've been calling on this since I got here. And I told people, I said, it's time that we start showing people that we mean business. And I said, like I told our black people here, I said, there's this little store over here. We have a thrift store, the uh, East Indian and African owns it. I said, black people need to start thinking like MLK. It's time for us to start making things clear. Okay, the riot didn't work. We got something that will work. If everybody took their money out of Walmart, uh, Holiday, Speedway, and all these stores and said, we're not putting any more money in here, 
until you start doing something for the black community, we're going to force yep. the oil industry to say something. Y'all get what I mean? Now the oil industry, Hell yeah. they're going to call the governor and say, hey, man, what the fuck is going on? Ain't nobody coming in here. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody coming in here spending money, you know? So mm-hmm. now he's going to say, I don't care what you do. You better do something because I, you know, we need to make money, right? And yeah. I've been telling people this. I said, it's too many black businesses here. And I said, us as black people, we don't support each other here. It's so much musical talent here. There's a lot of athletes here. And, you know, and we need to work on unifying the Africans and the the, the Latino race. It's a lot of us here, I promise you. It's, it's about 20% Asian here. There's a lot of Monrovians here. There's a lot of Africans here. I mean, we got a lot of cultures here. And that's why I be going around trying to meet people every day. And I be trying to make sure they understand. Do y'all see the world that's going on? And a lot of them say, oh, Minnesota's a good state. I, you know, I stay upstate. I stay out here. And I said, well, y'all don't understand. Like a lot of my right. friends on Twitter, they don't understand. I am black. A lot of them say, oh, why don't you come to Arizona? Come to Cali. Do this. I'm like, bro, I'm from Cali. I said, I couldn't bring a lot of my white friends in my own hood. I'm not trying to live like that. I said, that's the problem with society. We need to show right. people that, you know. I got a lot of people that think they're black because they grew up in Compton. I said, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't make you black. Black is not, you know, we're not synonymous with the ghetto. It's just that that was our downfall for what we're having going on now. You know, I told people we need the Black Panther Party to police our communities. It's a lot of communities that we have where the man is beating the woman and beating the children or vice versa. And we got people on drugs. These are things that the Panther can handle, that the social workers can handle, that the young, you know, we don't need police. When the police Anybody get involved, police like right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, end up I'm gonna dead with the police get involved, and there's nobody there like a social worker who knows how to de-escalate situations. Right. You know that problem resolution is a fucking vital skill. I'm still here, guys. I'm doing something at the store. Any cops? Right. They don't have problem resolution at right. fucking I'm all, and that head. kills me too. That they tried to tell you you couldn't come in to speak on this stuff because they're afraid you're going to incite violence. No, no, no. You're coming in there to incite feeding, clothing, and housing the fucking unhoused. Well, just like you had said, education. It's all about education. Right. Right. Absolutely. See, now you see the problem, though. And like I said, I've been telling Minneapolis this. The black people won't even talk to me here. They get me like I'm not shit. And I tell them, hey, guys, I'm from Cali. I, I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of the kids look at me like I'm some creepy old man because they don't know my age. You know, people don't ask questions. They, The Minnesota nice thing is not real here. These people can be mean as hell when they want to. And I just yeah. be trying to show them, hey, guys, we're black. We're all we got. Why are y'all acting like that? We're in a Yankee state. We had a brother that got lynched out here last week, and nobody's talking about it. The police, and, uh, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Lisa because she shared the story with me. There's a disabled woman that got killed in uh, Farabault. And it was because the sheriff had hit her with a police cruiser. And they're trying, we're trying to get this cop charged with vehicular homicide. And the family can't pay for the funeral. She doesn't have any insurance and all these other things. And she's disabled. And like I said, the news has yet to bring this up yet. Also, they're trying to get it to where they can't even be sued for, for anything civil-wise. Yes, so they already the state did that. decides not to prosecute, the family's fucked. Right. I was going to say they did that in a couple of cities like Mississippi. Uh, I'm sorry, states like Mississippi. And we had a problem with this in Virginia. I don't know if it got through in Virginia. 
But see, like, that's what I've been saying, though, man. We have a big-time problem here in Minnesota. They're killing us off, mainly because of the lack of unity. It's too many people yeah. here that believe I'm better off by myself. They look at me like a threat because uh, I'm an outsider. I didn't struggle with them. I didn't come from their hood. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of stuff here is based off of popularity. And because of that, I believe that's how Prince got killed. You know, Prince died a lonely life. This man yes, married three did. times. And, you know, anytime you buy a house in Hollywood and you buy a house in uh, Minneapolis and then you buy another house in Chanhassen, which is the rich part of Minnesota. I don't know if you guys have been there. But anyway, he's got all these different things, man. And he died alone. And I noticed something about Minnesota. My uncle was telling me they have cabin fever here. Like, it's so cold so much. People are always in the house. And when they're out, they're kind of, they're real racy. Like, they drive nuts here. The police are always on edge here. It's been a couple of times I've been stopped by the St. Paul police just for having dreads or having something that looked like dreads. And they would be like, hey, we're investigating the shooting. Uh, they said the guy had red dreads. And I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything because this is stuff you learn growing up in Cali. The stuff you right. say might cost you your life. I know a lot of people that would say the wrong shit and the police would beat the hell out of them. So sometimes you just got to play the good, you know, the good servant with them and be like, right. yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Da, 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 da. You know, I, that's the other thing I'd be trying to tell people, man. A lot of us don't teach people how to deal with the police. So when we see the police, our first instinct is to run. Once you again, know, education, not running you know. From them, Right. And these are things that, like I said, when, when when people like me try to provide these things, being black, Mexican, Cuban or whatever, they automatically look at us as a narc. I, I don't know how to explain this. It's like I'm the whitest black person that a lot of people know. And it, and it ticks off the gangsters. And these are the ones we really need to get to. And, you know, this is why I was trying to emphasize with the gangs here. And I've been trying to tell people it's time that y'all go back to the original Minneapolis. It's not too late. This is the last generation. I keep telling people there is seven years, 70 years in a generation. We cannot afford to lose another generation. We lost the 80s generation because that's when the drugs hit. And then that's when the Panthers started dying, talking about black people in particular. When we lost the male structure and people got lost in this idea of what the family should be. I keep telling our brothers and sisters, the family has to be both. You need the man and the woman. They provide balance and comfort for each other. And it only... I don't really know how to explain it. Only only people that's like married or something, you know, I, I, I can't really personally give you an explanation on it. But I always tell people it provides balance. This is why our children are the way they are. A lot of these children are angry at the world and it's because of a lot of stuff, you know, and the police know this stuff. Like we're shifting our country into a police state. And I told people this was going to happen. And once we shift to the police state, we're going to go into the military state because the police state is not the police state is designed to cause rebellion. That's all it's designed to do. I always told people the police are not crime preventers. They no. are just they're basically uh, what you call it. They're the guys that come in after the crime. Right. Or, come, or, or create the crime. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, Chuck, I wanted to talk about uh, what you were kind of yeah. diving into there with uh uh, homogeny and the family and everything and yes sir going back to your statement on you know man and woman i think uh i was talking about this before you showed up you know institutionalized mm -hmm. religion and uh institutionalized corporatocracy and fascism how that's been used as a tool for oppression for example lesbian couples and gay couples and transgender right. couples there you go and yes. i think 
when I speak for the revolutionaries, I'm not just speaking for the African-American community. I'm speaking for the LGBTQ community. I'm speaking for the oppressed Latino population. Yes. And uh, over-oppressed Asian population, by the way. Um, horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's we've all got to come together. We've got to fight this. Everyone. Yes. Yeah. We've got to we fight this a, fucking machine. Man, we need a these better. guys that are drilling, mining, and doing all this spilling are the mm-hmm. sons of bitches that are going to get us killed. And we're going to be looking up to the sky just like a false god. Like, y'all coming back with those rescue spaceships yet? Guess what? There isn't any spaceships coming your way. You're not leaving this planet. This is all we got. Like you was uh, actually saying the other day in your uh, live stream, I believe, Chuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the planet we've got. And just like you was referencing Neil Neil Tyson earlier, Tricia. Yeah. um, Did I I get his name right? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, he, I've been calling. He's absolutely right. We can spend all this money on colonizing Mars and all these foreign planets, but we're not fixing this one right here. We're not addressing right. the problems of our homeless population and our African American population. It's just, oh, the white man ain't making enough money. He hasn't evaded enough poor countries, countries today. He well, hasn't you know extracted plan. enough oil today. Hadn't you cut down plan, enough trees you? today. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that from you, uh, oh, no. Chuck, but I just want to. No, no. I, I enjoyed that. it, man. I'm glad you brought it up, man. Like I said, I love open discussions. And when you said that, like I said, you was right. I, I remember bringing that up. So I try to explain to people everything that I tell people is astrology. It took me years to understand God. I said, if you ever want to figure out what God truly is, he's numbers. Mm. Numbers is the yep. only thing that adds up to God because there's no yeah. end to numbers, right? The yeah, uh, exactly. Alpha and the Omega. What do we, I forgot what we call that in, uh, in human terms. Uh, yeah, I got to give me a second, but uh, I try to make, you know, stuff relatable. Like for my science people, we know that God is astrology and numbers because there's never you, you can never say that you explored the entire space and you can never say that you counted every single numbers. You know, that's where the term infinity comes in. Right. We know God is infinity and knowledge. Right. But, you know, I just give people these. Huh? I, was, I just give people these brain teasers just to kind of make them think about things. And the reason why I gave you that, because when you brought that up, now you see what we're talking about. The plan is all the rich people know that the dollar is about to die. Uh, I just got my, uh, I just got my stock report today from the dark web. Actually, they said that it is now down to 99.5%, which means the dollar is about 0.4% from collapsing. The uh, federal reserve is getting ready to raise interest rates to try to keep the dollar from dropping any more value. Because as you know, yep. a lot of us are getting hip to cryptocurrency and now NFTs are taking over. I advise all you got to get them. Uh, if y'all need help, I can help y'all with that. But it. But I definitely recommend it. It's the future of what we call generational wealth. So we can keep Big Brother from stealing. We got to start hiding it digitally. Well, because if you think about it, they're going to try to ride this thing until the wheels fall off. Right. And that's the damn right. Dead from it. This is why damn we're only right pursuit of profit. Yes, this is why we're sending these billionaires off to Mars and the moon and stuff so they can send us reports like, hey, how is humans interacting up here? Can they take the helmet off? I'm just giving y'all examples, things like that. You know, how is this working? And honestly, I think the whole plan is to convince humans you guys can go to Mars and it's going to bamboozle people out of money, whatever planet they decide to go with. Right. We're going to take so much money from people. 
that because it's going to cause such a financial collapse and people are going to spend their last dollars, you know, to escape, right? We're looking at such a big sit. Like I explained with the police state, we've automatically transitioned into a military state now. Now there's no more of a president. It's now a the, the NATO, the United World Nations. These guys are your Illuminati world military. They're the new police mm-hmm. of the world. So even mm-hmm. the U.S. military, like I try to explain to a lot of our military guys, yeah, a lot of them know this. They're out of work. Everybody's out of work. A lot of people think the military that we have mm-hmm. now is the new world order military. I said, no, it's a thing called NATO. They do things like kill Gaddafi. They do whatever the United Nations decide is a threat to democracy, which means us mm-hmm. socialists and communists and, you know, everybody under the tree. Well, with Gaddafi, and what they mean by democracy because is... he was moving to a gold well, standard of yes. them actually making their own fucking right. monetary yes. system. And taking the country out of the world banking system. And they were like, oh, wait a fucking minute. We can't have you guys actually determining the value of your own fucking money. And actually back gold. We can't have you not participating in loans with fucking interest built in. We can't have you fucking independent. Wait till you hear this one. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the IOU term, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I'm going to give y'all a little deeper yeah, dive yeah. into it. I'm going to give you a little deeper dive. I'm going to show y'all how funny history is. And again, remember that's what, I said. That's what money is if you think about it. Oh, it gets crazy. Watch this. When I, when I break, I'm going to break down history so crazy and quick to y'all, it's going to blow your mind. So God is numerology, right? Just keep that note. So now we're talking about the greenback. Y'all remember when Lincoln was president and it got to a point where the union ran out of so much money that he decided to cancel the U.S. dollar? And he went into martial law for like two months and he did a thing called Lincoln Bucks and everybody used to get him. And it pissed off. the. And this is what I believe. It pissed off the bank and they sent the uh, Golden Knight Circle man, John Wilkes Booth, to kill him. And I'm going to give you some some proof in just a second why I said God is numbers, because history, those who don't learn history, what they are doomed to repeat it. So this was our first time it happened. So I'm going to show you. 1865, uh, uh, we had a Republican president. That was a so-called unionist. He's so-called like black people. I'm just going with what history says for a second. Uh, he had a secretary named Kennedy. Stick with this. Uh, he had a vice president named Johnson. His, uh, he was set up by his president and was later became president. So that we have a coincidence. Now with JFK, same thing. JFK was openly for civil rights and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, history tried to write him as a racist, but we kind of have been defending that lately. You know. Just giving you history. He had a secretary on his cabinet named Lincoln. He had a vice president in his cabinet named Johnson that we later found out set him up and got him killed. And there's a lot more history that shows if Kennedy wouldn't have did that deal with the missiles crisis, we probably wouldn't be alive. And the same thing with Lincoln. If Lincoln would have did the greenback thing, the Rothschild probably would have took over our country because we was in so much debt. They could pursue their goal was to take over every major nation. That's what the seven Rothschild sons were doing for Mayor Ochschild. Yep. You know, yeah, on every story. continent, basically. Right. And America was the last one. And like as y'all see now, we see the last three nations that everybody hates: Cuba, North Korea, and I guess it's Syria or somebody that doesn't have the major that doesn't have the major Rothschild central bank. And right. just just before we kind of diffed off the banks. What's funny about these are we have charters. So the first charter expired in like the 17, late 1700s. And I don't like Andrew Jackson personally, but there's one thing I can give him credit for. He was the man that killed the bank. He was the guy that kept America out of trouble. 
with well yeah let's he say, got rid of the of, first fed right that's the word i'm looking for he kept us out of trouble with the illuminati but i, I yeah with the I IMF, definitely can, yeah. yeah i definitely condemn him when it comes to the treatment of he how he did our native american brothers but he yeah, was the guy that killed sure. the bank but if you go further yes. back the other guy i don't like jefferson Here's a trick about Jefferson. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alexander Hamilton. We always talk mm -hmm. about how bad the founding fathers are. I never tell people about the good ones. So like uh, he's one of them. Paul Revere is one too. A lot of people don't realize there were some good ones that actually condemned slavery and et cetera. And they actually would fight to death about it. And Alexander Hamilton was one of them. Alexander Hamilton said in a speech you guys can look up, he said that if we surrender the this newly birthed American nation, to these foreign interests he said our our people will be in debt our societies will be crumpled as y'all see now he 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 foreshadowed a lot of this stuff and i think i yeah. spoke to uh, I, I don't remember which one of y'all i told this to but i think i even told y'all about washington's farewell address well washington i believe was the first president besides john adams because adams was another one that decided you know i made some mistakes you know and that's why adams didn't get a second term you know i'm, I'm not going to say the word that they used to call our people but for the case of Adams, he was another one that didn't own slaves. The Illuminati hated him. He had a son, John Quincy Adams Jr., that became a Supreme Justice and became the president. And he he formed the first ever anti-Masonic party, which was another branch off of keep the bank out of America. You know, a lot of people don't know this stuff because history tells you about their leaders. Like, for example, we will hear about uh, Jefferson, about Jefferson being a brilliant handwriter. We won't find out that Jefferson had a black family named Sally Hemings and that she basically uh, negotiated her freedom. But she basically said, instead of giving me freedom, just give it to all of my children that you're going to have me have. And that's why a lot of people don't know about her. You know, they do this stuff for a reason. This is why us black people in particular, and I, I'm not trying to pick on this. We go back and say we never had a president that was for us because in our history books, they never tell you Ulysses S. Grant loved black people. That's why he moved to St. Louis and started Grant's farm. He uh, fought in the Civil War for us and history called him a drunk. And he was the president yeah. that, that he was the president that killed the first Klan. And nobody gives him credit for it. He's the reason why the Klan didn't come back until Woodrow Wilson. You know, fun facts. And I always tell people, man, we got to give our leaders more credit than what we give them. And the reason why I say that, history always tells us you learn from your enemy and you learn from your, uh, uh, your partner. And that's where a lot of us make the mistake. We got our history figured out, but we don't study theirs. And that's what's going to win us this right. fight. Education, like I just said, education. That's what it's we all need about. We John Brown's. And I find it sad that uh, a lot of people don't even know who the fuck John Brown was. Because right, he did nothing wrong. Don't learn man. about that in American history. Oh, I'm glad y'all brought up John Brown. John Brown was betrayed by his own kids and left to die, and the, the Confederates killed him. That's wild. Right. For yeah, anybody watching Brown. who doesn't know about John Brown, that was one white man who was so adamantly against racism and slavery that this motherfucker went around killing slavers and freeing yeah. the slaves and, and helping them get you, the fuck out of Dodge. Don't forget about Charles Sumner. Charles Sumner beat a Confederate racist nearly to death. Or maybe it was the other way around. But I remember reading about the <laughs> Charles Sumner incident. It's like, like I said, we had a thing called the Radical Republicans that America don't want to recognize. And this was the party that fought hard against the Jacksonian Democrats, a.k.a. the Klansman Party. And somewhere along the lines between the 1860s and about the 1960s, we had a thing called the Great Flip. 
And this is where you hear about everybody joining Democrats and we lost the grassroots <clears throat> connection, et cetera. Like, I said, yeah, we lost we lost the Dixiecrats to the Republicans. Right. Everything right. started getting harder to find. You know, right. everything was designed Obscured. for a reason. Uh, since we're uh, since we're on the Native American culture as well, I thought it'd be fun to tell y'all about the Tecumseh curse that he put on William Henry Harrison, who was also a general. A lot of people only know him for being the shortest term ever president. He was the guy that gave you the three-hour speech outside Washington and got pneumonia in the march in D.C. and died a month later. That's what history tells you. But he was actually a very racist and a very destructive general who actually oh, broke wow. a few... He uh, he broke a few international war laws, according to Washington, and uh, there was a guy called Carmichael. I think, I think he was one of the British generals, but you guys got to bear with me. I Like I said, my history, I ain't been in school in a minute, but I remember the key points. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this guy here was ruthless, and apparently he was responsible for one of the early Native American wars that this country fought in the 1770s, or I'm sorry, in the 1760s, and so on and so forth. And this guy's been responsible for a few incidents. He also became yep. your president. And Tecumseh put a curse on him and said that every leader after you shall pass. Yep. And we have summarized it to every 20 years. And what made it true was it started with Harrison. Harrison died in 1841. And it, I mean, 1840, I'm sorry, it kicked the curse off. Hmm. And it's like every 20 years from that point, because right after him was uh, Lincoln, right after Lincoln, was James Garfield. James Garfield is also known for being one of the shortest term presidents. He uh, served six months. He was one of the guys that everybody loved. They said he was open for civil rights. He probably would have been a good president if they gave him a chance. So we know why they killed him. And he was actually shot. And he was like Tupac. He went a few days in the hospital or he went a few days basically and then died. So there was some weird stuff about that. And then you skip up 20 more years and it's William McKinley. And people notice mm -hmm. something. When we get rid of McKinley, McKinley, all the, I'm sorry, when we get rid of McKinley, the, the new Roosevelt slash McKinley administration conquers Cuba for sugar. They conquer, uh, conquer a few other places. I think Hawaii's in that mix too with Roosevelt and McKinley. That's when we took over Queen Lukawani from the throne. A lot of people don't know that story. That's how we got Hawaii. You know, that's how a lot of people like me that are Samoan, this is how a lot of us got nationalized as U.S. citizens, even though we're technically Pacific Islanders. And if you want to go further than that, we probably belong to the country of Australia because, I mean, the continent of Australia, because we're closer to that region. Like I said, it's yeah. really hard on a, on a globe because it looks so close, but it's really further than people think. But, you know, like I said, fun facts. We've been causing chaos for a while. So this curse came into fruition because of William Henry Harrison. And like I said, you can look it up. It's called Tecumseh's Curse. I'm pretty sure you can get some more deep diving into it. But it's funny because they said Reagan was the one that broke it. But I ain't got to him yet. So McKinley and Roosevelt, right? Because he didn't die. Right. So 20 years after him, it was, uh, who was it? Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding. People forget about him. His wife killed him. He was a whore. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be funny, but he slept around a lot. Him and his wife was known for having these... Uh, big fights you could read about him. He was also known as America's worst president for every reason. I don't know about him, but uh, his wife killed him. So I think that'd be a fun read for you guys. Uh, that was the next one. After him, I believe it was FDR. And y'all know the story about FDR. FDR's just had polio and, you know, died of old age. I mean, died of the polio complications. 20 years after yeah. Roosevelt is Kennedy. 
So we know yep. the story about Kennedy, and I just explained how all of that kind of made sense. It's 20 years after him is Reagan. And like I said, Reagan must have broke it. But they said Reagan could have died. We, I, we, I had re-looked at how the shooting wound was. They said it was a, they said it missed a major artery or something. But you know, yeah. He, yeah. But so I told he came people. close to it. <laughs> yeah. But Who even knows? I told he might have died on the table, and they brought his fucking ass back. <laughs> but the key point that I wanted y'all to get out of this is each one of these guys that they killed or that died supposedly, I want y'all to look at the replacement. So. For William Henry Harrison, we've seen John Tyler, and John Tyler was the guy that had a lot of tariffs on the Native American people, and he was really rough on Haiti. He was really rough on blacks. You know, he he actually imposed one of the earliest slave codes on us in Tennessee. I think you could read about it because he he belongs to Tennessee. Actually, a lot of these presidents came mm-hmm. from southern states. Franklin uh, Pierce, he came from a slave state. He was verily against us. I mean. Buchanan. I mean, it really goes deep and deep. So, like I said, all oh, the Buchanans are are, are way he's a Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's from Pennsylvania, but I Buchanan <laughs> is like a Joe Biden. He's basically trying to make the racist Democrats happy. He's trying to make the the good Democrats happy. But in this case, for Buchanan, it was the Republicans because there was no, you know. But the moral of the point was, all of these guys basically their successors played a role in what we know today as the American dream that we live in. You know, that's why I said things happen for a reason. And I said God was numerology because he uses the same number format to tell people, hello, yeah. they're doing it again. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I say he, but I'm just speaking uh, uh, basically towards myself in a way. We know God is a spirit and I want people to understand that as well. But, you know, <clears throat> we just haven't done a good job at, at looking at our uh, our past, you know. History has really been running the game on this. And I told people it's like we're living through the 1920s again. I think we're going to get the Great Depression at the same time we got the last Great Depression. And I really think it's going to happen around about 2029 or so, maybe sooner. But oh, yeah. it looks like 2030, I guarantee we look already. like the Weimar Republic. You know, I was telling I was teasing people. I'm going to give you a little joke. So in 2020, I said, oh, there's no way this uh, bastard Joe Biden is going to win. He's too racist. He's worse than Trump. Right. I was wrong. And. The reason why I said that, I said, okay, it's obvious. Donald Trump is the new Herbert Hoover. Uh, Trump isn't going to win this. They're going to turn all the Republicans against them. They're going to either cheat the election or they're going to kill him. I was convinced. And I said, oh, wow, Bernie Sanders is running. I said, okay, we should get Bernie and Andrew Yang in there. That'd be nice. And I said, yeah. oh, I knew it wasn't that true. I said, because if votes really mattered in this country, that's who would have been your presidents. But in the case we got yeah. Joe Biden, and I'm like, okay. Right. And I'm like, so Joe Biden must be the new FDR. And that could have been further from the truth because when he became president, everything he convicted Trump on, he did it. His uh, yep. pres- his little Latino prison camp, like I'd like to call it, he treats them worse, way worse than Trump did. So I'm like, why are we convinced, uh, convicting one person when both of y'all are going to? It's like the Patriot Act. No president yeah. stopped the Patriot Act, not even Donald Trump. Nope. nope. And then they added the NDA to it. And, the, you know, the list continues now. More, more, yeah. The the stuff going on right now with the ATF and printing more, um, yeah, redacted. Give me some more money, another 40 trillion, just another 40 trillion, just for this. Well, you know, Russia, these evil bastards, uh, we just discovered that that they're they have a really big army, so therefore, we need 40 trillion dollars to develop these super weapons that are going to fucking come in from the sky and destroy entire cities. Y'all ready to spend that kind of money? And when are people going to wake the fuck up and see that's where we're headed to? 
We okay. have spent that kind of money, just not here. That's what we did in Israel. Ooh. That's the money we paid for in Israel. Yeah, that's the Iron Dome. Straight weapons up. We paid for there. They, they have that fucking hey, wall of shit. Iron Dome. rockets yeah. down. Yeah, the Iron and Dome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Iron Dome. Thank you. Yep. So we have paid for it, just not here. Right. I'm getting so <laughs> tired of that shit. I'm Are you guys familiar with? And the people need to wake the fuck up and get angry, dude. If you're not, the Constitution angry, says the thing is, your government is tyrannical. We've got you a lot to talk it. about. Yes. The thing is, From we the need genocide uh, of the we Indians, need to not them killing the buffalo, uh, enslaving and oppressing the African Americans, and uh, this hey, fucking. Horrible treatment, and the two party system. Horrible treatment in El Paso. Yeah. To migrants coming in from Juarez, Mexico, <clears throat> just trying to go to fucking work. That's just how it was. They cross the border, they go to work, and they go back home. Just like it is today. It, I mean, it's cursing. Because guess what? There are no fucking jobs in Juarez. Still, nowhere good today. Their fucking standard of living is fucking abysmal. And right. nobody's addressing that shit, bro. It's like, holy fuck, we have a country living next to the richest fucking empire in the fucking globe. Teach. And they, like, dude, I don't know, man. That, that just shows but the reason the that they're rich. These fa- fascist so-called democracies, man. They're fucking fascist. Yeah, and, and they're there to fucking get yeah. rich off the fucking oil companies and the fucking lumber companies coming in from where? Us. Us. We're the fucking empire. We are the ones killing the globe. We're the ones killing this fucking planet. And we've got to fucking go to war with these goddamn machines to get them to stop. This is the fucking antichrist coming out of the ground. It's that Walmart. Right. It's that Target. See, it's that fucking gas now station you... next to it. And the Dollar General across the road. And all the fucking concrete. Hold and on, the asphalt. And all the trees. Can, can I cut you down? Pull more can concrete on it. Pour it with fucking pesticides. Spray that Roundup shit. Oh, uh, well, we need to get all these trees gone from Vietnam. Let's just drop Agent Orange. <laughs> He's just kidding. Right. It is. It's a fucking machine. It's the fucking freezer. It's the heater. It's, it's the cell phone. It's the laptops. It's the television. Yes. What does it run on? It runs on fucking energy. It runs on fucking coal being burned. Mm-hmm. And... You're worried about the fucking Taliban ruining the world? You're worried about, uh, I don't know, this boogeyman on the other side of the planet? Look at what we're doing to the fucking planet, man. People need to wake up and get angry with me. Like, I just want y'all to understand that level of anger. Like, we are fucking evil, man. The United States Navy is the ones putting all this fucking plastic into the ocean. And spilling all this fucking oil. And the army is responsible for dumping fucking motor oil too. Into the El Paso and New Mexico and all across this United States. We're responsible for these fucking oil spills, man. Dude, people, we're going to be fighting over fucking water in like 20 years, man. Dude, our water is getting low. Man. I'm sorry, dude. It's fucking, we need to start converting fucking salt water right now, dude. Like, shit is bad. Flint does not have running water right now. 
And they're just I was going to say, we, we, heart, man. you it's definitely write about capitalism. fucking country in the world. And we're spending all this money sending fucking teenagers to the fucking far ends of the earth to fucking die for what? Hmm? So people like Check fucking Elon Dow Musk Jones, and Jeff Bezos can fly to fucking space? I don't give a fuck about space. I want to fucking take care of this fucking planet. And it's people to of all people. religions need to come together and quit blaspheming yes. God and realize that we are the Antichrist. Right. We are the machines the... killing this planet. We are killing ourselves, man. I was driving. Well, we're not capitalists. Man. It's the. It's the through these fucking oil refineries it. and the fucking right. air was oil, man. I could breathe the shit in through my fucking car. That's and capitalism. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't remember that shit. That. And that's what and they worship. That's disgusting, what their God really is. You know, this is what I was... Uh, remember when me and you had the uh, uh, convo? Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm fucking... Yes. Uh, oh, damn, it's bro. horrible, man. All of it's capitalism. Yeah, bro, I don't... Uh, when you said the Antichrist, that's why I was trying to jump in there. The Antichrist—that's why I was going to bring that up. That you guys familiar with uh, Eisenhower, President Eisenhower slash General Eisenhower gave a speech about the military-industrial complex. And mm-hmm. once we, like I said, exactly. have to—I know we don't like the presidents and things like this, but we get like I go back to what I said earlier. We got to get more people into law and government because the only way we can do this, unless we're just planning on doing a complete overthrow of the government, like I've seen a couple of comments on here that said in the two-party system, that's a great thing. But we got to be prepared to deal with the repercussions of NATO and the military. So we need to have a plan. Are we? Who are we going to align with? We're going to have to join somebody's system. So we got to find a system that works. And I, I, like I said, I've told this plenty of times. I think socialism would work in America if they would stop taking pieces out of it and just do the whole thing. You know? Yeah. Right. And yeah. and we would have to. We would be in that case. Our allies would no longer be France, Britain, and etc. It would probably be Russia, Cuba, Sweden, yeah, uh, Norway. Um, you know. Yeah. And what people don't understand is this, these, this, some of these YouTube videos we be watching tells us stuff like, oh, America can't survive a war with China and et cetera. <laughs> I'd be trying to tell people that's that American patriotism that is killing our country. We can actually yes. kill a lot of these nations. We got so many nukes. Yeah. We can bomb nations three times and, and, and still have enough nukes to bomb the whole world again. And we would still have enough nukes to give everybody nukes to bomb us. I mean, I don't think people understand the concept of we are big brother for a reason. It's not because of the population. It's because of how much influence and bamboozling we've been doing for the past 200 something years. You know, it's like yeah, I said, it's, it's, it's easy to do that when you got 180, you know, right. bases around the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like our military, so people don't understand it when I say, guys, China and Russia is not a threat. We are more deadly right. than you think. That's why we're trying to keep these countries from going to war. We don't want nobody to get the idea of we can beat America because when America feels like bullying somebody, she's going to get Britain and everybody in. When they start shooting nukes, that's what's going to kill our planet. And, you know, that's what they're trying to convince everybody. They're, they're steady doing things that kill the planet, and they're trying to convince people it's global warming. And we, like I said, it is climate change, and we know that the Earth is having problems. But we also know that that capitalism is meddling with it, like leave her alone. I, I used to say this a lot in my life. The earth is your mother. This is what our native ancestors teach us. The earth is your mother. You don't abuse yeah. her. You don't hit her. You don't do, you know, and a lot of this stuff that we're doing is causing the earth to respond in a way that she hasn't responded before. And so now right. we're we're 
you know, they're doing these things for a reason to scare people into spending all their money. And once they do this, they're going to push martial law in there because most of us are going to be broke. You know, most of us is not going to yep. have money to just go and line up and buy a gun. And most of us don't even know how to shoot guns. We just go by what we see in an action movie. And I keep telling people until you actually conceive and actually endure survival, it's a whole lot harder to shoot and actually survive off of nature than people think. And this is why I said we got a lot to do. But it's not just waking people up. Once we wake people up, like I tried to tell McCode this in his group. Okay, now we got people in the group. Let's get them out of these boot camps and put them in committees. Let's get them working. Let's teach them how to build fires and how to build spears. And I mean, we don't always need guns. Yeah. We just need something that can keep, you know, keep you alive. It's about community. Right. I mean, a bow and arrow keep you alive the same way that a that a you know that a thirty eight will. So, right. And I'm in the Twin Cities, guys. I mean, every time I go to the grocery store here, it's like, oh my God, you don't, you can't find anything. We have to go to Family Dollar to shop at grocery stores, and I mean, I mean, yep. it's nuts. I mean, it's like, it's like Armageddon here sometimes, and I have to remember it's like over a million people in this little region, so you know. It's kind of it takes a while to sink in. And this is why I tell people, guys, it's we can't keep running away from the problem. I know a lot of people that's like, I'm going to leave St. Louis. I'm going to leave Chicago. This is the stuff I be saying on my lives. I was like, guys, you got to stop running from the problem. We got to stop letting the village fall. We got to start right. keeping the village up. I mean, we got to give these children something. I mean, we're going to have a very big problem. Uh, uh, and I kept telling people this, like with the brother again, with Amir Locke. And I said this was a big drop on Minneapolis because we had a chance to change the system. And like I said, we don't stand behind each other here. And I, I'm just personally tired of waiting for somebody to die for us to do it. We got to start making well, this commitment and we got to make it sooner. It starts small. Like I, I, I think that I think that's what what scares so many people, too, especially in in low income <laughs> neighborhoods, is that yes. they they see what happened the last time that they decided to to communize, you know, and, and stay, stand together. They saw what happened with you know things like the panthers mm -hmm. you know when they 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 saw the they saw the 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 broken windows policing and stop and frisk and you know the the, the whole crack epidemic they they saw all the right. stuff that they came from that and so they go they go oh well, we don't want to do that and it's like well what's the alternative you got to have each other's back you know I mean, it's like I've been saying this, man, and then we got the nerve to be jealous of each other. And I'm not just speaking for blacks. I'm speaking as us all. It's like we can't just, you know, I'll give you an example. Like I was speaking about how the Africans and the East Indians have a thrift store. And I, I asked the questions that a lot of people won't ask. I said, well, why can't I go into business with them? Why can't I have a dispensary? Why can't I? Have, you know, we got to start challenging ourselves. And I know a lot of people think it's like we have our own ways of inspiring each other. Like I said, it starts with each and every one of us. I always tell people, if the police kill me, the best thing you can do for me is to surround my body and just make sure nobody else goes through this again. I said, we can't, like I try to explain this to Mako, we can't do it one at a time. When we want to make a statement, we got to do it together. It's like, I, and I, I try to explain this to people about the 60s as to how the civil rights failed us as a whole, because we didn't do it together. We should have had the Black Panther Party being security for Malcolm X and MLK. We should have had Garvey still, you know, a lot of this stuff, it was because of complications with health. But on that same note, we should have had everybody together. We should have had AIM playing some music with us because, you know, we had a lumpen band. And one of you guys brought up John Brown earlier. And there's a song that the Black Panthers used to sing, and it was called John Brown is here. We are going to be free. And it was a simple little military march. And they would play it for about five minutes and they would add stuff to it. 
they would be like one, two, three, four. Who's the general that fought his kids? And then, you know, this was the Panthers chant. And it was to radicalize our brothers and sisters and to let them know that, hey, white people aren't your enemy either. It's the system of capitalism. I always say this about racism. Mm -hmm. We can end racism when you end the profits of it. Like I said, stop buying the t-shirts when people get killed. Stop buying racist products. Stop allowing racist propaganda. Like as our news shows us all the time why we still have white people that hate blacks and why we still have Asian hate and et cetera. It's not because people choose to do that. When the news says so-and-so is a thug and he's always doing this, this, and this, or so-and-so cuts up rats and dogs, you know, they throw this propaganda yeah. at you. And then, you yeah. know, a lot of people don't know any better. I told people, I said, right. hey, a lot of y'all would be surprised at how good these Africans live. They just want to leave because they want to leave their continents, not because the continent's in bad shape. You know how many Africans I talk to? And I'd be like, man, it looks lovely over there. But in America, we see these horrible commercials and they make us feel so bad that we use our credit cards to give them that $19 a month that they be, you know. Y'all see these commercials <laughs> and you yep. find out that this stuff don't even help the children and that it's just a movie thing. Like, a, it, it just breaks my heart, man. So this just tells us right here that they're prophesying. Well, like you were talking about earlier about you know uh, how they 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 try to bring up a narrative where like they're like you know skinning puppies and shit and it, right it, it's like a mere lock a mere lock mm -hmm. they're they're on the social medias right now and they're all talking about well how do we know he wasn't a criminal and it's like because he had no record what would it matter? yeah <laughs> for one and for two and they, he was how are you committing a crime when you're fucking sleeping Oh, hold on. Uh, I, I, I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. So here's what I got out the story. The cops did a no-knock warrant. They came in this in, in his cousin's house looking to arrest him, which they wind up doing today. And before all of that, they came in and they shot him sleep. So he woke up shot. They said this guy, the, the autopsy report came out. They said that he never woke up and that he was asleep through the whole assault. He was basically, he woke up being killed. And so that proved right there. And they said he also... He had a body reaction that made them shoot him. So I guess, you know, something that they did made him clutch and grab the gun because he slept with a gun right. or they, he slept yeah. with something they said Couch. and they shot him. Yeah. Anything that he like was doing consciously, he didn't point a gun. Right. I watched yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I told Uncle man, I said, it's crazy how just going to sleep and waking up like who's in my house or who's, you know, you'll get you killed. And it was all because Yav wanted to serve a, a no-knock warrant, and you didn't even get the person you was looking for. And I guess the police called themselves saying, well, we need to find this guy ASAP so we can, you know, make right up this situation. They have yet to issue an apology. The mayor and the so-called police chiefs had the audacity to turn their back on reporters when the, the questions start getting harder. And what's funny again about this is both yeah. these mayors... Uh, uh, May uh, Mayor Melvin Carter, he's black. He just got reelected. And Mayor Jacob Fry, he's a Democrat as well. He just got reelected. And I sat here and told Minneapolis, and I said, guys, yeah, I really need to make a real good decision. I don't care if it's a Republican, a third party. See, some of us are really scared to write a, a fill-in or a third party. I, I like, And Jesse Ventura tried to say this because Jesse Ventura was speaking a lot here. He said the best way to change an election is you start in the mayors. He said, I became governor by the mayor. He said, if everybody here was to vote third party or vote against what they had, it would have caused them to do a re-election, re, re which where now they would have to do it under the candidates that people chose. Because Minnesota is, Minnesota has a weird state laws. I've read about how their political system kind of works here in Minnesota. It's like one of the best places to start a grassroots thing in. But like I said, the problem is 
like I said, the police are going around killing people and they're on, and they're being very picky about it. They're not killing people in groups. Yeah. They're not messing with the Africans. They're they're going directly after people that are not this guy wasn't even from here. I mean, this guy wasn't even here. He was coming here from Dallas and yeah. he got killed going to visit his family. But we found out that he was actually from here and some more stuff. And I'm like, wow, that is crazy. Like I said, it's just, he was about to move to Texas. That's where his mom's at. He was right, like, vice, okay. for moving. Yeah. And look, and, uh, jobs. Uh, right. hit jobs Chuck, for the I'd state. like to speak on, uh, on behalf of the African-American movement in this country. Um, man, I've got to tell you, dude, people need to wake the fuck up and realize we've been doing these people wrong for fucking 400 years, man. We've been killing. We've been raping. Wiping out populations, man. Fucking killing the goddamn buffalo. That was now, us, man. How do you How do you guys feel you know about I mean? the indigenous man? Like, uh, right. Oh, I know exactly where you're coming from, boss. That, that, those are the most important people on this planet. Because the indigenous people know the land. And they know how to fix this land. And I, I think it's really important that they, or I believe they should be in charge of this land. I'm not fucking bullshitting, man, because anymore. we've been spraying it with fertilizer and pesticide. And we've been getting this shit in the water. It's been getting in the fucking food. Mm-hmm. And we're fucking x-raying all this shit and pesticide here and additive here and all this bullshit. Yes. We ain't supposed to be eating fucking food like this. Like GMO food is like the worst. That is why obesity is skyrocketing in this country. Like I said, it's I'm all sorry, designed by a plan. Mean, it's all designed by a plan. You know what I mean? You, you, you on track, man. I like you. You just be giving me other topics, man. When you said that, like we've been saying this for years. When you, yeah, to to be revolutionary, you have to eat like yes. it. You have to think like it. You have to breathe like it, and yep. you have to act like it. But yeah. like I yep. said, yep. when the music tells you. When the music tells you, and y'all forgive me, please, I'm a bitch, I'm a hoe, I'm a nigga, I'm this, then that's what you're going to act like, right? Yeah. My granny always told me this. If you walk like a duck and quack like a duck, then guess what? <laughs> you know, and this is and this is our problem. I was explaining this to Mako in my life. I was like, guys, the biggest problem that is, is that that's caused separation that people don't know is culture appropriation. And people don't know what I mean by that. So when I say cultural appropriation, us as black people have been convinced that every last one of us are all Africans, which means we don't have lineage in America. I don't like people don't understand it. I'm like, hey. yes, we are Africans. We are African. And I'm explaining this in just a second. Our ancestors originally came to America in the 1300s. When we came here, we encountered the indigenous man. Around this time, like I said, this was 1300. You can look this up. When we came here, we brought King Maximilian and he took over Mexico. He conquered Spain and history tried yeah. to whitewash him. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a lot of yeah. people didn't know about him. He was the first black president of Mexico. So he, yeah. we, we came with him. Like I said, those of our brothers that decided that death was better than slavery, we didn't want to get on the Jesus boat the second go around. We jumped off and we landed in what's today, Jamaica, Cuba, the Honduras, the Bahamas. So like I always, like the key word that I always tell people, this is what Black History Month is all about. The best way to make a black person feel good is to say, we were always here. And we say that to everybody, man. The indigenous people know they've always been here. It's just that us black people came over and we was looking for something different than Africa, like I said earlier. And we wanted to do what you guys did. And the natives came and bonded with us. And they said, hey, guys, teach us how you make those spears. 
And in turn, they taught us how to make bows and arrows. They taught us their war dances. We taught them their war dances. They taught us how to make drums out of uh, sheep and cow hides. We taught them how to make drums out of pork hides and things that we brought, you know. So there's that's there, that's why people see so many similarities. And over the years, you started seeing children like us, you know, because we started mating with them. We started becoming family. And that's what it's all about. That's what Turtle Island was all about. It was never about you come here, you work here, and then I'll think about paying you. It's let's come here and build this nation together. And then let's leave and go to South America and let's do the same thing. Like Antarctica even had civilization. Like I said, we've always been here. We've always been here. Have you seen um, Exterminate All the Brutes by uh, Raul, Raul Peck? I don't think no. so. Uh, I think it's on multiple platforms, but it's really good because it kind of starts with like um, indigenous populations uh, being here first in some capacity, but then also just... Um, the forced uh, migration of slaves and then what white people have done to America. Um, right. Uh, so it's a really good uh, movie. It, it's more like a docu Yeah, docu-series. Oh yeah, I guess it is a docu-series. I guess it's like four episodes. Yeah. Can you guys it's send it to like me? It's four episodes. It's something, but uh, I think it's on Hulu and maybe Netflix is well, I can't remember, but I know that it's on more than one platform. I appreciate but. that. That's some good homework. Yeah. Yeah, I just well, like I said, I just want to make huh? I went I went to a Christian private school that taught manifest oh, destiny. Okay. Um, and so oh, wow. it's always very interesting to me. Uh, I fell very hard out of that, but uh yeah, I, I like to bring up manifest destiny whenever i can just so that people know that this is not just like some subtle bullshit but it is right. actually yeah very prevalent but uh just to, uh, not to talk that ear off i just want to leave you with something else uh and it's going to wrap up my thing dr george washington carver a lot of people don't know the real dr carver so dr carver giving testimony of there are good white people there are good europeans whatever we want to call you know the uh dr george washington carver was mistreated badly by the racist society they cut his stuff which we call sterilization or i'm sorry they castrated him to where he couldn't have children and before i go further into him the reason why i brought him up is because as we just said uh he was one of the guys that really started understanding our roots and like i tried to explain what we have now is a mass depopulation. And Dr. George Washington Carver was an herbalist. And he said, I'm going to explain depopulation in a plant. He says, when a plant is pulled from the root and it stays from the roots too long, he said, the plant doesn't die. He said, but the roots die. So basically what yes. he was saying was, when we allow the roots to die, we lose our foundation. And see, this is where us as indigenous, us as blacks, us as everybody kind of fall into now. We have became a propaganda tool of mass depopulation. We are now watching the same thing that happened to our native ancestors that we read about happen to us. Like MLK said best, he said that the Negro is exiled in his own land. So what we are seeing now, we're seeing racism being fueled more than ever. And I try to explain this, especially to our Asian brothers, because they don't understand. A lot of my Middle Eastern brothers don't understand, even some of our Africans. They are using you as a pawn to level your status as white. 
because they're trying to erase the black gene. They want to get rid of the Negro indigenous gene. This gene is the lineage of the Indians that they can't kill. You know, yes. when people people start digging more and more, and I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm the superior race either because I don't believe in that theory, but I want people to understand that the whole motive of racism was never about the skin color. It was always about the control of genes and how we can keep our people populating the planet. Like I even said this to whites. I said, it's not about white people dominating the planet. There's a lot of white people that are not included on this deal. If you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes and that. Right. If you're not Aryan. Right. That's the word. They're not. I did have an awkward moment in like second grade where my teacher like pointed me out and said that I wouldn't be one of the ones that was that was wanted because my hair is dark, which like I don't oh really think God, of anything said, uh, that way. I don't think of anything that way, like as far as being a white person now. But it was always like the most bizarre thing that she even did. That it's crazy, dude. There was like this and she was a good teacher. I don't think she, she meant it to that, be bro. bad, but it was just very weird to me because, like, just as far as being white is concerned and thinking about it now, like I don't ever have that kind of like conscious thought about it. Uh, but. That was always really strange to me that she did that. Yeah, I mean, the whole system is just weird, man. I think it was just culture. Like I said, she probably grew up thinking it was cool. Like you hear people do it and you, you know, you get used to saying it or whatever or doing it. I, like I said, a lot of people just don't understand it. That's why I said racism is such a powerful tool. It, it, like I said, it allows people to be blind to the fact that not all white people are looked at the same way. Like people don't see that. It's the same thing with black people. Like we don't realize it's a lot of Africans that don't like us. They feel like we left mm-hmm. them behind and we live better than them. I promise you, this is what they show us. And I'm like, I'm your people. You know, they come here and they tell us that our women are bad and our men are this and that. And they sag and they do the same things that they claim they don't like about us. And I'm not singling anybody out by any means, but I'm just saying, y'all see what happens when we allow propaganda to, to uh, fool people. We fall for the tools. So now we have mm-hmm. a culture of upset people. You know, we got people that don't want to go to Africa because they're saying they don't like us. We got people that are Native American that don't want to connect with their native roots because they're like, they don't like us. I don't have this. You know, that's not us. You know, that was never us. Yep. It's so much racism in our culture. We have to, you know, we just have to be more vigilant about it. I think it just really starts with being uh, laying the roots down of what we're going to accept and what we're not going to tolerate, you know. I know it's kind of easier said than done. I don't really know how to explain it. It's like, like with the Redskins logo. I mean, logo, you see you... it everywhere. Right. Like it's I've like the Redskins Texas, logo. From New York to fucking Florida. It's everywhere. It's fucking cancer, bro. Yes, it, bro. It, it hides in different <clears throat> shades of different tongues, but it's there and it's fucking horrible. And we can never unify our people, man, because like I said, I got more people here that's willing to fight me about the fact that I say, you should support your business and your community than trying to go to Walmart or Amazon because then the first thing they're going to tell me is, well, why do I need to work for a small business? I'm not going to make that much money. And I, I said, well, if you're loyal to the business, I said, it's not about money all the time, guys. I, said, I, I only work something. for small business. I, said, I cannot fucking right. stand anything that is corporate. I cannot fucking do it. I worked hey, for Home Depot I, I, last week. <laughs> the most, oh my God. This is the worst. Right. You do not work at Home Depot. And when you say that on the internet, they like flag you and they're like, we'll never hire you again. No one wants to go back there. No one. 
Well, the thing oh, is, you it, when you're <laughs> Thank you for business, you're at least keeping that money in your fucking community. It's not being siphoned out to another fucking place. It's not being siphoned into the hands of millionaires and fucking billionaires that are working directly against you. If you're mm-hmm. working for a family-owned company, that means that that local money is going into your hands. And if you're also buying only from local companies like that, then you're putting it right back in the hands of your fucking well, neighbors. And if you're, if you're working for a family owned company and, and you stay with them long enough, then you are family also. And so right. they do Ugh. take care of you, which I don't necessarily, he goes, you uh, No, it's, I mean, there's still, there's still a risk there, but like, if you actually do find a place that you personally feel comfortable with, that you've been there for a long time, they will treat you like family. I don't like to get culty either. So I think that was why he was doing that. But I, don't, like, I don't want to be treated uh, like family. I mean, still, I mean, that, I mean, to me, I, I can't, I'm just too different to work in a corporate environment. And so like, that's the only route I feel like for me at this moment, it's just fucked. Thank you for all my corporate horror stories. It's fucked want. otherwise. Hey. I mean, you get treated like shit if you're corporate. You just get treated like another number and that's it. You'll never work out. Uh, there's some nice things about it. No. Well, I mean, not for like not menial jobs. You have a master's. Fuck you. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your privilege, Kyle. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> no, uh, I held the door open for people while they had to carry all their shit out, um, and I was a contractor, so I didn't get benefits or anything. And that's why they kept me because I was cheaper. So uh, I was the one that was expected to get let go, and they. <laughs> They were cleaning house with all the uh, old folks that were, uh, you know, taken from their bottom line. We're having a crisis in this country. We're having so many crises going on right now, man. And I think one that's really getting out of hand is this racism bullshit. And Kwame, you brought up some good points, man. Or not, I'm sorry. Chuck, I'm sorry, I'm high. I smoked like three joints today. I fuck, dude, I'm lit right now. I just I mean, I think that's <laughs> been out of hand, though. I don't think that this is new. This has always been this way. Well, hey, I'm speaking from the heart tonight. I'm telling you. No, I know I, you are. I, I you tell. Like, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong in like a bad way. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, been, mean, it's uh, been out of hand. It, it really has not changed other than the fact that now it's more offensive to me just because I think that people are starting to acknowledge that it's real, but they're still trying to find ways to make themselves look better while acknowledging that it's real and not really do anything to change it. Whereas before it was just like, well, everybody's just pretending that this isn't a fucking problem and ever, or everybody thinks that it's fine. But now it's like mm-hmm. everybody wants to say that it's not fine, but nobody wants to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's an easy example there where they're like, um, when you see, uh, like, uh, when white people talk about black history, they're like, oh, we're not lynching people anymore. But they don't go into, well, because they're just yep. sick I think that's what makes me so mad about it now is that everything is just so much more. They fucking joke about it. Let's be real. Like Like, it's just, it's like you, it's like they acknowledge that it exists, but they still just don't Mm want to fucking do anything. So as far as like the mayors of our city, 
to, to bring it down to a local level. Uh, Are we going to bring up Greenwood again? No, we're going to bring up that the mayors, <laughs> all the mayors of the city have been between two families over the last century. We live in hell. We live in Tulsa. Uh, and I don't know Chuck, but hi. We live in Tulsa. Yeah. Um, remember when I was telling you about the work that we were doing in Greenwood? That was with Chelsea when I was there visiting them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Man, I, dude, I fucking sucks. I'm sorry you guys live in that shithole, dude. Like, prayers, you know what I mean? Uh, it's but just, it just, it's like, it, it only, it just, that's my whole fight. thing, it's though, with it, is that I just see the hypocrisy magnified. It's like it used yeah. to be acceptable, oh, and now it's not acceptable, but nobody's really fixing anything, and everything is still owned by billionaires and white people, so. Right. They, they, they need to go and open up their Bibles and their Korans to the point I don't where it think says, they do need to open up their Bibles. I would suggest that, nobody open a Bible ever again. Oh, don't worry. They never did. If that, You know what? <laughs> It'd be funny if they did open right? the fucking Bible because, you know, we have world peace. You know, well, they would just I mean, understand. You know. To be fair, most Christians need to actually read the whole fucking thing, and then maybe they would get a wake up call and go, "Oh fuck, so much of this is bullshit," um, and maybe start questioning the other stuff that they actually do believe that is also fucking bullshit. A lot of which being, you know, the racism, the sexism, all of those things that are ingrained in that, which is why it was used as a systemic tool to control the masses. That's well, why it goes hand in hand with capitalism. See, and that, like, I mean, like my whole thing with the hypocrisy that I have noticed with all of this is that it didn't start in Tulsa. It started at the Christian high school that I went to that taught Manifest Destiny. They started in the 1970s. They were founded when segregation or when desegregation was taking place. So they founded out of opposition to desegregation. So that's Christian Heritage Academy in Dell City, Oklahoma. They were founded because they did not want black people coming to their schools. And so they decided to make private schools and then they started teaching Manifest Destiny and they are still teaching that racist fucking bullshit, but they're teaching yep. it in a way that Tucker Carlson would report on and like, I mean, it's like one of those dudes that Tucker Carlson like did a cut of. He says, oh yeah, I love Tucker Carlson. He teaches us how to use rhetoric that you can't hear what people are, you, it's not direct enough for people to understand that you're fucking racist. And that is what they're doing and they're still doing it and they still try to rebrand it and they still try to pretend like they care and now they let black people in their schools. They let Asian students in their schools they let one Muslim girl, whenever I went there, go to their school. I Only bet one. for her that was a fucking nightmare. And I just, I, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all rebranding, and they're still fucking racist. And you can hear it in literally every single thing that they say if you know what you're listening to. But a lot of people really don't. Exactly. I will God be right, right. My batteries are dying, so I've got to turn the motor on. So sorry if it gets a little loud in here. Um, I'm going to mute my uh, mic for now and only kick it on when I have something to say, just so it's not drowning you guys out. All right. But no, uh, I'm fucking really glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, teaching them real history, teaching them how we've really been acting for these past 400 years, 
and how we've been treating our minority communities like the African-American communities and the Mexican communities and the Asian communities, the Japanese pe- people that we put in the concentration camps in World War II. They've been the Chinese since the that 70s. we exported to fucking well, death fucking Reagan's on bullshit. the monorail platform. It pisses me off, man. I'm fucking it's fed up. And we've got to, and Chuck, back me up on this, brother. Back me up. Because ain't nobody speaking about it, man. I, I'm learning shit today, you know, I would have never clicked on as a fucking Republican, but I'm clicking on this shit, and I'm learning what this country's really fucking about, and I'm getting pissed off. I hope you feel me on that, Chelsea and Kyle. Like, it's just like... I do feel you, so but you're like seven, just, eight years younger ooh. than I am, and uh, I'm a little oh, bit more depressed energy. than you are. So... <laughs> I got you. You're just you're just coming out the gate like let's go, and I'm just like I'm I admire it, but I'm also just very depressed. I really don't know what to do anymore. So, thank you. What what do you think, Chuck? Can you speak right now? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can hear. Me. All right, I'm just making Dude, sure. I've got to know, like, uh, like specifically during the civil rights movement, how the FBI. Uh-huh. Hunted down and killed. Oh, I got you. So I'm gonna give you an example. So me, I okay. I'm gonna tell you my story. This go look happen. So I was born in '97, right? Family of Panthers. My uh, dad is Huey P's stepbrother through the, uh, marriage, etc. Story. So Conan Till Pro was launched on him because he, they, the Black Panther Party was harmed for an unarmed shooting that happened in Oakland. And the, or I'm sorry, San Francisco, actually. I have the guy's name, but it's in my notes. But he was killed by the police. These two college students, Dr. Bobby Seal and Dr. Bobby, uh, Dr. Huey P. Hew, uh, Newton, had decided to convene. They started a thing called the Black Panther Party. First had a little headquarters. The FBI was being tasked. Mind you, the headquarters of the FBI are the same way that uh, federal service is lined out. We got one in L.A., they got one in uh, St. Louis, and they got one in D.C slash New York, and that's basically where the FBI, you know, the Federal Reserves kind of work. They put them right where the Fed is so they can have a quick response. So this is why the FBI had so much notes on the Panthers. They they, they seen us more than anybody. Like I said, we watched them let the Democrats like Ronald Reagan, because Reagan was a Democrat before a Republican. He actually was a part of three systems. Reagan was, when Reagan was the governor of California, I believe he was a Democrat. And then ran as a president, he was independent for a short period of time as well. But Reagan was also responsible for coin and tail pro in the 60s. Nixon had superior penalties on us as well. But these guys always had notes. Basically, what really made us a marked man was when we decided to follow Mao Zedong. And America was in a big time uh, troubles with the, uh, what was it, the Communist Republic of China. I don't know exactly if I'm saying the nation name right at the time. But... We were big supporters of Mao. We took a lot of his principles. We applied it to each other. That's where our 10 uh, points of attention comes from. Our eight points of order on how we conduct ourselves as Panthers with each other. We have rules like we don't slam each other. We don't do this, that, and the other. We're disciplined first. That doesn't mean we're rough and mean. You know, all this stuff we learned from Mao. We learned stuff from Fidel. You know, all of these, we, we was the original socialist for America. And we watched everything get stolen. From Cohen and Tail Pro, we watched a guy like Jagger Hoover, who we later found out was a black guy, a very light-skinned black guy, 
we watched him hate his race, kind of like Lincoln did. If y'all know, I Trooper. never even knew that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna break it down to you. So Lincoln, I'm gonna start with Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln's real name was Abraham Eloa II. His dad's name was Abraham Eloa. He he had died a few weeks before Lincoln was born. His wife was having an affair. His wife married a senator and a future statesman named, uh, uh, what was his name? Samuel Todd Lincoln. Samuel Todd Lincoln is where Abe got his name from. And Abe was self-educated. He spent a lot of time in the house. He was one of the last log cabin presidents. He, you know, he had a dark melanin complexion because he spent a lot of time in the sun. He's a Kentucky boy, you know. Yeah. And his stepdad, we found out, used to beat on him with the little rifle he had. He used to do all kind of crazy stuff to him. And I guess he kind of, you know, it's sent into uh, Lincoln's skin, uh, into his mind that he only doing this because of my skin. Because eventually he had a lot of racial practices against us. You know, Lincoln was one of those black people that just didn't know he was black. He was never taught about himself. You got to remember, he was a guy that had to educate himself. And he didn't probably encounter a lot of black people where he was. And if he did, he seen them in bondage. So it's probably what he looked at us as, you know. So he, there's a picture of him being black. And I, and I, like I said, they whitewashed him because he's the only president with a beard. And I just find it funny that the guy that they had a beard, they put him on a knee and they face him away from all the other presidents. And they talk really down about Lincoln. Now, most all historians you read about now, they say, oh, Lincoln was very racist. And in fact, he didn't do this. He didn't yep. do that. They're really hard on him. But like I told you before, they was hard on every president between Lincoln, Grant and Rutherford B. Hayes and Garfield. They didn't like them for. But I mean, that's just how it works. You know, so Conan Tail Pro is the same thing. JFK fought hard about it. JFK gave a speech. I don't know if you guys heard it, but he gave a 10 minute long speech. He said America is controlled by a monolithic ruthless conspiracy whereas dissenters are silent and are praised. And he basically said on the next day, I vow to shatter the CIA into a million pieces, and then I'm going to expel the corruption out of the FBI. This was his words. And Lyndon Johnson was like, well, that damn Bobby Kennedy, that damn Kennedy, he's going to ruin this. Uh, you know, they're thinking, he's thinking like a capitalist. He's going to ruin this election. He's going to ruin this myth. Rumor has it that Lyndon Johnson came to JFK because JFK selected a guy out of Missouri, I think it was Alvin Barkley, the guy that worked with FDR, to be president, to be vice president. Lincoln, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Johnson came in there with a dossier with a bunch of affairs with black women and so-called Negro rights things that he wants to do and a couple other things that was in his dossier that shouldn't have been in there. And Lyndon Johnson said, either you put me on this ticket or I'm going to take these over to Richard Nixon. So yeah, blackmail was around then. And like, if you listen to some of Nixon stuff, like I, I seen a comment on here earlier where he said, do I think all the presidents were bad? I don't believe all the presidents were bad. I think a lot of them didn't get fair history. I believe if I was a historian, I would have graded these presidents a lot better. I believe that 25 out of the 47 presidents were good. And majority of them are just was guys that were one-term presidents. Like Jimmy Carter was a good guy. He's the only guy I know that's 90 years old building houses. I just didn't know stuff he was doing. But that kind of what happens when you work with their system. And like I said, some guys are public yes men, and some guys are like, no, 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 you got to kill me. Yes. But fortunately, at the time that Washington was president, Washington was a guy that I give a lot of respect to, despite owning slaves, because he put down his prejudices. He said, I, I realized that I made mistakes and that I wasn't the most moral of men. And he said that this country is in great threat of the Illuminati. He said, I feel like they have infiltrated our Masonic principles. This was all in his farewell address. And I was just like, wow, he said that? And then he, uh, like I said, Thomas feedback. Jefferson. I'm sorry, man. It might be the speaker. I might have to put my headphones. 
I, I don't know if it's on my end or are you guys getting it? Getting what? Feed, feedback. Feedback. You're having a yeah. I'm hearing like something clicking. Let me try putting these headphones in. Maybe it's good. Give me one sec. Okay. I don't hear anything. All right. Is it better? Yeah. All right, ready. But now I was saying the thing. Kyle's typing. But I don't think that's what it is. Oh. But yeah, man, I think a lot of these presidents, like I said, I do believe at least 25 of them were actually good. It just was not judged fairly. Like I said, at this time, they was hanging hard on Grant. A lot of people are still hard on uh, Washington. Like I said, Thomas Jefferson watched his vice president kill the America's first treasurer of the United States. And uh, y'all are going to be blown with this one. So how many of y'all are familiar with Aaron Burr? Aaron Burr shot Alexander Hamilton. And actually, because of what Aaron Burr did, Thomas Jefferson fired him, which was the first time that a president fired a, uh, a cabinet member. And then on top of that, Aaron Burr was put into kind of exile. He, he actually caused the Masonic versus the American People War, if y'all don't know. It was him. Uh, it was basically Alexander Hamilton, John Quincy Adams. And there was one more person, if y'all can give me a second to think of him. Uh, I just can't get it, my finger on him right now. He wasn't a president. But these guys fueled the anti-Masonic party. And this party had almost became president a couple of times. It only won a few states like Maryland, Delaware, and Vermont. But it was a very popular party. Like I said, these guys was not playing. And like I said, they read Washington's speech and they realized Washington was telling the truth. And behold, uh, if you listen to a lot of the, like I said, Conan Tell Pro was never about the police hating black people. It was about the Illuminati wanted black Negro unity down. They did not like what Garvey was talking about. They realized it was a lot more money to profit if they killed each other and if we put drugs into the equation. Well, there's a video on YouTube you can look up where Jagger Hoover and a couple of his agents asked Malcolm X to sell out. And then they asked MLK to sell out. And they both said, no, no amount of money, no amount of anything is worth the emancipation of my people. That's what Malcolm X said. And Malcolm X uh, got letters from uh, Jagger Hoover, him and MLK that said that he got approximately to the... Huh? I just had, I didn't, I've read Malcolm X's autobiography um, and I'm in love with him. <laughs> um, but I, I, I never knew that they asked him to sell out. Uh, because I figured maybe he would have mentioned that. I don't know though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff. I'm I not saying know why it didn't happen. I was just surprised that he wouldn't have said that. So yeah, I just like I said, I never understood it. Like I said, MLK, he uh, and he probably didn't want to bring it up either. Like I said, I just found the video on YouTube, and I was like, oh yeah, that's him. And you can hear like another agent or somebody in there talking. He was the and I just found the tenor. Lucky and humble in the same. So it makes I don't know. It kind of makes I mean. It makes sense that he would do something or that he wouldn't mention something that I would think that maybe he would have, but like, he just didn't. But. I think Malcolm seemed a lot too, because the thing that got me with him, he watched his religion turn on him. He watched a lot of stuff happen. And I think they both realized they were well, right. Yeah, his religion was bullshit. And then he found the actual religion that he had been looking for. Right. Come on. 
And you notice the crazy thing, like I said, I believe he feel like he was right and that MLK was right. When you think about it, MLK realized that Malcolm was right about the approach that we should have taken in civil rights. And a lot of people automatically think, oh, yeah, that means you should have been violent. I said, that's not what Malcolm X was saying. He was saying that if America is no, not- No, that's not spend, what he was saying at all. And I mean, right, I never really thought of him one way or the other before I read the autobiography, but then I did find out that a lot of people thought that he was violent and he really had never- He'd never promoted violence at all. But the whole thing, right. every single time I hear somebody talk about Malcolm X and that doesn't know anything about him, they just think about guns. And I'm just like, there is very little of his life that had anything to do with guns at all. It was like, at you the know end, they he was paranoid and he was paranoid for a very good reason. And, I'm, so, and you know why they say that, right? Is because he see the the original Malcolm X was a redhead that was kind of a gangster and used to be a pimp. And it, yeah. he, Malcolm X is a living testament to where you can go from nothing to something. And they they, they just hate, to, they don't like, I hate to say it, man. It's like when I tell people about dreads, how people just try to get dreads my length and put it on their hair. They don't want to go through the ugly phase. It's the same thing with Malcolm X. Nobody was there through the Tupac when he had the Afro. They was there when Tupac was bald. They wasn't there when Malcolm X, you know, wasn't fully mentally there yet as a man. I'm not trying to demasculate him, you know. But No, yeah, it, no, it, I know what you mean. Just... As so far as any yeah. person that has to grow into who they are, yes, yeah, so totally that's why they sense. try to. I mean, use. honestly, though, that I mean, that was why I liked reading it so much was because mm -hmm. even when he was not the Malcolm X that everybody always thinks of, he was very always and paying attention to detail and analytical about everything, which I feel like that was what got me out of my bullshit religion. Um, and so. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of like just the the thought processes, the way that he thought. Like I, like obviously yes. the the situations and the um, stereotypes and the judgment is different as far as him and me. But like the way that he thought about things and the way that he broke things down, I was just like, this man is a genius, and I like completely related to it the entire time that I read it. I mean, it's. Like I said, Malcolm X is basically the everyday 20-something-year-old Chuck that you will meet. I promise you, I ain't putting myself in his shoes. But it's a lot of us that have, it's a lot of us that, like Malcolm impacted a lot of us. Malcolm taught us to realize that, hey, it's our right to demand equality, but not equity. See, a lot of us, we we got the difference. We uh, He really hammered it on, hey, it's our right to have your own stuff. It's our right to take care of your people first. It's our right to marry your people, you know, and people kind of took it and ran south with it. And all he was saying was, if we think America should, uh, if anything America should do is to pay her wrongdoing of, uh, to these children, and we're talking about the Negroes. And basically how I took it as, if they wouldn't have killed him, and uh, since you brought up Conan Till Pro Bro, I, I was trying to explain to him that Conan Till Pro actually continued because they killed his daughter, Kaliba, who exposed the truth that the FBI was involved and that it wasn't these black people that they chose out of Harlem because they just looked thuggish. You know, I'm pretty yeah. sure I would get selected for a murder too if I looked a little gangsters. <laughs> That's how they do it. And they did that because they wanted to try to show black people that, see, we'll let you lead and even one of your own to bring you down. And this is all I get on my Facebook timeline from my own people from St. Louis, the Twin Cities, Chicago, Detroit. They use that crab in the buckets mentality. And I said, see, this is what happens. I was telling my friend this, this kind of got a, a drinking problem. I said, hey, it's the mind. 
when you convince the person in the mind that they are defeated, they have already lost the war. And I said, this is where a lot of us are at. We got to reconquer our minds. And that's the thing Malcolm X was talking about. Malcolm X was a person that could free your mind from anything. I mean, I could fall in love and listen to this guy for hours. I mean, he was a, yeah, he was a use your, use your mind guy. And I got another teacher for you. If you like Malcolm X a lot, uh, try, uh, give me a second, Dr. Amos Wilson. Dr. Amos Wilson, he wasn't around too long, but he was a guy that was through our black power movement. He expressed the hard feelings about us working with natives. He said, we need to work harder with our Indian brothers and build strong businesses. He said, these are your children. These are your people. He said, if it was good enough to do in the 1300s, you can do it in the 2000s. And it cracked me up when he said that. He said, we're entering it because he died in 93. He said, we're entering a new millennium. He said, there should be stronger indigenous businesses. He said, we shouldn't be watching our people suffer. I mean, this guy hammered it home about building businesses, giving back to your communities, you know, and a lot of people didn't take it serious. And I, I just figured that'd be good food for topic for you. But to answer his question about calling Intel Pro, it's going to, and J. Edgar Hoover, he was a light-skinned black man. He, he was used. By, this is why we have a hatred for light-skinned people now. People look at me and my own culture, like my own family will not mess with me because they, they, they're like, oh, no, you too light-skinned. We, we, we are a certain kind of black and you're not one of us. And I mean, anybody that goes through this, uh, your family will denounce you in a heartbeat if you have some traits that they don't like. And unfortunately, I was one of those black sheep. That was part of my problem with them. But, but like I said, this stuff is reality. And it's because of what they did. Like if you guys follow Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory tried to explain to black people, there is no difference between dark and light skin. This is something that Willie Lynch started in the 1800s when he was going around killing us. He said, I'm going to kill all the light skins and mixed people and anybody that looks white like because they were born out of rape. That's literally what Willie Lynch said. And I think he even had a, they made a book or he had a book about it. And then I figured you guys would find that informative. Like I said, we've been going through a lot. It's just that a lot of people don't understand it because I hear a lot of people quick to say, well, I, uh, the Irish people were enslaved. And do, I said, we know about slavery. It's not about slavery. It's not the concept of slavery. It's the concept of how long we've been misrepresented. For, it, we went 300 years of slavery and then we went 200 years of misrepresentation. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it's also not true. The Irish well, yeah, thing. the Irish thing's not true. I'm Irish also. Um, but it, it's bullshit. I mean, for one thing, Trisha and I talked about this when she was in town too. It's, it's totally I'm with you. Um, I just never understood it. No, because, well, for one thing, their slavery was like... <laughs> They were treated badly. I'm not saying they weren't, but it was like more like indentured servitude. Like that was okay. I'm with you exactly. So this was, um, so this was under the British. Now over time, like we have blended in. We don't have Irish accents anymore. We're not all <laughs> coming over to find jobs from a new country. Like this is how racism changes. Yeah, they were racist then because everybody was different then. And right. now the racism is just carrying on out of psychological schemas and uh, political fears and just people holding on to bullshit modes of survival that don't need to exist anymore. Um, and you know what's but, crazy? <clears throat> but I mean, but like, I, I'm just a white person. Like, I don't know anything about my Irish heritage. I don't fucking know. I wear green on St. Patrick's Day, and you're not supposed to do that in Ireland. Why? <laughs> like, um, why? Well, I mean, 
it, here, this this will probably get you to stop doing that because the whole fucking thing behind St. Patty's Day, they talk about, oh, he killed. Oh, I don't know. It's supposed to be yeah, I was about blue. to ask you, did you know about the murder of the twat? What? Yeah. What? Did you know about the twat tribe? No. Yeah. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Tell the, the twat tribe. So. I, I, I'm a victim of this. I ain't gonna even like the movie Leprechaun. And, you know, it took me a long time. I hate to say it, man. My childhood has been ruined by so many different things, but this is one of them. So the Leprechaun, they pictured us as Leprechauns because a lot of our Irish black brothers were short. They were really small guys, and I guess uh, we was normal size. And I don't know what the deal was, but we were the twat people. We were basically uh, little persons. And I don't know where the depiction of Leprechaun came from out of this, but they tortured us bad on St. Patty's Day. They murdered our whole tribe of people. And I, I tell a lot of our black brothers now, most of us that are Irish, we have a name like O'Neill, O'Malley. Typically for black people is O'Neill, but it's always something with an O. That's what ties us black people to Irish. You know, and these were all twa names, but it goes further. It just isn't that far deep in there. But I was just from like, but I love the Irish culture, man. They actually taught me this. A lot of them actually uh, feel horrible about it when they learned. And I was like, wow. My last name is not Irish, but... It does mean dark complected, which I think is really funny. Well, you know, we also had that red hair too. We had that red orange hair. Like uh, that's why I was trying to explain to some of our, our to our white family, man. White people are black too. We have a rule: an African drop of African blood makes you black. And a lot of them be like, "I'm not yeah. black." Like when I explained to them, I said, "Did you know we left?" And when we went to America in the 1300s, we went to Europe in 19 and in, in, in 966 AD. And when we went to Europe, we were so good of people there that they named us, they named the continent after us and called it Queen Europa after the queen. You know, like that was our land. And the white people didn't have a problem with it because there was no white and black. We were all the same people. And Malcolm X explained this. It's kind of the opposite too, though, of like, uh, I don't know. There's there's certain people that talk about how much um, native or um, indigenous they are. And yes. um, sometimes uh, Native people can be racist towards people that are mixed with white and are Native. And so I've I've had friends of mine talk about that. And yeah, I've it's funny because they're just like, because they're like, these are not things like, I mean, in Native culture, you're not supposed to think about it like that. If you're any part Native, right. you're Native. You like, are in that and, tribe, and yes. People, the whole blood count thing is a white culture sort of. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's precisely what, what colonization did was impose this idea of colorism on peoples that it conquered. And so that's why you see it, it started with Aryans and, you know, being versus people who had darker hair, etc. And it extended right. there. They've taught this fucking colorism. This is, this is how you know when somebody needs to decolonize their fucking mind. Yes. Do you think this is mind? definitely a direct um, a propagation of capitalism to think about things in blood count? Yep. Right. Well, I mean, isn't that worse? Yep. Well, this like, I'm that's just, my I'm just verifying. I, I was I was just verifying. I don't need to tell people. Oh, no, it's just, uh, it's it's the uh, like I used to be this like really hardcore fucking feminist before I was this really hardcore anti-feminist 
And then, like, after I got into all of this, like, I still am those things, but, like, I don't know, communism kind of threw away everything to an extent to where, like, I saw all of the problems instead of just identifying with one of them, so. The intersectionality came into play of, like, holy fuck, how many... You know, and people talk about intersectionality, but I don't think that you can really reach it until you get to the point of not necessarily you have to be communist, but at least communal in your thinking in some kind of way. Collectivism. Yeah. Collectivism is how we fucking thrive and not just survive. We need to go back to tribalism. And we need to use these machines to build our fucking machines to beat their machines and turn their shit into fucking junk. That's why well, I key- see it. I'm fucking tired of them killing this goddamn planet. And you're with us or you're with the fucking planet. You know what I mean? Well, the, and the key is, bro. Our, our the key is, I'm sorry. Planet. I'm going to go about I'm that sorry. all night. I'm just going to take their machines and take our machines and then fuck up their machines. And the machine. Look, I just, got, I just got done watching the Terminator movie. Okay? <laughs> you know, that's precisely where that had taken my brain to was seeing the fucking yeah. Terminator and just like, oh shit. But see, that's the like, trick with no, the movies no, 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 play no. on. We just need to seize the means and use the machines to make the shit we need in a more fucking efficient manner to be able to free up everyone's time to enjoy actually living. And all of those things need to be basically fucking public resources. John took the red pill and the blue pill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading the comments right now. They're and now he's stuck in the abandoned love. Tulsa fucking laser tag arena thing. So, so John's a technocrat now? Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm against, uh, dude, I'm not saying we need to destroy all machines. But we need to fucking spend the money and the energy and the research and the development to figure out how to turn these fucking emissions into into fucking clean air. Because that's our only fucking hope. And I hate to break everybody's heart, but lithium-ion batteries are not that fucking energy efficient. Like, it's a waste. Like, it's literally more damaging to the environment than fucking... Goddamn! Gas oh, that's just a marketing. That's just a marketing tool, man, to make you buy the battery. Right. We should be building I mean, fucking trains, man. No, I'm serious. Like, I was losing my shit the other day because I was having to do my biology homework, and that is not my major, and I fucking hate biology. That like me. Trisha, <laughs> we just if I was still there, for, honey, I would. Help you just with be this me shit. for like three more weeks. Um, no. So, but I was doing my biology homework, and so they were talking about. Um, what we can do to lower our carbon footprint. And so, like, I had an assignment in which, like, mostly it's, like, just bullshitting through, like, answering questions and stuff. But I had one assignment where I actually worked all of, like, this type of conversation into it because it was talking about how to lower my carbon footprint. And I was just like, I am sorry. I'm not worried about lowering. I mean, I am to a certain extent, like, as much as I can. But I was like, I don't think that we should be telling people to lower their carbon footprint whenever we have corporations just keep on producing these things like and that's that's just and you're gonna tell me to worry about what i'm throwing away or what i'm fucking doing i'm like it's gonna get produced anyway i'm already not even in control of this situation to begin with and now you're making me answer this question 
Like we have any control over any of this at all. And then it starts talking about sustainability. And so it starts talking about um, social sustainability and then environmental sustainability. But the third factor of this is economic sustainability. And it says, oh, well, uh, economics is really hard for us all to agree on because it's political. And I'm just like, okay, cool. We're not applying science to that at all either. Like we should not be putting like our social well-being in the hands of people who only want profit and make everybody else constantly work for profit for themselves. Like, so it was just the most ridiculous thing. And I thought it was really weird that I had to answer all these questions inside of like biology questions. Like I didn't expect it to like actually get this way, but it's just, (laughs) I mean, the way that people even teach science is still very liberal and not really comprehensive enough, honestly. And this is why our doctors are messed up. I am so scared of today's doctors. The doctors don't even do anything these days. The nurses do everything. I don't even understand an American doctor anymore. And the nurses don't know shit. But I'm saying, honestly. This is anti-vax. It's really annoying. No, I'm saying it's like when you go to the hospital and you say, hey, I need the doctor, whatever it is, right? I'll be in St. Louis, for example. I wouldn't see a doctor for like 44, 40, 50 minutes or whatever. I'm in the little hospital room, right? I mess around and fall asleep, wake up. The nurse is like, okay, the doctor's here to see you. And he, I can't understand him not to be funny. So I wouldn't understand a word he's saying. The nurse would come back and say, okay, uh, they're discharging you and we're getting you a prescription. And that would be most of our doctor's visits. And I'd be like, I just don't get it. The doctor would come in and say, oh, that's what's wrong. Oh, the nurse is going to do this. I mean, My boss listen. told me that wherever <laughs> his wife works, that he got the craziest health insurance that he could ever imagine. That the kind of, he said, the kind of health insurance that politicians get. And I was just like, hmm. I mean, it, the nurse, I mean, the doctors are still here. And he's almost 70. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, cool. Glad you're going to live for 20 more years. Not that I want him to die, but I'm just like, of all the people that we're worrying about, like, you're literally giving a 65, 70 year old man the best health insurance he's ever had in his life while you're making everybody else just sit down here with nothing. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand the healthcare system at all. And I really don't understand why they're going to do universal health care and the so-called Democrats excuses. It's going to cost more to do that than just private insurance. I said, well, it costs you a lot of money. To do false. It'll actually save us a fuck ton of money to go right. with national insurance instead of private. I mean, I just don't understand You don't have people calling out for two days or three days or a week because you don't know why. Because they could just go to the doctor. You could tell them. Like, I'm like, this, I mean, not that I want people to be more tied to work. But, like, for me, like, where I work, I don't want to miss work. Like, I generally sort of am okay with where I work. Uh, But, like, if I didn't, if I could just, like, have this as a normal occurrence if there's something wrong with me that they can get by and that i can tell them what's going on i just don't understand why that's not like a normal thing i mean people should want their workers to be healthy so that their business can keep going but nobody wants to do that and you know what that's going to cost dude 
that my coworker got COVID, and then like the Ooh. day that he found out that he got COVID, like his boss, like my boss, was still wanting him to come in, and just like lock and unlock the door. It's not a big deal. Everybody's got to come on. Just come on in. Just... I don't even know. I don't even know. You're, you're a vector of the plague right now. Known, and then everything is either oh you have COVID or you're lying about COVID. This guy actually did have COVID. But he still wanted to come in, even when he had COVID. That shows you right there that that owner don't give a flying fuck about none of the people working there I or the I think he's an old-ass man that's desperate as fuck and can't run his business <laughs> without employees. And he doesn't want his employees. Oh, holly. I mean, Maybe I get what you're saying, and it's not right, and I'm not defending it. But honestly, he's old shit, and you can tell that he cannot keep up. Like you, he's like hyperventilating, standing up at the register, just standing. Oh, wow. But can he take his ass to the hardware store and pay four fucking dollars? He's like super duper old, and he's in and not even super duper old, like in age, but like in the way that he. And so this is not right. It's still not right. But like he needs to have somebody else take that shit over because he's like asking people with COVID to come in because he literally can't stand up. <laughs> I'm just like, like, but he can still work. Well, you said he was asking him just to come in and open up and lock up at the end of the day. How about no, you open get up and lock in between, between people for one of the other employees? Like, that's even plausible. So, like that even you it's just fucking stupid. There should be somebody else who has a set of keys too. So that way, if one of them's out with fucking COVID or any other fucking issue, that the person that's not sick can come with the keys and open the fucking door. We're talking $4 at the fucking yep. hardware store. God damn it. But yes, it would be nicer if uh, we had like actual medical facilities that could just... <laughs> give notes to employers instead of them just being like, oh, you're faking this, or oh, this isn't that big of a deal, or oh, I don't believe in this. We're keeping this bullshit alive. It's all of us. It's every single one of us going to work and participating in this fucking parasitic capitalist regime. We yeah, need to well, build our own society. Yeah, well, how do you remove yourself from that, though? You just gotta, you just gotta buy up all the fucking to, stores, to to, take all the money you got, buy up all the fucking like, stores, and then the next day, don't go there and buy shit, and guess what? The whole thing will come fucking huh? crashing down. I'm telling you that right now, because they fucking need us, and then they're gonna realize, oh shit, we don't, we've got all this fucking uh, shit in the warehouse. They go back to work. You not going somewhere isn't going to fix anything, because you can't convince everybody to do it. Right. So, I mean, it's that's why everybody still that, participates right? in it. That's why we don't agree with this, but we still have to play this bullshit. No, this is our fucking land. There was no fucking price tag on it. This land is free to roam. Hmm. It shouldn't be owned by man. There shouldn't be barbed wire and all this bullshit everywhere. I don't know how, how to say what, I, to what is in my head at this moment. And the dump and oil. And Do you think that natives and that black people have not thought this before? Like, I mean, it's just not it's being not, talked about. I mean, if, I, mean, but, I, mean I know that it's not right, but it's still happening. Hey, we got to do something about it. You talk to me. 
Oh. No, I just mean in general. Hell I'm not yeah. really, Everybody. I mean, I'm mostly talking to John, but. <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean... I, I know you're really mad about it, but I mean, it shouldn't <laughs> be this way, but it is. And so, like, I mean, there's, you have to go from there. No, like, that's a problem when you need a bunch of fucking capital to even be able to buy some land to set up a communal living space for fellow comrades to be able to actually build your own fucking society. So if you don't have those means, your only other fucking option is revolution and overthrowing the bullshit. Right. Because we're killing the planet. We are the Somali pirates. We are the Taliban. We are Al Qaeda. We are the ones. We're the ones. I think that we should call ourselves the stereotypes that other people use. (laughs) I don't think that we should call ourselves the stereotypes that Christians use. The government. I don't don't think it's good to keep repeating their narrative. Yeah, that's it's our, it's one thing too. It's too I understand. I just don't think that. Yes. I think government. even sarcastically, it's not good to repeat their narrative because it doesn't teach them anything. Right. We're not meant to live in society like this. We're supposed to roam this earth freely as fucking tribes, going from cave to fucking cave, fucking fishing and hunting and doing selective hunting, though not trophy hunting, selective hunting. You know what I mean? Right. For food and using the skins for coats and things like that, of you know, yeah. wasting of it, not going and killing animals just for sport. That's, but that that right there also exemplifies just how fucking toxic and entitled this shit has gotten to be, where people think that they are free to exploit however the fuck they want, and it doesn't matter who or what it is. Mm-hmm. And they kill and they kill off African American leaders. John Tickler, uh, overpopulation is a racist concept. I yeah, don't know exactly. if you that, but it is. Yeah, we can fit everybody inside of fucking New York City if we wanted to. That's a bullshit concept. Right. There's actually a lot of empty, unpopulated land that could be used for growing food and stuff. We are not. I'm not saying that he's being racist. I just don't think that he knows that that is a racist concept. Right. Yeah. Right. And the problem is that there's so many fucking capitalists that have hoarded huge amounts of fucking land that could be used to be a home and source of food for countless fucking people. I mean, for fuck's sake, there's a, a little urban farm I was reading about the other day where this family has, I think it was like three acres of land. And just from like that little amount of fucking land, they are producing millions of fucking pounds of food that they are donating and making sure that people are fed. The amount of food you can produce grows exponentially if you understand like how to make use of space for one and for two, how to grow things together, which is why we also encourage like using indigenous methods for growing food because you're going to produce a fuck ton and it's going to be healthy. 
You know, you can feed a lot of fucking people. We are not overpopulated where like we don't have resources for everybody. No, the problem is resources being hoarded. Yep. Where is it going? There's plenty Just might take a guillotine to get there. I'll be right back. I gotta go shut the car off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Chuck. You feel where I'm coming from? It's like, damn, boy, I hear the N-word being dropped every other day. I know, I know, like, y'all certainly. That India Ari fucking shit with Spotify is the shit. Mm. The shit. Oh, I got to check my what email. Is that, right comment? Did you see? No. Do you know who India Ari is? I have She's never heard of yeah, she's a musician. Uh, and she's a black musician. Uh, I was listening oh, wow. to her, and I was like, "Hey, can one of you guys send me the name of that show again? Because I don't want to forget it, and I got a feeling I'm going to forget it." We've been talking about some of the stuff. <laughs> the one that I was talking about. Yeah, the uh, docu series. <clears throat> yeah, exterminate all the brutes. Okay, cool. It's in the comments too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yes. think I saw somebody talking about that, but I was a little bit... That's how the fucking machine thrives. You got to kill off all the opposition. But, You got to yes. kill off all the fucking I communists. actually and somehow was listening to NDRE when I was, like, in my teens. I don't even know how that even fucking happened, but it did. And so yeah. then when I heard she had some shit to say, I was just like, oh, yes. And so whenever I read that, uh, my, the page that I run that... Uh, Trish is on also is Femtifa and when you read the whole thing it is the most honest like on point fucking explanation of why she left Spotify and then she posted this entire like video clip of Joe Rogan saying the n-word 24 times and it's like she just dropped that shit and then was like fuck you Spotify but like said it very classily (laughs) like it was very classy and I was just like, how is this? She just dropped 24 N-words by this motherfucking white guy. And then she just was like, this is not my truth. Fuck you. But like, she said it so nicely. Fuck <laughs> Joe Rogan. Fuck Dave Shapiro. fucking punk. I would fucking own him in a debate. He's such a little bitch, bro. I swear to God. I don't even. I fucking hate. I'm sorry. I hate that son of a bitch. Yes, he is gross. No, I'm serious. Like that meme that I shared the other day, and he's got like his like sonnet looking top half of his body. I was just like, ew. Like he grosses me out. He's so gross looking. He's, it's a gross like, he's a gross fucking person. But India, why would you have to describe it and make my brain give me the mental? Like, yeah, I know. I might, I might, because my head went there. It was so gross. I gotta see that again so in, in my mind. I just got gayer oh, there. I just got way gayer. I was just like, this is why I'm douche. Sorry. Mm. He's a douche. Solidarity. India is my queen. Exist. We are the existence party. We're gonna like we're gonna teach you religion, but we're gonna teach you what it really meant. Like a lot of the 
like I've covered a lot of the Quran was referencing Mecca. I've talked about, or maybe I haven't uh, talked about like Christianity's influence on the world. And I know you certainly have, uh, uh, Chuck. And that's a great. Oh yeah, I, uh, if I can take him down on Facebook. Yeah, I, I, I cover religion. Speak. Huh? Well, you know what they they ought to be they ought to wake up and realize that the religion they've been worshiping is the blasphemous one. They've been worshiping these machines, and they've been worshiping the oppression that they knew that they know takes to keep these machines running, and they know that well, they're you, killing you gotta, the planet. You got to remember man. what I told you earlier, man. You, when we talk about religion, we, we got to remember we're talking about people who were colonized by a certain group of people who brought their religion here. They told us that our people were evil and demonic, etc. They even convinced some yeah. of us to kill each other. And that's why I said we're talking about this goes back to culture earlier when I said the group of black people that we see are the new Native Americans. They are just they're they're mixed so people don't respect them as native americans but they're getting the exact same treatment remember the natives had lost their spirituality mm -hmm. this is why when i ask people who was the who was natives praying to or what did they pray to they can't really give you an honest answer because it's you know we they, they made sure that they substituted jesus into for the great spirit and the same thing with black people it went from agba to god or yahweh you know, so same letters, not same letters, but same meanings. They flip it around and it's just like we were speaking Swahili. This is why I say this is how you know who's from Africa and who's not. Most of us don't know what Swahili is. We don't, you know, you can tell, you know, who's from a certain culture. We are just misclassified Indians. That's what the Negro is. And a lot of these guys, man, they really, they don't get like she was saying earlier about the, uh, I think it was you were speaking about the natives having to deal with some racism with the ones that are mixed. It's kind of the same way for blacks. Like yeah. up here in Minnesota, yeah. they will not let me step on the tribe. I can't date a woman there. I can't engage with the people for real there. And Elk was like, they're pretty racist. And I was like, why? And I just don't understand it. That's not what I depiction well, the reservation being. Well, that going was what Malcolm X was talking about, too, is that he was a whiter one and that he felt like his mother, like, treated him worse because he was not as dark, whereas his father treated him better because he was not as dark. Hmm. Yeah, um and so there's that like weird divide there um and but like with with natives it seemed like to me just because they were still very rooted in their culture that it's really weird that they act like that um i mean it's like it seems to be more traditional they weren't <laughs> ripped from their culture they were just mm -hmm. they were just kind of i mean obviously facing genocide and slavery and right. moving all the time, but and, yeah. not as ripped from their culture as black people were. Right. And see, exactly. that's what I was explaining. What you just explained is how we became indigenous. A lot of them started to seek us because they were dying out because of genocide. And we were willing participants. We gave them our women, we gave them our men, da, 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 you know, whatever they needed. And that's why some of us have such the thick genes and they don't like that. So, People haven't been able to kind of get the full understanding. When they started killing us, a lot of white people look at it like, well, that means you're saying they don't like whites. I said, that's not what we're saying. They will mate with white people, too. We're saying that the reason why they chose the black and brown people for the most part 
was because they didn't do anything to them. You know, these guys had to deal with two major crises, and all they gave them was a so-called Thanksgiving meal that they try to tell us about in school. You know, apparently we gave them a lot, and all we got was disease and death out of it. And, you know, they had to seek somebody to replenish the earth, and they chose us, you know. And I kind of think that it kind of pissed people off, and they put the superior race theory in. And like I said, we became the misclassified Indians when they started moving more Africans here, and when the, the the European immigration really started kicking here because they got the benefits that the black Indian was supposed to gotten. But you know, like they passed reparations. A lot of people don't know this. Reparations and a lot of this stuff has been passed. It's just that the Negro never knew about it. There's a $1,500 check that the 25% Indians can claim. And I know oh, people so hate that. Oh, so it's like another Juneteenth? Yeah, they get like, it's weird. Well, like, like so be- Juneteenth was like, slavery was uh, abolished, but like, a lot of them knew that the slaves couldn't read, and so they just didn't tell them. Right. Like, there was a guy named General Stonewall Jackson. He went down to Texas and said, you guys been free. And da-da-da-da-da. And a lot of us didn't even know it. And technically, like I tell people, that's our independence. You know, we are not considered a part of the Americans' independence, and neither is the natives. So the natives, they, you know, is based off their tribes and treaties. They have their own designated Freedom Days, I'm sure. Like, ours is Juneteenth, technically. The trip to Texas from uh, D.C. on horse took about a week. So whatever states they land in, different people. So let's say Missouri, for example. Missouri might have been like the 15th and Texas might have been the 18th. And then, you know, we just call it Juneteenth because each day a general landed in a new southern slave state and said, hey, you're free. And that's why they kind of. But like with the natives, a lot of us just don't know that we are disclassified Indians and we just got called black colored and niggers because they don't have a background. You know, we're the only people here that don't have a culture. If something happens to us, we don't have a governor or a mayor or a, a king or a queen saying, don't touch my people. When these Africans come over here and you kill one of them, this is why the police don't mess with them. The Somalian government will go hell on you. The Ghanaian government will go hell on you. Like, these, you know, they come here with a price. The American Negro He's not backed up by anybody. And this is what I was trying to the natives. I was like, hey, now we need y'all. Our group of people are misclassified and they're hurt. You got to let them back in the reservation. Let them find their culture. Let them find, you know, a lot of guys out here deserve that special family connection. And that's where racism really stems from. It's not necessarily a hate for the race anymore. Now it's a hate for the culture. And this is what happens to children. They don't want to know their family. They don't want to go to family reunions, you know, and before you knew it, like Tupac said, you got a race that hates the babies. He said ladies, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say more so with babies, because now we have a generation of people that's like, I don't want to go and see my family. She hates me for this and I that mean, and that, you know. So now we got a generation of problem and, you know, it gets really bad. Like I know a lot of Africans here and, and the majority of them, they don't understand what I'm trying to tell them. You're living in a gentrified city. I'm trying to help y'all get more freedom in your own city. All the Africans well, I meet here seem to be in Brooklyn Park. So I'm telling them, I said, y'all got to help me fight gentrification. If you guys want to live here, then y'all can live here. But I'm saying some of us want to be in the city, too. Like, this place is too high to be this small and this cold and this bitter. You know, I'm trying to tell people, hey, y'all don't have to accept this. You know, we did the same thing in St. Well, Louis. Well, I mean, then like, again, you, gotta, you don't have to have a fucking baby if you don't want to either. You know what I mean? And that, I think that's a big picture here is like... Look at Denmark, right? Or look at these European countries that have abortions. Guess what? They've got the lowest abortion rates in the world. They get an abortion anytime they fucking want. 
It's the but same thing with incarceration. Don't worry about it. They're not being told the same bullshit. And all these mm-hmm. abortion clinics are being uh, placed in African-American communities. I was about because to say that. They, those are the ones they want to kill their babies. Like I said, man. Hey, to, single black mother. It. Okay. It's going to be a lot easier just to go ahead and... Wait, you know the, what I mean? People got to look at it from a, the racist point of view, too. Okay. It's a reason, though. I, wait. I'm... Wait. <laughs> I need clarification. I'm just, I need clarification. Well, it, I only just, need clarification, okay? Because I'm very uh, well, okay. for abortion. Is this actually happening this way? No, and I, ain't then talking, also, I ain't talking about abortion. I'm talking about abortion rights because we wait, got, you're we're saying, living in like two different wait, countries. Wait, they place them in black community. I just, I'm not saying that it's not true. Oh. I just need more context. Oh, oh, yeah. So specifically, uh, that was actually the uh, idea of the founder of. Um, oh yeah, Margaret Sanger. That's really the only like. I mean, know, I know um, that people say she was a, ra- she was a racist. Woman. Is racist. You know what I mean? I don't think but, that like, what's crazy is, is like a lot of the shit is coming true. It's though. just the only thing. Well, I can I can it's, address it a little bit. What we look at abortions is is basically all we're asking the 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 people, the parties to do, I'll say it this way, is that you get full, you you give the, the man a chance to at least have a say. We're not saying that he has to be the final say. We're just saying, at least let him know. A lot of people go about it wrong, and then they think it's all right to just well, go back and I do think it that again. that kind of um, perspective is only addressing one No, 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 yeah, situation. no, I'm saying like as a whole, they put um, it like- and, I mean, and I've, I've <laughs> studied a lot from like, abortion and like just honestly contraception in general is fucking hard to fucking deal with it, it, um, it really is. and then also contraception everybody says that people were just irresponsible or whatever <laughs> but <clears throat> contraception most of the time if it is medical it is going to be just like any other drug you're going right. to mm-hmm. build an immunity to it and so over a span of 10 years um the effectiveness of any given birth control is mm-hmm. going to drop to 80% instead of 100%. So it's going to drop right. about 20% over 10 years. And who knows how long? I mean, and that's just an average that does not mean a person specifically. The only, yeah. the only contraception that is consistent all of the time is the IUD, which stays at yeah. 4% the entire time. 4% failure rate. Um, everything else rises constantly. Um, and like, I don't think that a man, I mean, I think that we're putting this in a context in which we're acting like a woman's trying to keep that from somebody. I mean, like, I don't want children at all, but if I got pregnant, I would tell him because well, I, I don't actually, think a man I'm in love with him. So why would I not? So I, 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 I think that we create these these I don't know, that's that don't really these, exist. All these men coming up with all they these. Don't well, no, I just, I'd be trying to think of other op- options. Like, I, I mean, always if, if a woman like, hey, did I'll not tell you, it, it's like if fuck, a woman did not get, tell you like that, that she was going to have your baby and she aborted it before she told you, do you think that you're in a good relationship? You know, uh, yeah. I mean, do yeah, whatever I think we can work it out. I mean, that was just, just, well, I, mean I, don't, I just don't think that this is a scenario that actually happens. 
Uh, well, people. Need I mean, I'm pretty sure she up. would probably talk to you and say, "Hey, we're not know. ready for this," or "I'm not ready for this." And most well, of the time, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not like trying to call you out like in a shitty way. I just mean that I think whenever we're talking about a very serious issue of choice, that we should not. Mm-hmm. We should not apply certain circumstances to those scenarios because we really don't know what we're talking about. Right. None of us, None of us know mm-hmm. the specific circumstance of any single person that has to do that. And if I she just, doesn't uh, tell you, if she doesn't tell you, then mm-hmm. sh- then you sh- shouldn't be together. I just don't I like mean, the targeting like, ads of it, though. He, as far as him saying well, they put mean, in the black communities, have bad health care, and this applies to that too, because mm-hmm. there are other countries that have lower abortion rates, and it's because they have right. good health care, and pregnancies yeah. aren't accidents in other places. You know, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. I said, like, we we live in a country where we're surrounded by these this top one percent, and they're like, oh. It's too many people. We need to depopulate the planet. And now all of a sudden, it seems like every four years, a new virus emerges out of Africa and it's always seemed to be targeting black, brown and weak immune systems. It, it, it seems to know exactly what it's going after. A lot of people think it's just going after black people or something. I said, no, it, it, it has a select few. It goes beyond race. It, it, it knows exactly what it wants to target. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes after this particular group of people. But yet every other country has been able to find a way to kind of respond to COVID. Even Cuba has gotten rid of it. But America keeps coming up with these new magical strands. And I'm like, why are we coming up with more strands than cures? You know, what are we doing? That well, they're not, I mean, what are they doing that we're not doing? Well, all these discoveries are coming out of uh, South Africa, mm-hmm. which is surprising. But like and I said, they make these of- diseases come out of Africa and they say, oh, you remember when they said Ebola came out of Africa and then we had the swine flu and all the, all these flus magically seem to come from the same spot. But like I said, all the other nations always seem to get rid of it. It always becomes a big problem for us because we got so much mass information, mass uh, misinformation here. People can't really tell who's telling the truth. Like I said, we got people like Dr. Fossey who's lying out his teeth. Yeah, we know vaccines will help people, but it's just like, let us have a choice. If the vaccine is this helpful, why are y'all trying to force it on people so much? Like I said, we're talking to the same group of people who can't get health insurance and I have to work a lousy 120 days to get any kind of, you know, but now all of a sudden the vaccine is free for everybody. But I got to pay like darn near $20 to get medicine. I mean, just seriously, I know that's probably not a lot of money to some people, but it's just, it'd be the little simple stuff like that to where to a black yeah. person, especially we're like, oh, now you care. Oh, we'll just get along. That's so why I recommend that if you're on the on. fence about it and worried about like anything being fucked with as far as what's you know sent to certain um, doctor's offices or whatnot due to their location, go to a wealthy white area to get your fucking vaccine. That's what I did. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. <laughs> They're not tainting those ones. Just I mean, it's just something weird. It's something weird going on with some uh, some of these uh, COVID things. So, for example, I pay attention to these numbers because I want to make sure after I heard about them spiking numbers in some cities, I wanted to make sure they wasn't doing it here just to get a scare out of people. And it's just amazing to me how, like I said, I know the population exactly here, but every day is at least a thousand and something cases. And I'm like, okay, I know we went over a million people now. So who are y'all counting? The same people? 
Like, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain. I wish I could just see the news every day the way I would see it. And I promise you, I'd be like, that shit is nuts. And it's like, they say these are new numbers. So it's like, I don't get it. I said, so is it the people with the COVID vaccine that are getting sick because they're, you know, it's going to hit them sooner or later and they're getting other people sick? Or is it the unvaccinated? Because that's what they keep saying. Or I'm trying to figure that out because I'm like, where is these numbers coming from? Well, I mean, nothing as, makes like, sense. Nationwide, the, the majority of cases have been unvaccinated. But when it comes to people who are vaccinated, who have still caught it, mm-hmm. that's because the vaccine is not and never has been a magic fucking bubble around you that prevents infection (laughs) a vaccine only helps you if you actually get infected with something then it has already taught your immune system how to fight it off so it increases your survivability um that said omicron is a very extremely fucking contagious strain but it's also milder than the others so you know that likelihood of survival is increased there too that's that's something that happens with viruses naturally that over time they do become less lethal of strains in some mm-hmm. cases it's not a fucking rule it's just a general trend there will be spikes of others mm-hmm. that are severely deadly but in general most of them um get to that point of like you know because they they need the host to survive so if you kill off too many of your hosts you're not going to survive um but with the vaccines though that that is just to make it more likely for you to fucking live through the shit it's exactly. not about mm. how do you think we beat polio vaccines this this comes down to a lack of education in our public school system too that right. people are not taught in your biology classes in like high school i actually this part of my way through this vaccine thing recently on my biology homework right like you um, have to do college to even get exposed to it no it's not hard just do it we're all still alive right i've been vaccinated i'm vaccinated i'm still breathing i'm still breathing i didn't even have a reaction not a fever, not even tired, nothing. My arm was a little bit sore, and I had to do like this and wiggle it around to get the fucking shit. I got go. sick on number two. That's yeah, the whole did. point. <laughs> number three, I was very tired, but that was all. Hmm? I yet to get my third, but. Yeah, I mean, your arm hurts, but like, I mean. I haven't that's the whole point. Yet. It exposes you to the symptoms of. Yeah, it exposes you to a small amount of whatever. This is why I don't study biology, okay? (laughs) This is why you should listen to people that do. If you take the one and done, like like I did. I just know that I took them and then I'm still breathing and we're all still alive. So I don't know why this is political. I think it's because right. of the way they keep people forcing it on take... people and it's giving Christians fuel. Uh, Christians don't need fuel. Christians are going to constantly... <laughs> they, I mean, it's giving them real fuel. They're, they're like, going off I, the wall Christians saying are, this is the mark Christians, of the beast. Please, I'm trying not to be... 
the mark of the beast has already came that time. Yeah, they're going hard on it. It, it was the cotton no, I'm they're going hard on factory. I'm not an atheist, but I hate Christianity, and so I'm trying not to be a bitch. I fucking hate this shit too for what it is. <laughs> it ain't nothing near what Jesus. Now I'm saying the Christians are evil, but it, it, it kills me. I, I practice spiritualism though. I can't, dude. I mean, the, these Torah. these Christian conservatives that are white supremacists, oh, fucking God. manifest destiny mm-hmm. motherfuckers. They don't need an excuse to be a victim. They'll find it wherever they fucking can. They right. they yeah. look right under every single rock they can find. And they will be the victims mm-hmm. until the end of time, until they destroy this entire world. Like Trump last week, like, oh, you're prosecuting me for the crimes I committed. You're racist. <laughs> what? What, you white privileged motherfucker? <laughs> How he could possibly find the audacity to accuse a couple of prosecutors of being racist against him simply because they're black. Like, wait, what? No, not no I mean, honestly, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when I was saying that John is too enthusiastic because he's young, maybe I just meant that, like, I have seen the dark side and I can never get it out of my brain. I, I have too. And it's fucking it's like, scary. No, no and I used to be a part of it. Women. And so, like, there's a weird thing about being inside of it. Because, like, when you leave it, they're just like, why would you do this? But then there's still just this lingering, like, you know why they think the way that they think. And you know the inside language of all of it. And they're just yeah. like, it's. Uh-huh. It's very cringeworthy. Thanks. Having gotten out of that shit, Thank too. You, like. Oh, goodness. And John's absolutely right. There's two religions. There's worshiping God, and there's worshiping this man-made machine that's killing this planet and killing innocent people. And innocent families getting blown up by these fucking bombs from all these drones and tanks and jets and artillery pieces and mortars, fucking white phosphorus, war crimes. We're we're sanctioning medicine to Iran. We are sanctioning fucking medicine to Iran. That is a war crime. That is a Geneva war crime to do that. Yeah. And we are fucking provoking Iran. This is us, bro. We're flying these fucking drones in their airspace, blowing up their fucking generals, fucking getting shot down. You know, these drones getting shot down, caught spying. Oh, what are they doing just over there minding their own business? No, nah, they're in their fucking goddamn airspace killing Iranian generals. And y'all want to sit here and preach about, oh, poor little Israel. Oh, the tiny little country. That's funny because it seems like to me uh, they're fucking stealing Palestine. They're just going up there creating settlements and kicking people out of the house saying, you don't fucking live here anymore. Get the fuck out. And right. Hit Any the person road, with... Yeah? Any any person on the planet who is Jewish can claim right of return to go to Israel, which sounds fucking cool until you find out, oh, wait, they're kicking people who live there out of their fucking homes to mm-hmm. give you their house. Not mm-hmm. cool. Shoving them all into the Gaza Strip and one other area. Um, I'm having a brain fart. West Bank. West Bank. Thank you. And, like, I mean, it is a straight-up apartheid state where if 
if you are Palestinian, you take these shitty roads that are unmaintained that'll fucking pop your tires and bust your shocks. And if you're Jewish, then you get these fucking nicely maintained roads and they're fucking parallel to each other. So you got to look over the other side and see each other. And it fucking feeds animosity. It's fucking horrible. The shit that that government has put in place to really disparage people who are of the same fucking gene pool. More. Yeah, Israel is something. You just hear it. You just hear them sons of bitches in the fucking office. Oh, more. More. Well, hey, guys, I'm going to have to let you go. More. It's almost midnight here. All right, Chuck. Yeah, yeah it's almost midnight here. <laughs> and see, John, you called it. You Learned said it was going to be another three-hour tour, and I was like, "No!" And here we are. What time is it? I should have guys. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for coming on, Chuck. See you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Let me next. Uh, let me know next time y'all do a stream. I subscribe to y'all YouTube, Chuck. Um, we do these every Tuesday night, and then we've also got theory streams all throughout the week. Um, but. We usually pre-record those, so I can hit you with uh, the links and stuff when we figure out like what dates and times we're recording those. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm gonna uh, see if I can try to get you some more subscribers and pass it around out here. Fuck yeah! Thank you. God appreciate bless. it. All right, yeah, appreciate it. All right, right on, brother. Matter Not of fact, I had talked to Rob about this a little bit too. Um, if you're down, we can share some of your streams and stuff on our page too. If you want us to load that on there as partner content, um, we can stream that stuff from our website for you too. Yeah. It sounds like a plan, man. I'll let you know about it. Fuck. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, have a good night, Chuck. Um, yeah. Good night, bro. Much love. Bro. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> Are the rest of y'all, up for more conversation or <laughs> well, um so i'm back on facebook yeah you're finally uh, yeah. no yeah but so now that i'm back on facebook i found out that uh they got rid of all of the communist frames really mm-hmm. they're hmm. getting rid of us yeah, so I had to choose a Palestine flag yeah. because it was the only thing that I could indicate that I fucking hate this bullshit. But actually, okay, I'm going to get on Krista Marks also. This is weird. But yeah, no, so it changed my profile picture. All the communist frames are gone. It gives me all these like, really weird, flowery, ugly we need things to address John COVID-19 and that's it. I'm hopping on there now. Like, no, no, no. We know you're not, brother. <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, no, we're I just saying that. that no, right? okay. No, 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 What's no. It's a fucking stink, bro. No. I, honestly, I said that I, no, I said that the concept itself was born from that. And I specifically said that you were not racist. And so I think that you are reactively saying that we're calling you racist when that was the entire pretext of what, like what I said before or even after, it doesn't matter. If you listen to the entirety of what I said, I did not say that you were racist. 
I'm sorry, I'm back. There was a fucking. Oh my god, dude! What's up with a fucking? I'm not trying to be though? mean. I'm just saying, like, yes, overpopulation fucking. is. It comes. Ugh. It is a racist concept, and it seems like it's practical to a lot Back of people. But we had this conversation, and no one said that anybody was racist. It was. It is a racist concept. Sometimes right. we have concepts that we don't know. Right. I've had them myself. Clearly- I've had this in the first place that you probably had not been exposed to that information. It's not like we're texting each other right now. Like it's not like we're texting each other right now. I had an we had an entire conversation about it. That if you looked at the the whole thing, that was not what anybody said. We need people to wake up. I don't. That's. I mean, people have called me racist. Recently, so <laughs> and, pe- and people look at you like you're not a revolutionary. And then she, and then and she said that, uh, and then she you said some really racist shit to Trisha. So, so I, right, I, like, yeah. so right. no, that was who I was talking about. I just want to clarify: I don't get called racist regularly, but no, okay, no, like, no, <laughs> no. The person who went on the anti-Semitic you know rant a couple weeks ago had the fucking audacity to try to call Chelsea racist and then spew a bunch of racist fucking trash at me and Nobody's I was like calling anybody racist here though okay we like it's not that's not what this is right I'm just telling you that overpopulation is not a legitimate concept because it's not real and a lot of it is rooted in racism just like Darwinism was used for racism and it wasn't inherently racist Right. But yeah, this is yeah, what video is used to justify eugenics. Where I was going with that is it's like actually something I agree with Bill Gates on is that it's an investment in the people. They're not ready right now. Hey, give them a financial break. They'll have another baby in a fucking couple months anyway. Right. That's why we got to start looking at things because like women are happy. They're like, I don't have domain over my own body. And I can't get my tubes tied unless I'm married and me and the partner agree on it. It's like, you don't have domain over your uterus. You don't have domain over your um, abdomen. It, you got the fucking government telling you when, telling you what and when and how much. And it's fucking bullshit. And uh, people need to start speaking up for women's rights because it's the least underspoken fucking one. And it pisses me off. You know, like I was talking to... Uh, uh, somebody very close to me, and she was telling me that uh, she couldn't get her tubes tied. She she didn't want to have kids anymore, yada yada yada. But she had to fucking have her husband's permission. Isn't that fucking ridiculous? That's, that's, that's I, I say, I say this is my fucking body. And I'll do whatever I want to. I want to get a tattoo, I'll get a tattoo. If I want to smoke weed, I'm going to smoke weed. If I want to get a fucking abortion, I'll get a fucking abortion. But, um, and then again, like, I see it from, like, I understand that it's, you know, there are racist elements at play here. And we've got to be careful with what's going on in the world. And we need to start. Looking all things well, on, and on that, material. On that thing, I mean, from what I have seen 
abortion specifically has always been targeted as a whole. Um, I have not seen people actually just place abortion clinics uh, in in places where minorities are because I really just see people trying to um, get rid of abortion completely because they don't understand that sometimes women will die. Um, you can't even get a hysterectomy unless you're right. unless you've had two kids and your husband approves. And if you don't uh, have a uh, so if you have endometriosis and you might actually you can't even actually have kids, they'll be like, no, you probably still could. Like, I mean, medically speaking, they will tell you that you cannot have children because you have endometriosis so severely, and then they will still not allow you to have a hysterectomy. You could be childless and never planning on getting married, and they will still tell you that this imaginary future husband of yours has more say over your body than you do, and you can't get a fucking direct me because you might marry somebody who wants to have kids. And who is the vampire hunter? That's Pat. Oh, <laughs> uh, who's he talking about with the hair and the pack and the hot topping? I get off my shit off of Amazon, bro. I wasn't allowed to shop at Hot Topic when I was 17. And hold on. I'm trying to get my camera right. (laughs) Yeah. Who is pieces, man? Those dudes are fucking. I know a couple of pets, but I don't know if it's one of them or if it's actually a fucking troll. I don't know. (laughs) But it's entertaining either way. (laughs) I have a special handicap. Hi. He's making fun of me. He thinks I'm 21. I probably am. Jokes on you, bitch. I'm old as fuck. Not really, but sort of. (laughs) It's Pat. (laughs) Saturday Night Live film. Oh, fuck. We need to be more interactive. It's actually very entertaining. Maybe you should buy ads and let the trolls in. All right, you know what? I mean, you know that I'm down with the trolls. And honestly, like, I could, like, say whatever I wanted and not get banned from Facebook by doing it. No. True. This is perfect. You know what? I'm back on, bitches. Okay, forget about it. Wait, what's perfect? Wait, let me get a beer first. Do this vampire hunting and your idea. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but like, if you don't understand the concept of humanism, that's what that's what we're going for here. Is the American human to have domain over that over your own body? That's what we're going for. Does that make sense? We're fed up with the exploitative system that's killing the planet. Right in front of our eyes, we're we're fed up with it. It's got to stop. It has got to stop. It is going to kill the environment. No cap. It is going to kill the environment. And like it's happening right in front of our eyes, man. Penguins ain't got nowhere to go, man. You see them like, oh shit, the ice cap's melting. They got to fucking run. And now there's like no ice anymore. It's just like, oh, hey, there's a mountain right there. You can see it. And there's some snow. 
just the fact it used to be like a huge ice continent. And we say, no, nah, it's just it's just changes in uh, global uh, seasoning. Yeah, you know, same old, same old. And it's like, hmm, nothing to do with, like, all this heavy equipment, like tearing down all the fucking trees and spilling oil into the water and uh, heating up the fucking planet by 10 degrees, is it? It's like, no, 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 look, look we've, you know, we've checked the Bible, we're good. And it's like, it's like, dude, I think, like, People are worshiping machines. I don't think people are worshiping God anymore. They're worshiping machines, and they're willing to twist their ideologies to fit their fucking versions of their religious fascism to uh, extort their way of living. Here. We're having enough of it. People are going to wake the fuck up. I don't worship any fucking thing. <laughs> I honor like, I don't see a difference. Hey, uh, I don't think that people should worship God or anything. People, That's need where to wake I'm at. Up, people need to wake up and realize that the only I mean, way you know, we can kill guy, this machine is we have to acknowledge that we are the machine. This guy here. We're the, we're the he four, was, listen to me, Chelsea. We're the forklift drivers. We're the guys driving the cars, the trucks. We're fucking, we've got the engines running on at the factories. It like, it whispers to the Antichrist whispers to you every day. It's just all this electricity fucking burning. And you know what's behind that? It's all this fucking coal that's being stolen from these miners in Kentucky and West Virginia. They ain't getting paid fucking shit. If you think that if you think that that is the Antichrist, I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you. Uh, Some of us just call it what it is instead of calling it some kind of symbolic word. Right. It, it's this machinery. There, I mean, you know. it's not an antichrist. It's going to kill us. That's it. I mean, Look, if you if you're I, looking I at it, if you're looking at it mythologically, then sure, it's the antichrist. No, it's like, it, and I'm not. So a, I'm not disagreeing with you. We see it as the same evil. That's fine. It's just someone else can be more direct about it and don't need to. <laughs> don't need to call it the opposite of God. It's not the opposite no, of God. I, God is existence. God is everything. God is the death that is happening inside of this right now also. Yes. Like, I, it's not exactly. It's not the Antichrist. It's just... It's you. It's me. It's Trisha. It's the audience. It's everyone on this earth. We are God, and we... I mean, when I say that, we are subvertants of God. And we have to create the best world and be good to our neighbors and be good to this planet. That's what religion should be all about. But it's not. We've twisted it and turned it into bullshit. And uh, all I've got to say is if that's what religion is, it ain't got no fucking place in this revolutionary government. And we ought to go back to taking to the caves and digging the tunnels and fucking start building networks to fucking... Oh, that's all I'm going to say. But we need to get to work. And I think we ought to... Well, you got to look out for yourselves. Because this machine, when this credit fucking explodes, you know, you're going to, like, see pictures of people on Wall Street throwing papers up in the air and shit like that. Like, it's going to be just anarchy. And people are going to start looting and hitting stores. And that's going to create fucking conflicts. Like, I don't know, I'm just looking, I smoke a lot of weed, and I look like 20, <laughs> fucking 30 years ahead 
Like, this is what I see, man. And look, no, I'm not nothing wrong with atheists. I listen to atheist YouTubers. I'm not day. an atheist. I just no, no. I was uh, addressing the comment. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I was looking at that a little bit it's too. An al- um, no, okay. Well, and it's see, an that's the thing too. That's the thing too. When you say things like the Antichrist, I move away from that because you're talking in Christian terms, and I, I don't like throwing up on camera. <laughs> no, no. Well, so I, I mean, like, I mean, you're you're putting it in the terms that yeah. they want you to put them in, and so whenever you say the Antichrist, you're only reaffirming a religion that is directly tied to capitalism. Protestantism and capitalism are directly tied to each other. They are the reason that we live in the country that we do. So whenever you say words like the Antichrist, you are you are not. Trying, you're not appealing to their morality. You are only revalidating every single thing that they teach. Where I was going with that is they're being blasphemous about their religion. That's where I was going. With no, that. well, they're and that's why I don't say, agree hey, with John Tickler either because kill these people and I'm kick just them out disagreeing with the Johns here. What I'm saying is, is like religion is. But there is no wisdom in the Bible. There is absolute. There is no wisdom in the Bible. Everything we've got. And if there were, if there were wisdom in the Bible when it was written, there's no way that we could perceive it now. And I think that it's useless. I mean, all it does now is plague us every single day. And then we all Here, just say, quote, oh, you're not reading it right, and you're not reading it right, and this is the Antichrist, and I'm the Antichrist, and you're the Antichrist. Hold on. I just don't think it's... I just think you it's, know what? This... I'm not even going to read it. This... that I mean, this is... Uh, I'm sorry. It. You know, I'm not going to knock on it, just like I'm not going to knock on... Uh, Where's it at? Where's my Quran? I'm not gonna knock on Islam. I study both. Well, then I don't shit and on I, that because I haven't read it, so I don't have the right to. And well, what from what I've learned is that people are missing the point. It's not like people might be missing the point with it like it's Islam. race versus race, but it's really these machines versus the planet, and we gotta raise hell and high water to make sure that the planet wins. Because we've got to take care of this planet. We've got to. I want to turn these fucking war machines into junk all around the world. I want the people to rise up and turn their fucking country. Well, I don't think that religion is going to help that. I think that religion has been useful in the past, but now that technology is in play, that is probably the most dangerous thing that we can imagine. Yeah, you shouldn't be. You should be judging things on the scientific method and material, dialectical material. Well, yeah, but that's a great read right there. No, yeah, that's I mean, but like, read. I mean, even dogmatic religion, like two hundred years ago, wasn't about to kill us. Now that we actually have advanced technology, and we still have people with religion, that is, that's not good. Yeah, yeah and it's like, look. It, the Quran and the Bible is comforting and it's comfortable. And yes, there are spiritual things in this world that we don't understand, but that's beside the point. We've got to get back to realizing that these people 
running these countries, running these fucking fascist countries, are killing this planet. That's what the out and mined out during the jungle and it's not you it's just ridiculous man the whole the south vietnamese government was so brainwashed that or excuse me so the corrupt well yeah brainwashed too um that they were fighting for essentially bribery i mean like they were so corrupt they couldn't fight uh, there was a, a sergeant speaking out from vietnam and he said the problem that he had was when he needed twenty thousand five five six rounds he needed them shipped to where he was well here's the problem it gets to the corrupt south vietnamese government they take the rounds and they say oh these are ours these are our financial aid and then they sell them to these fucking, or they give them to these militias to fight, and they fucking hold on to them. So then you got to fucking take even more money to fucking bribe to these local generals and these shops and these fucking crooked fascist hellhole capitalist country that was so fucking corrupt that they were exterminating the local Buddhist and Buddhist started showing up and lighting themselves up. Uh, there was a guy showed up, lit himself on fire in front of parliament. And you know what parliament said, or, or excuse me, you know what the vice president said? Excuse me. First lady. Sorry. I drank like a shit ton of coffee. Um, she said, Oh, if they want to burn themselves, we'll give them the gasoline and the matches. And 20 people came out there eventually throughout the whole war and was burning themselves and the military overthrew the government nine times. They were so corrupt. They had nine military coups because the generals all had their fucking special interests. Well, I can make money off of this and get rich off of this. This will be like my little side hustle. And it was just all the way down in fucking ranks and everybody just turned a blind eye to it because we had the money They had the money coming in from America they had the intelligence. They had the fucking troops down there helping them. Except the problem is, is that the American troops are fucking hands are tied. You can't go into fucking North Vietnam. And you can't go into Laos and Cambodia and fucking hit the Ho Chi Minh Trail. You see what I mean? They was trying to fight it like it was the Korean War. They didn't want to drag those countries in there. And uh, this is just from like what I've talked to from Vietnam veterans and everything, including uh, my dad. He was a Vietnam veteran, fucking badass paratrooper, like fucking nine years, man. I'm fucking proud of him. He's a fucking good soldier. Uh, and, but dude, the hell man, knowing that they can't win because like they're just there for bullshit. Like they know the whole war is fucking bullshit. And, you know, that's why a lot of soldiers started smoking pot in Vietnam was because they realized, you know, like we're here and we're dying for no reason. Like we're here for bullshit, bro. And like that's why soldiers were so depressed. And, um, you know, the anti-war movement started. The Civil War movement was going on at the time. Black troops and white troops did not get along with each other. I mean, it was a bad time. Uh, 
it, I mean, it was fucking horrible time for nothing, for nothing, for the most corrupt fascist dictatorship. What to stop communism? No, this has been about resources. This is about all that lumber we was going to cut up in Vietnam, man. And the communists weren't fucking about that shit. But here we are. We're the good guys spraying Agent Orange and all of fucking Vietnam and giving our troops and these people cancer and all kinds of fucking horrible defects. Fucking their goddamn face melting off. Trees just fucking full of poison. And we're the good guys, man. Fuck no, dude. Fuck no. We've got to... If that's good, I, I don't fucking know what it is. It's going to have to take our American troops standing up and saying, no, nah, this is fucking bullshit. We're not going over there and carrying out these fucking stupid orders. Because that's just fucking fascism. And that's what it's all about, is keeping those fascist dictatorships up and running. Keep that fucking resource river coming. Yeah. Yeah, more work, more parts coming out. This Oh, NAFTA. NAFTA was such a great deal, right? It's crazy how Ford is, uh, we're seeing, you know, you go to Ford, Dodge, Chevrolet dealerships. You know, you go to, uh, you know, I was a car salesman before. Okay. That's, a, that's why I'm able to talk for so long is because I used to be a car salesman. So, uh, anyway... You look well. One thing I noticed from going around in the lot, looking at all these new cars, you know, it's Japanese parts, ten percent Mexico, ten percent El Salvador. You know, like you'll see like all these uh, non-American companies, and it really gets you thinking. It's like, dude, all of these cars aren't even American built. Like these are all cheap parts from like really poor countries, and. That's what we blame the shit on. It's like, well, it's just poor quality coming out of fucking um, Mexico and yada, yada, yada. It's like, no, like it wasn't built in the same place. You know, companies using different metals and shit. I don't know. I just think about that shit too much. It's People got to wake up and realize like this is like... We're, ki- we're killing these people? Yes, John. They use competition to exploit people and break unions. Damn yep. right, man. And for, it's like, I'm quote, I'm going to quote Michael Perini here because I fucking, this dude will wake your mind up. It is like taking acid, bro. It's fucking amazing. And it's just like you look at things and it's like you really start to look at the fucking world differently and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like this guy's smart, and you look at it, and it's like, you know, we had a lot of money in Russia. So when the Bolshevik Revolution happened, it was like, oh, no, we're losing all those fucking resources. And the fucking president sent troops to Russia to fight him. America was involved in the fucking Bolshevik, Bolshevik Revolution. We were the fucking reactionary forces. We were the guys going there to put that shit down. And it failed because the Bolshevik Revolution won. And anyways, um, what was I saying? Yeah. So we weren't getting those resources. It's just like Cuba. When Cuba was free, well, you free, but you ain't really free because I need your fucking shit. I need your workers. I need to make money off of you. 
I need to live this lifestyle of luxury. That's why we're going to keep on exploiting your ass. And there ain't shit you can do about it because look at our fucking military. Our tanks are rolling through your towns. What the fuck are you going to do about it? You know? We've invaded all these countries like Nicaragua, uh, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, we're fucking blowing up generals in Iran with our drones spying on them. We're fucking with Russia and Ukraine, closing in on their borders, wondering, oh, why are the Russians pissed off at us? It's like maybe because you got them surrounded at all fucking fronts and they're about to fucking. And everybody's like, okay, yeah. Who's got fucking money on Russia? Like me, you know, like it's like people are gambling. They're throwing our lives in a fucking roulette wheel. Like, <laughs> ooh, here we go, World War Three. <laughs> you know, like this shit. With fucking. They don't dude, care because it's know. fucking profitable for them. They make money off this shit. That's all they care about. Fuck the world leaders. The people need to wake up and pull their fucking head out of their ass and realize that these dumbass politicians are about to get us all fucking killed. And these dumbasses need to start taking care of the American people. Because, you know, like we've got how many homeless people? 35 million. Is that right? 35 million homeless people in America. I thought we were like the empire, bro. I thought we was like the best country in the world. What the fuck happened to that? Population. Mm -hmm. No, those are the no, no, no. I'll tell you what it's about. It's about fucking dominance and supremacy. No, those are the lowly, fucking nasty people. We don't want to fucking associate with those people. We just want to fucking kick them out of our cities. We want them gone, clean them up off the streets and put them in a house somewhere. Just fucking get rid of them. That's the attitude towards homeless people. Instead of, hey, let's create GoFundMes for like homeless recreation centers or something like that. With counselors and homes and so- uh, Medicine, In light you know. of this, though, what are we supposed to do about people that don't care? We, I mean, we just need to fucking slap them in the face and say, wake the fuck up. Dude, I, I mean, I don't know what slap. else to do. I don't know if we have enough arms. We, we just need to, like, hit them with <laughs> such knowledge that they just they just say, wow, holy fucking shit. Ding, 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 ding. It's like I'm talking to so many fucking stupid people every fucking day that just like in total denial. Like, oh, you know, the earth is going to be fine. It's like, no, it's on fire and the trees are dying and the ecosystems are dying. And you're fucking Yeah, I mean, it, you said 20 years, but I think it's going to be less than that. It's us. It's me. It's it, it it's me with my coffee machine That's and my why I get very and my heater over there and this fan and these lights. Fucking says they're pregnant. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just get really. I'm like your kid's school. not gonna live. Uh, so I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, I get like real dark about it. <laughs> But, oh, hey, what's going on, you poor woman? Oh, are you wanting to get a fucking abortion? No, it's not about that. It's just that it's, it's the women that want to have kids that confuse me. I'm just like, why do you want to have a kid? Because it's not going to be alive. Like, for exactly. very long. We're, we're gone. I think that we're No, gone. that's why we got to cut. That's why we got to come together and fight this green revolution, bro. And all the people around the world 
need to wake up and realize we've got to shut these machines down. I wouldn't give a rat's ass if all these machines turned into junk tomorrow. That'd be the best damn thing that's happened to this planet in this history of this planet. Depends what machines it is. There's certain stuff that we don't need to be doing, yep. like in mining lithium and drilling oil. However, when it comes to the means of production, seize those machines and put them to work. I'm telling you. you damn right, Trisha. you goddamn right. You're right, too, Chelsea. Hell yeah. Like, I mean, we got to talk about this stuff. We got to wake people up and realize, like, hey, what are we really fighting here? Are we fighting for equality or are we fighting for equality of fucking oppression? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, you got to wake people up. You know, uh, I told somebody, close friend of mine, that, um, God, this is fucking hard. I told him some personal things, man, and he judged me differently and that's the first time i've experienced that i've never been on the receiving end of that shit and to hear that from my best like one of my best friends for like fucking nine years shit hurts it's like wow dude like he went from seeing me as like human to like fucking scum like disgusted right because i you know i told him uh he was making a gay joke and i'm like well fuck man hell i've tried it and he's like you fucking faggot. And I'm just like. That's sad that he's got that kind of fucking hate in him. But and, let it be his problem. And I'm not. like, And I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I just said that I tried it. You know, I like I'm not. Like, I mean, I tried it. But what I'm saying, that's beside the point. Is that he immediately in his mind is just like, oh, you're fucking subhuman below me because... Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, and um, I don't know, a lot of other shit, too. A lot of other Jesus, shit I'm not going to talk about. Even this mythical character, Jesus, was not a homophobe, so where the fuck they get that one is beyond me, other than them misinterpreting the fuck out of No, well, and it's hard for me to believe that your friend is not also racist if he is that completely opposed to... Right. And homophobia of all things like that, like that, no, this is just I mean, I'm sorry. I mean we, we, we're going on six years almost since gay marriage was legalized. This and is well, normal. This has been normal even before gay marriage was legalized. So and I, I figured mean, it had went away. Every every homophobe and racist is a misogynist, and honestly, I don't think that you can separate any of those things. Dude, They're I honestly, dude, you just want to try though. You just want to speak to him and be like, "Please wake up, please wake up." But okay. it's like there's no hope. It's but the time. whole the thing that makes you want to not try anymore, um, that might be an advantage that you have um, because you're a man. And I mean, sometimes it's not. That's not the complete reason that I'm saying that. But like, no, you're damn right. 
but okay. like I've, I mean, uh, no, but when you say these things, nobody wants to listen to you, and you can hear it in the way that they disrespect you personally, also. It's like I'm know. not black, and I I'm not a lot of the things that people discriminate against people for because like I mean I'm I'm bi. I, I have to pretend sort of sometimes that I'm not, or people just assume or yeah. whatever. Um, so like I can pass for certain things a lot of the time, but you, you start to see that even in your own family, they start to disrespect you specifically also because of the things that you've said. And that's why your friend disrespected you. And I think that if you found that you talked a lot more about the things that you believe that you would get disrespected personally a lot more often. And so they try to make it sound like it's not political and that they're not really racist they just have a problem with you specifically. Um, but really the problem is, is that mm -hmm. they're fucking racist and they're homophobic and they're pieces of shit. They're fucking pieces of shit. That's just the fucking end of it. Right? So that's why it. I don't feel any, that's why I don't feel any inclination to help them or to feel bad for them. There is no reason to. You just have right. to leave them and tell them to go fuck themselves. Okay, you don't need that person in your fucking life anymore. Cut the tie. That's no, I, that's a lot more. I mean, you think that it's one thing, but honestly, that is a lot of work that you're going to waste your time. Yep. Because it's that holy trifecta that's of what the fuck that she just listed. Because you've got the fucking homophobia, the racism, and the sexism, and that shit's ingrained. If that motherfucker ever changes, it's not going to be because of any fucking buddy else. He's going to need a rude fucking awakening. And it's probably going to be when he fucking realizes his own um, internalized fucking hatred towards himself. Because statistically yeah. speaking, most people who are that volatile in reaction as, you know, that homophobic fucking response there, the... Uh, those people are typically closeted gay people who fucking hate that within themselves. And Dude, I was watching that Neil deGrasse Tyson and Ben Shapiro episode last night with Kyle. And I'm pretty sure that Ben Shapiro is gay as shit. That's why he can't get his wife wet. Sorry. He's gay as shit. He was ha he was in the phone and talking. Now we're flagged. You said a whole lot of things that were flag worthy before I did. Right. Every show has plenty of stuff that could be flag worthy if it was like you know what up to Zuckerberg right now to Wait, be like, oh my god, are you streaming on everything? You know why they ain't been able to flag it because I've been speaking the truth and ain't none of this stuff bullshit and it's the truth. And I think I'm waking some of them people up. And they're saying, you know, damn right, we're the fucking machine. We're the fucking... Dude, I'm telling you, when I talk about the machine, we're I'm talking about the fucking bulldozers and the fucking concrete trucks journey. and the fucking semi-trucks and the asphalt and all of it, man. All of it. And the deforestation and all the pesticide and the fertilizer we're putting in the ground. I could preach it like a religion because this fucking love we have with living in a first world society is their new religion. You can that is a new religion. Like a religion. And people need All to wake up and realize this ain't a battle of um, 
this ain't a battle of white versus black, Republican or versus Democrat. This is about poor people getting fucked over by dumb motherfuckers ruining this planet for their fucking Ferraris and their fucking Lamborghinis. <sighs> fucking scumbags. I'm getting more coffee because I'm getting pissed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leveling up. I'm just gonna I am going to have to go. I can't believe how long this has gone. <laughs> I know. We're at almost five hours. We probably should. What time did y'all start? What the fuck? <laughs> well, okay, let's keep going. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. I have to wake up at like 9.30, so I can't just. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in a fucking hurry because I'm making SpaghettiOs. Okay. <laughs> Like, Fuck that. But I also <laughs> have to wake up at 9.30. No, I don't know. I'm just really excited. I'm like, dude, we've got so much shit to talk about. Like, I could just sit here and ramble and ramble and ramble and go on all night. And I want y'all to like back me up and help me. But I've got to keep going. I've got to keep speaking. I've got to keep talking. I've got to keep trying to get the people to reason on... A humanistic level to where we're understanding that what we're doing. Oh, you're having a rave? Why didn't you invite me? Huh? I'm making fun of Trisha. (laughs) It looks like she's having a rave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She bought a bunch of ecstasy and she didn't invite us. It's fine. Dude, I want fucking ecstasy, bro. What? I want to try fucking ecstasy, bro. That'd be fucking awesome. Like, go to. Oh radio. my god! What drugs have you done? I've dr- <laughs> drunk. I've done. Man, uh, I am so mad that that fucking vampire hunter found a vampire and then left. It's like he found Jesus and then just left. <laughs> he made fun of my hair. I don't know. He said I shop at Hot Topic. I don't shop at Hot Topic. I'm 31. He's being oh, racist because I have black now. hair. He thinks it's fake, but it's not. Sorry. <laughs> Trish is back. We're talking about the vampire hunter. I was like, he found a vampire because I'm like white as shit. And then like he left. And I'm like, he like. He assumes because my hair is black and then I'm wearing a black shirt that like I shop at Hot Topic. I haven't shopped at Hot Topic since I was a kid. Hot Topic is gay, which is cool, but I don't know. It's like so are we, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I guess right, it's not cool because we're not fun to troll at all. Like he was just like, I got these guys, and then he was like, Man, these people are making me get mad. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, we enjoy that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted John again because he talks a lot. No, no, I, I'm agreeing. Sometimes it's just I'm taking much. everything in. I'm taking the comments in. I'm. Uh, well. 
John, why is gay pejorative? Uh, because it's used to describe some people. Oh, that's the fucking gays. There go the fucking gays. It's the same reason why cunt is my favorite word. Right. I yeah. love cunt. I also love looking at people, calling them a cunt, and then being like, can't what? understand normal thinking. And you know what? We've got to start re-looking at the way we view society. You know? Spaghetti. My fake spaghetti is ready. Yeah, I need to go make some oh, nice. And my doggies dog o'clock. Yes, we have to. Are we about to call tonight? Yeah, yeah, we need to. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Almost five fucking hours, bro. <laughs> We're done. Rob is much yeah, more uh, diplomatic it, about this. Awesome, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, Rob yeah, is. thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been fun and interesting. Just a minute, Sarah. The star of the show wants my fucking full attention. Sarah! Much love, guys. Thank you, guys. I've uh, been watching this whole time and sticking with us, man. We enjoyed having right. you guys. And thank you, Trish. Thank you, guys. Uh, and everybody that was on here earlier, too. Man. Fuck yeah. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and I love this show, man. I love that yeah. That so many people are finally getting interested in waking like up. I like 15 just now. Man, You're coming to a uh, hot topic and greeting a friend. Oh yeah, I that's the only place I shop is Hot Topic, actually. <laughs> I'm not a bougie hipster that shops at Urban Outfitters. Don't I love Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People are just fucking no fucking idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Right. And uh, I still don't have any music. So, bow chicka bow wow. We're out. Bye bye, everybody. Salad. Bye. 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 Bye.